off because we are indeed live. Oh, yep. And the resolution looks like Our reading is now streaming live on YouTube. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. It's cleared up. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the intro. <laughs> Hey, just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rise from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, February 13th, 1.19 p.m., episode 102. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. The best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I'm Donovan. And today we have, for the third time in a row, the local, regional, and national celebrity, Larry <laughs> the Man Dixon. Wow, national. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, 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 just keep gassing me up. That's good. I feel great about it now. Uh, yeah. Coming up on this week's show, uh, we have some breaking news, which if you follow us on social media, John <laughs> would have just shared it with you. Uh, it looks like the impeachment is over mm. again. Um, and we once again were acquitted. Uh, president Trump was once again acquitted of charges and whatnot. So he's just a regular ass ex president citizen now. But it was definitely worth us going through the whole thing because now uh, he can't run for anything else, right? Oh, no, wait, because he was just acquitted. So the fuck? Super worth it. <sighs> oh, Chris, yeah, there, it's, it's not like there was, you know, trillions of dollars to be spent in government cheese. Like, come on. Oh, dude! No, how much money? We got other things to be do to be doing. Uh, probably tons. Not that to was the other thing pushed off the corona, uh, the coronavirus package. Right, that, and that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like we have there are there's a package worth of trillions of dollars that's sitting there waiting to be signed and spent, or at least discussed. You know, at least mold over, perhaps yeah. in a committee or two, <laughs> so that it could put, you know be introduced to the floor. But instead, we decided to. I would be very interested to find out how much money was spent on the trial because I actually wrote that down on one of these note cards because I'm the note card host now. Um, and that, like, one of my questions was like, isn't it interesting that the Democrats are and the Republicans are continually talking about, you know, this is very urgent. We don't have the time. Like, we need to do this now. But the Democrats have all the time in the world to go ahead and push through this impeachment thing and try and get it done, even though, as we have seen now, it didn't fucking get done, which I'm pretty sure we called a couple of weeks ago when this whole thing started. But I might be wrong. Yeah, you might. It's OK. It's just money, right? It's definitely just money. It's not even that it's big a deal. Money. It's just money. I mean, money isn't real anymore, as we all know. Sorry, just uh, I'm going to be slightly occupied here for a second. The, uh, the chat does not seem to be working. So I'm trying to play around real quick. No, that's fine. I'll just remind everyone, because I know Larry will appreciate this, that while we were wasting, not us, while Congress was wasting more government money while also not giving you money, none of them were missing a paycheck. They were all still collecting their own paycheck while you sit and wait, possibly without a job, possibly with a job, with reduced hours, any number of things. They're still collecting their paycheck. As you're waiting to find out whether or not you'll maybe get the $1,400 that was supposed to be $2,000 now. Well, it's $1,400 plus $600, which is the same thing as other people. You're going to get a $2,000 check. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I expect things. It's just like, hey, yeah. you're going to make $50,000, but really just $5,000 extra on pace for your normal wage. So, yeah. 
it's, it's good. It's just words. It, they, they don't matter. We'll we'll circle back to that, which is my. We'll, we'll circle back. back. Don't yeah. don't Jen Saki this thing already, man. Listen, <laughs> this is what I'll say though, right? Because like Kaylee McKinney, McKinney, like yeah. she just came out with fire. She was so rehearsed, right? And so <sighs> all the all the White House secretaries are gonna do the same thing, right? They're always going to just you know do whatever the president says, so, right? They're always the mouthpiece. They're always propaganda. But I really appreciate it with Kaylee is that she was just always prepared for any question. And so it's mm-hmm. not even that, uh, I don't even know her name. The new press secretary is- Jen you know, Saki. Jen Saki. It's not even that she's, you know, circling back to anything. It's not that she's avoiding questions. Right. I just don't feel like she's as prepared for the product yeah. that I was now used for, used to. Like that's the right. real problem. Like, I don't care what she says. It, well, especially be- problem, you know. because there are, have been multiple times that, because I watch them pretty much every day, the press mm-hmm. briefings multiple times where she's looking through the binder and she's like, uh, yeah, and like, I know I have something on this. Like, I don't just, uh, give me one second. It's like, you, you don't even, not only do you not have the information, you don't even know in where to look to pretend like you have the information in your binder. Right. <clears throat> was like, I'm it? just going to flip through until I look for, until I find a convenient place. It doesn't seem like it's even like a, I'm trying to find this in a hurry. It's so like slow and methodical as she shifts pages. It's like, Right. No. No. Like she's running out the clock at the end of the football game. That's all I want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't. She's mind. just I, kneeling. Hundred percent. Just like, just like get, us, <laughs> get us to the halftime, and we'll be we'll be fine. And I'm just like, hey guys, listen. Like the the promises were made, right? And, and now we're delivering, and that's what I hope so, right? And then like you know, not to just beat them up. Like they've done some good things. Apparently now we've hit 300 million threshold that we need to vaccinate everyone in America. We signed those deals with Pfizer, and Moderna. So that's awesome, even though let's just, you know, I don't, you know, not to pump anything, but ha- I, I was in on Occugen, so like hashtag Occugen, that's what we needed, but uh, I, Wait, I mean, what? so Occugen, that's the, that's the one from India, the COVID vaccine from India. That okay. got, oh, Occugen? Virati, yeah, it's Virati that um, they, they merged with their, or they signed a deal with a American company to manufacture it, and that's the one that I was on, so I was riding that hype for a while. Nice. Didn't go anywhere super crazy, but it was fun. Um, but yeah, so we have we have all the vaccines we need now. So we're doing things right. So they're still they're still moving forward. I just this is why you can't overpromise because now everyone's just like well, you said you'd do more. So right, there was someone I met on the internet during these um, you know the riots and all the stuff during the summer, um, and he invested in Moderna like in the very beginning of the virus. Um, and has made thousands of dollars yeah. off of a pretty minimal investment. Yeah, like maybe like two grand he put in. He's made like 10 grand. Yeah, off just put it in, just letting it sit, you know. But yeah, Moderna has just <laughs> gone through the fucking roof. To the moon. Or, there it is, to the moon. I was just going to say, or to the moon, which is my new favorite. <laughs> moon. Knowing yeah. nothing about stocks. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's great. So. I mean, why don't we just start like on this topic? Because this has been a bugaboo of mine for a while. I mean, we're going to hit, what are we going to hit today, Don? I mean, we're going to hit a bunch of stuff, but. Yeah. So being Larry here, if this is the first time that, or having Larry here, if this is the first time that you guys have tuned in or the first time that you've seen Larry, Larry is the resident tax man. He's in fact doing my taxes this year. He is the resident tax man. So um, he is here obviously to talk all things finances because now he's just the guy we're going to ask about every money question for everything. That's that's what he gets. So he's our econ uh, advisor. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's our economic advisor, exactly. Um, so we're going to talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency today. It's something that I personally have struggled with a lot trying to figure out, trying to understand. I know it's really big right now, so a lot of people have a lot of questions. Let's talk about crypto. We're going to talk a little bit more about what happened with GameStop last week, uh, last, you know, a couple weeks ago, and uh, the stonks, as Larry said. Um, we are going to talk about this time news article that i have here oh it's um, fantastic i have printed out i have things highlighted how I many pages annotated. was it printed this was because it's one, long two, three four five six seven eight nine twelve ten 14. eleven twelve <laughs> thirteen pages double-sided Woo! Double-sided. So, and, and this is and this is like the printable copy. It's even like without most of the bullshit. There's minimal oh. pictures in here. Yeah, I like this there's minimal pictures. Good. Yeah. So like, minimal so pictures. Like kind of book. Some annotations, is, some highlights. Yeah, legit style title. So Time Magazine article: The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. Yes. Which and in its so, title, you already go up. Uh, Thank Pause you, button. Thank what? You. Okay. What? Good. 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 Listen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm never gonna dig it. We'll dig it. So I, I'm excited about that because I, I got a yes. lot of stuff to pick. Yes. And then, and then uh, we are. Go ahead, Larry. No. And then we can touch on uh, the the package that isn't out. Yeah. Yes. We, we can touch on some updates. We're gonna talk a lot about because these things aren't gonna take us however long we're to take so and as you know and we've we have gotten to know each other very well especially since the first time you've been on so it's going to be you know like having one of our friends and similar it's going to be a very chill yeah. episode no, you know the deal. <laughs> um, yes as everyone can see if you came in here from our social medias you know but if you don't we are on zoom today because we live in washington state Laird lives in oklahoma but we live in washington and we have somewhere between eight and ten inches of snow outside so i wasn't really trying to go to collins house so we're just, just zooming it up today because yeah, um, it's we, still snowing right Right now it's still actively <laughs> snowing it's supposed to stop in a little bit but then snow more tonight and no. then the night after that so i'm excited it makes you guys feel, uh happier we are also getting crushed tonight uh we are officially go. getting prepared they just shut down post for sunday monday and tuesday so we're, wow. we're getting ready as well yeah, so if you want to see some videos of Jax running around in the snow, so we did that earlier, it was fantastic. You can look us up, all of our social medias. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Off on both those things. Larry is at like Larry the Tax Guy and yeah, like Larry, a couple of different uh, things. Uh, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. It's all good. So we'll Just... tag him in these things. You guys can follow him. We'll tag him in the socials, obviously. Um, and so you guys can see everything there. You can go to our Salt of the Street. YouTube and it's going to be there. Obviously, you're watching it here. You can go to our website, saltofthestreets.com, has all this information through the post all the time for the episode. So, all the socials, all the everything, all the information, everything is there. Leave us a rating and a review. It helps people find us. It helps people get to us. Subscribe, like if you're on YouTube. I think that's all the things. Um, I have found it frustrating that all the different platforms have like a different way to let people know that this is what you're doing. You know, yes. like Spotify doesn't even have a rating system. I don't think I've been using Spotify the last couple weeks with there's not even a rating system. So I don't know how you even tell people about that, but um, that's it. So where you're such a natural at that. Yeah. Just slide, slide. I feel like I'm stumbling through it, so I'm glad that it sounds at least decent. I feel like I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, okay. so I just want to start off by one thing and one thing. 
because this is one thing I was going to hit in the pre-show today, but one obviously song, one song that only. didn't happen. Yeah, one song, one song only. Yeah. Um, have you guys been following the the wrath of the Cuomo or what's happening to oh. Andrew Cuomo? Yes. Because I am so excited. Yes. His, his own, that's, what was it, the deputy? Yeah, uh, admin, def, deputy yeah. or executive assistant or whatever that capacity. Yeah. yeah. Threw him under the bus totally by accident, saying like, "Oh, I'm sorry." So delicious. We didn't. We we just we had to do something because we were, you know, our policy was to take all these elderly COVID patients that were getting COVID in the hospitals and then send them back to the nursing homes, and then they were just wiping everybody out. So we had to hide the numbers somehow because we were afraid of federal prosecution. Oh yeah. But now it's okay. It's just okay. Now it's just okay. Well, and it's like, it's kind of funny because it's not because a lot of people. The irony is funny. The irony is funny. And I was going to, when when I first read about it, I was like, oh man, now I can bring up like Biden's like, you know, like uh, deputy health secretary or whatever, or like she, this woman took her mom out of a nursing home and then like put a bunch of COVID patients back in the nursing homes and was like, oh, this shit is insane. It's like, well, yeah. then why the fuck did you take your mom out? But you let other people's family stay in there while you did this. And so I was going to compare him, but it's even worse because Cuomo was like, oh, no, like, just don't tell anyone about it because it's going to look really bad. It yes. <laughs> will exactly. probably go to fucking prison. <laughs> it's crazy. Listen, the this best just part came about... out, This just came out just in the last couple of days, right? Yeah. Like, maybe even just yesterday. Yeah. Like, we knew that their numbers were jacked for the last couple of months. Right. And, but now, yeah, and I think it was basically since like Thursday night, Friday or something. It must have been Thursday because I think yeah. Shapiro was talking about it on Friday. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, how? How do you do that? I mean, how as as somebody working in the government like that, like if you were the assistant secretary of the governor or whatever your title is, how do you not know like to not talk about that? Right. Like if, if the idea is for you to avoid prosecution by just like <laughs> burying everything and not talking about it, what makes you think it's a good idea to talk about it now? Like the media is friendly to you. Obviously, they gave him an Oscar or an Emmy or whatever yeah, the hell it, it was. The Emmy. Yeah, I mean, the daytime Emmy. Yeah. But you can't just like cop to a crime like that and expect no one to notice. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just, and I, uh, on the. I just feel the rule I live by is once you prove to me you're smart, you can't convince me that you're dumb. No. So her being a very smart woman, I've heard her speak before. At, at some level, it had to have been planned because, again, <laughs> she literally has no – like she's lived her whole career being buttoned up, not making mistakes, being the go-to girl. So like in my head, I'm just like, what about this moment and this crucial high stakes? Would this come out? And I feel like at a level – like. They just slow rolled it. I think they're just like, hey, like this is gonna get out eventually. Cause like this, none of this is even a big deal, except he wrote a book about how great he did. Like he literally wrote a book and said, This is how you deal with yes. chaos. Uh, and he said everybody else is book. terrible. Before the it was book over. Is, yeah, I understand the book is what did it to me. I was just like, You released a book and now you're a liar. Like, do we retract the book? Do we not pretend it happens? And yeah. no one asked him that question. The well, real the book question. in itself was hilarious because, like, the pandemic is still going on, yeah. and it's about how to handle the pandemic. Like, you still are, like, you're going to have, they had a second wave after that. Like, you still, it's still actively going on. You still don't have, like, we were talking with, like, enough vaccines. Like, that's still not done. That just, yeah. the agreement to get enough vaccines just happened. 100%. So it's not like you even have herd immunity going on. Like, you, 
what the fuck? But a daytime Emmy because, but a daytime Emmy because, and I don't know if anybody, anybody listening that doesn't know about this, uh, and it's it's Andrew Cuomo that's the governor, right? Yes, governor yes. of New York yes. State. So, so he, yes, yes, he, he received daytime Emmys for his press things during the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic at the same time that Donald Trump was being taken off of the air on mainstream media because of whatever because disinformation or some fucking bullshit yeah. we can't allow Cuomo, this disinformation to get spread yeah shut him down Cuomo, Cuomo is is actively hiding information that could potentially land him in prison and he's receiving daytime Emmys and writing a book that's probably sold millions of copies at this point mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm yeah. sure it was on the New York Times bestseller for X amount of weeks. If it's not still on there, yeah. What the fuck? So it there's just it. one question we all need to ask ourselves, right? Yes. Sir. Is when it's time, probably next year, when somebody makes the Netflix miniseries about this, who is going to play <laughs> Governor Andrew Cuomo? See, and I don't even think he'll be in it. Honestly, I think it's going to be Brad Pitt. It's. It, I feel like. I feel like it's going to be Brad Pitt. They'll put some paint on him, or Robert De Niro. I feel like that's Ooh. who they would cast it. But I feel like De Niro is a big it. fan. Listen, I think it's going to be like all the because, like in the South, like this is where we've lived different lives, right? And this, I never thought I would say this, but like we shut down for like March, and then in April we were kind of shut down, and then in May everyone put their heads up, like oh, I think we're good, and we've just been going. Oh. We, we, we had masks on, but like everyone said, oh, I'm going to eat dinner. And I was like, i just been going out. I won't say constantly because I don't eat out that much, but like I could go out every single day if I wanted to. Um, yeah. No, I like we just within the last few days did they open up more districts in Washington because not only do we live in different parts of the country, Larry, it's actually the Hunger Games up here. And that's why we don't have counties anymore. It's all separated into District districts. One. So yeah, District we talked two. about that last time. It's it's officially the Hunger Games up here, except people are just gonna go hungry because you know you can't go anywhere. So yeah. God bless you guys. Listen, this is what I'm saying. I love Washington, right? Mainly because it has a zero percent tax state tax rate. But man, I not I for long. struggle. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're really trying on that capital gains thing. They're really trying. Yeah. The wealth tax they're talking about, like now they're talking about the wealth tax. And I, Colin, you just posted yeah. an article like last week on your Twitter that was, you know, billions or millions of dollars that Jeff Bezos is going to not be able to avoid in tax because they're just they're like, fuck it, we'll just put a wealth tax in Washington whoa, whoa. and go fuck yourself. Just throw it on there, buddy. Throw it on. Yes. That's why he's going to Mars. I, I truly feel like he's just like it's it's on the horizon. He first yeah. saw it because he sees everything because he's mining Bezos. <laughs> and he's just like, listen, I think it's oh, we're ready to jet off to Mars. I think I think it'll be announced here in the coming coming months. It's the only well, thing he he said because again, if anybody doesn't know, he said he's gonna step down from being the CEO of Amazon. He's gonna take a more active role in the Washington Post. So he's leaving Seattle and he's gonna go and live in New York. And I'm sure it's because they're these fucking taxes they're talking about. He's like, all right, peace out. I'm done with this, this shit. I'm just going to move myself to New York. The business is what it is. We already have X amount of things here, but I'm going to move my shit to the other side of the country because this is fucking ridiculous. <clears throat> and he's probably going to live in some state that's adjacent to New York that has a, a lower tax rate, but yeah. then still work for the Washington Post and just go there every day or yeah, fly in a helicopter. The t- exactly. Wherever yeah. has the lowest tax rate that he can get to within two hours on a helicopter, yeah. and he'll be good. I mean, yeah, it makes more sense. It'll uh, be great. It'll if be I great. was rich, I would do the same thing. Yep. And his office You're... will be right across the street from Wall Street, so that way yeah. he can make sure he can, you know, you know, press the right buttons and shit. And I don't, I don't know how much he's tied into this. So, like Jeff Bezos is kind of an enigma, right? He is right because, like, he like 
like like for example, right? A ball Twitter, enigma. Like, right, he's the new <laughs> a Balma. That doesn't work. But like he he's like, he is a tech tyrant technically, right? But he doesn't yes. act like the other ones. Yeah. Like if you if we just lay it out besides like him not paying enough in taxes, right? Which unequivocally the second rich riches after divorce like fifth riches doesn't matter but like he doesn't pay enough he's still up there 100 like listen if i could give away a billion plus dollars and still be considered rich i'm feeling super good about myself that being said <laughs> he's just never in the news besides taxes like i, I never hear about it like okay the scandal with the girlfriend but like besides those two things and divorce taxes when do we hear about it he's like, smart Never goes to Congress. He's never out there. He doesn't have any scandals. Never anywhere. I don't. Even, I, he's invested in companies because I'm sure his money's everywhere. But like, right. you just never hear on about Twitter. Well, and I can I can think of like one time in the last maybe three or four years that I've watched tech representatives, tech CEOs go to Congress. One time that he's gone, and that was like within the last year. And yeah. I remember what they were talking about. And I think that you're right, Larry. That people forget how much influence he has. And I think. Or as people forget about Amazon Web Services, like mm -hmm. people forget of that so much of their dominance in the tech market comes from how much like cloud services and servers they operate, that mm -hmm. they just control the internet, that yes. people don't even think about that, you know? So when they think about Jeff Bezos, they think about Amazon first, and they're like, oh, well, fuck them, they sell books and everything. And then the second thing is the Washington Post. And so they don't think about Amazon Web Services, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like a background thing that even watching sports now they're like oh you know next gen stats because of fucking amazon web services and you're like oh you don't think about oh this is the fucking server hosting company that runs the internet they oh, just yeah. kicked donald trump and parlor off of the internet because they control so much of it but why where's jeff bezos right we don't expect him to show up to congress because no one fucking even thinks about it and and on top of that i mean he as far as like consumer goods are concerned and getting people consumer goods completely revolutionized the entire industry no. i mean there is now a fleet of amazon delivery vehicles across the entire nation getting mm -hmm. people what they want for cheap right that has never existed before they, he has 100 i mean he's kicked the shit out of it ups fedex i mean of course the post office because everybody kicks yeah. the shit out of the fucking post yeah, office really but the, i mean you order whatever you want off yeah. amazon which has 75 percent of the goods that you might want on a given day and it'll show up to you courtesy of their own delivery vehicles with their own, you know, drivers, everything's contracted. It's all just, it's 100% demolition, man. Josh Hagen, shout out to Josh Hagen. He commented on our last double header talking about movies and he was talking about demolition, man. And it got me thinking in that movie, demolition, man. Have you seen that Larry? No, I have not. Oh God. 1993, Sylvester right? Stallone, Wesley okay. Snipes, Sandra okay. Bullock. I mean, uh, Rob Schneider. Fuck, I forgot about that. It's a great film. But uh, in that kind of dystopian future, right, everything is Taco Bell. The, the greatest restaurant in the world is called Taco Bell. Everything is Taco. It's essentially Taco Bell was the one corporation that grew, like blew up and took over everything, just yeah. started eating up other companies, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's a nice, fine dining, elegant restaurant, but it's called Taco Bell. It's the same thing with Amazon. Amazon will own everything eventually. It makes me think of that that dystopian future where Ooh. three corporations own everything and everything is Amazon. Right. And, and you know what I think is going to be the gateway to that, really? I think 
it, and, and this is just me kind of hearing, seeing, and really just making a real guess. So I have no verifiable evidence. I think he's going to start buying the empty malls, right? Because what is the thing that we've stopped doing is going yeah. to malls, right? I think since 2000. But they're also oh, massive pre-built places. Freaking border. Wow. Yeah. And then he's – because, like, 100%, like, here, we can return our coal stuff. Wow. To, we can return our Amazon stuff to Kohl's. So, like, yeah. the only time I go to Kohl's is because they're like, oh, yeah, we have it here. Scan and then take it. And I'm just like, okay, so Amazon, like, they don't have to own it. They've done what they needed to do. So now oh, yeah. I have a face to the customer service that Amazon's winning. Because Amazon just said, like, we'll eat hundreds of millions of dollars in return fees, all that. Right. Because they have the nest egg growing. Well, and they have the the stores in Seattle already, right? Where like the grocery stores where yeah. you can just go and just scoop shit and it just pays off of your prime. Oh, I yeah. wonder if that was like a, I mean, obviously it was a test run for a larger scheme, but I wonder yeah. if, it, if it has larger implications more as what Larry oh, was hard, talking yeah. about instead of just the corner retail, you know, grocery store. That is extremely interesting. Um, and well, you, yeah. you could literally revitalize an entire market that, is going away like oh, you yeah. could just like oh how much is here 60 percent of it i'm just going to take the whole fucking thing and just fill it all wow oh yeah and with you just blew my mind a little bit when all of a sudden minimum wage is 15 dollars an hour and you don't need anybody to work your store except for a couple of people to kind of just kind of check it out yeah he's going to get the real estate dirt cheap because nobody wants it now 100%. and he'll just be able to you know the infrastructure will essentially mall. be yeah it'll just be walk in grab what you want and leave and they're gonna make wow. make the money on it and, and, and again i think it's gonna be so like there's two things that he's already done so have you ever been to the amazon bookstore in seattle no so it's, we live it here in, too don we're we should be ashamed that's why about we've this. never been <laughs> listen fuck it i went years ago right because obviously my sister's husband he went to uw so we would go there right obviously and i'm a normal washingtonian so i go to seattle and so the bookstore is nuts, right? So I went in and bought the bookstore and there's no price tags on anything. And so you scan it with your Amazon app and it automatically updates based on what it's worth on Amazon. And that's how much you pay out the door. And so you don't have a shopping cart. So I literally pick up the book, dude, scan it. And then I turn three books in and they scan, like, you know, let's say receipt and you open it up and then it scans it and it's all the prices for Amazon. So like you can literally come in so they don't have to worry about sticker prices at all and their inventory systems already pre-built because it's nested in better because how many times have you gone to walmart i get frustrated i'm the worst about this right my wife hates it because like, i'll drive 30 minutes to walmart or target because i don't trust the websites anymore because i'm like oh yeah hey we have this in inventory oh yeah trust it and so right. well, like theirs is perfectly nested so you literally see everything yes that's it's very true um i i can't fucking stand that <clears throat> exactly. exactly. No, that's all that I have to say. I was going to try and come up with some type of stuff. That's it. I can't fucking stand it. I just can't. Cannot <laughs> I, can't stand, I can't stand it. No, seeing something online and being like, Ward, I'm going to go and pick it up, and then it's not fucking there. Yeah. I hate that. It, it, pretty it, soon he'll have the drones that'll just swing by your house and drop it off within a few hours. It's fine. Well, they have already ruined like shipping as it is with prime that you just expect things in two days so if something yeah. takes a week which is a pretty like a, a reasonable <laughs> amount of time to get something from fucking florida you're like yeah. okay it's wednesday like why isn't he here to order on sunday i ordered on fucking saturday which is a weekend and nobody's working but why isn't it fucking here yet 
Listen, it's I live literally in a one stoplight town. Like, there's literally only one stoplight. Really? In this town. Yeah, only one. It's great. I lo- I love small towns. Regardless, Amazon has not failed to get me something in two days, except one time during literally the bulk season of Christmas when I messed up and I ordered it on like the 16th, and it took four days because they went yeah. all over on a Sunday. And I was just like, and I was even mad like me. I was just like, are you kidding me, Amazon? Like you said today, and it's not here. And I was just like. <laughs> That's fair. It's it's their busy season. I'll give them the last couple of times I've bought ammo um, from like different sites, it's been delayed. You know, hit like Friday. It's supposed to be there on Friday, and then it hits a delay. And it's going to show up on Monday. And I'm like, God fucking damn it! I'm just like so pissed that I'm not going to shoot this weekend. I don't need it. Nothing's gonna nothing's gonna happen probably in those two days. But I'm like, I'm gonna flip this fucking table because this shit got delayed. Amazon Ooh. set that expectation expectation pretty high. And yeah, it's, it's but it's you, so ingenious, yeah. and it but is. you carve out more space in the market because like now it's not even like we're upset with them. There's like well, there's not good as Amazon, and now Amazon yeah. is the pillar of performance and the comparison, and so like they poisoned us. It's a poison pill. Yeah. yeah, and that's the problem with a company like Amazon, like that when they when their tentacles reach out into <laughs> all these different you know industries. But at the end of the day, like they're making massive innovations that yeah. are doing subjective good to society, especially yeah. on a global scale. They're incredibly hard to compete with. The consumer just wins in the end, except, you know, unless you fall prey to overconsumption, which we all do anyways. Yes, 100%. But all, I mean, all he's doing is feeding us what we want and giving it to us faster than we think we want it. And it's just, yeah. you know, he's been able, that's how Jeff Bezos has become who he is. He's just, He's revolutionized how modern day capitalism works and consumerism. And, and here's my question, right? And the ultimate question and my favorite question as like an economist, you guys are both capitalists, right? You guys are both liber- fairly libertarian. You guys are definitely capitalists. So at what point is Jeff Bezos too big? Because he's only grown this big yep. by literally giving us exactly what we want and what we didn't right. know we wanted. So like at what point do we, it do we, or should we curtail it? Like I've struggled with this. I go back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very nuanced question because that, I mean, it seems weird to think about, but it's, it's a very real thing that might happen very soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my, my view on like, on essentially Amazon and Jeff Bezos, right. And that the, mm-hmm. the more or less monopolistic, you know, enterprise that is yeah. Amazon it's, it's kind of a weird thing because, you know, I understand that capitalism always wins, mm-hmm. right? And I understand that in some markets, you know, a monopoly is better than, than competition because so. you might have one of those, you know, commercial benevolent dictators that is actually doing society a net benefit mm-hmm. overall and improving lots of people's lives. But at the same time, there's only one of them. And he can, if he decides to be an evil genius one day, and, you know, especially now that he's in like the Washington Post and stuff like that, I mean, yeah. he could he could go rogue at any time. But at some point, I mean, without a Jeff Bezos being, you know, having the monopoly that he has, we wouldn't have what we have today. I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have this this camera that I'm using to record this on this. Com- I mean, I guess I got the computer at Best Buy, but like tons of stuff in the studio here. I got on the cheap because I got it from Jeff Bezos, company, Amazon that I would right. not have been able to get otherwise. 
no one well, else could compete. And that's not necessarily a bad thing unless it changes. And the retail portion in particular is unique because people partner with Amazon, you know, like it's not like they're buying all the different companies of the shit that they're selling. Like those people are selling their items through Amazon and Amazon is just taking a portion of that sale. And so it's like, it's almost like a, certainly if you are going to be talking about it in Congress in some type of uh, like an antitrust brief or meeting, you know, if you're going to be talking about it in some, in some type of meeting like that, then you're going to compare it to a grocery store. You know, like why is this any different than Safeway? Because Safeway is just hosting all these products. You know, they make very little of the items that are inside of Safeway. Most of the items are made by other people. They're just taking yeah. a commission off of the sale for hosting the item in their store. You know, what's what's and what the fuck did we say when Safeway bought up Am- bought up Albertsons or whatever? You know, save the company. We don't give a shit. You know, it's yeah. not even Colin. You said the Albertsons by you even still says Albertsons on the outside, yeah. but on the inside there's a banner that says like "Thanks for shopping at Safeway." Yep. So like they care that much. Are now Safeway. Yeah. So they they care that much about you knowing that it's Safeway that it still yeah. fucking says Albertsons on the outside. They don't really yeah. care. They just want the fucking money, you know. And <laughs> I feel like it, at least as long as Jeff Bezos is at the head of Amazon, that's yeah. still like what he's looking at is is money and not like I want to. At least the way that I see it, you know, that his focus is still money. It's not like I want to dominate the globe with the brand of Amazon, whereas yeah. someone maybe like the next generation of Amazon leadership who's just like, I fucking love Jeff Bezos and what he's done. They might just be like, I just want Amazon to own everything, yeah. you know? 100%. So, and That's that might all the be restaurants like a, will be Amazon restaurant. It, yeah. That might be a kick the can down the road type of thing. Like, I fuck <laughs> at least Jeff Bezos just wants money. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's there. My bigger concerns are with, like we're talking about, like the things like Amazon Web Services. You know yeah. that they own so much of that market, so much of the server market that when somebody like Parler gets kicked off, there isn't even somewhere else Figure big out. enough that can host Parler. Mm-hmm. You know, there's they own too much of the market, and everybody else that owns a decent enough portion is is still bought into like the leftist ideology that yeah. anybody who isn't sold on the social justice warrior stuff isn't even can't even have a large enough stake in the market to host something reasonable size. And that would be something I think would be an easier discussion to be had um, where he can't hire 10 lawyers, like I said, who are going to argue that it's just like Safeway, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're not, that that is a domination of the internet market in which is supposed to be free for people to express themselves and say whatever the fuck they want to do, whatever, you know, and if you're able to restrict who can and can't, you know what I'm saying? So that I think would will be the first place of discussion, especially if some conversations about like two thirty start happening and stuff like that. I think that What's will be the, that is that's what the number is, right? That's yeah. um it's <clears throat> section two thirty of oh the, oh oh yep yep information yep. control uh, hmm. yeah Colin knows what's up yeah yeah. It's the one that lets them be like not be accountable for the exactly. It's it's what it's what says that they're not publishing the material; they're just hosting. Yeah, it's and so oh, exactly. Oh. And yep. so, especially if something is shifted on that, where they have to start taking more responsibility for what's going on, I can see the social media platforms. I can see how that could have larger implications to the people who are hosting the shows, the social media platforms, in which yeah. they need to be. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I would be yeah, interested that's... to see where that goes. And with the president being banned from from Twitter for life, 
You know, I think that these conversations are. No, he's still President Trump. That's I'm what we call him President Trump. Yeah, yeah. Once you're president, you're always president. President for life. Yeah. Whether people like it or not, fucking President Trump. And I don't even fucking like the guy. President Trump. President for fucking life. And um, just like President weird. Obama, still President Obama, still President for life. Yeah. There's no, there's no official former president. In anything you're, once you are president, right. and you have served your term of office, unless um, there might be a thing like if you were to get impeached and removed from office, you well, might th- lose that. I'm not totally sure, but I doesn't really think matter. that Donald Trump established an office of the former president. I think that like, yeah. you know, I, I think believe that, that, that he did that. With the, it, the same thing that it meant when Joe Biden established the office of the president-elect, you know? Yep. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a nothing. <laughs> like it's, it didn't exist until five minutes ago, but now it's a thing. So <laughs> I think just for like legal issues, like I, I think legally, like you just can't say the office of the president. I, I feel like right. that, I don't know, but I feel like there has to be a thing. But yeah, no, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. I think, like officially, like even in the army, like when people are generals, we'll say like uh, brigadier general retired. But yeah. like we would, you still based like if I'm talking to him, like I would still call him a general. I would still call him insert rank generally. Um, and then I think in official terms, they would say former uh, president. But I don't think it's at least on the mainstream like to call him President Obama. Like I don't think that's like a form. And I feel like what it's going to come down to is calling him President Trump. It's going to be, oh, you don't think uh, Joe Biden's our president? She said, no. I, right. It's just, it's just he was our president. Like, well, it's just so aggressive. And I think that you're probably right. I think calling him president is more of a personal thing. Like if you were going to, if you were going to meet him, yeah. you would call him President Trump. You wouldn't call him former President Trump. But if we were talking about him, yeah. then we might call him a more formal presentation. Might be to call him former President Trump. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I got. I just pulled up a, a Hill article f- uh, from. January 25th, Trump established the office of the former president in Florida. Former President Trump on Monday established an official, an official post-presidency office in Palm Beach Calif- County, Florida, setting up a awesome. vehicle for future public appearances and statements. So I guess it's just That's something awesome. you can do. It's just a business. I, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's probably like some kind of a, a 501, which is just a nonprofit, and it's just going to be a political nonprofit. We don't make anything here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what Longs again? Longsy's not trying to threaten anyone. I think he's gonna be fine. I I think what it's gonna be is he's. I think he's either gonna gear up for twenty twenty four a rerun. We're gonna run it back or run it back. (laughs) Or he's going to take all that political capital and throw throw it behind him, right? And I I really think being the lead off of Twitter is probably the best thing for him in that in that retrospect because like. I don't even think about him anymore because he never talks. Right. Yeah. Well, and now that so let's just start here, right? Now <laughs> that this now that this article has that's been what you put call out, a natural segue, he, baby. <laughs> now that this article has been put out, I think he could potentially have an easier time trying to run because the playbook was just fucking published in yeah. a time article on exactly what everyone did behind the scenes to try and defeat president trump or to defeat president trump so or to fortify the election donovan to, to make sure the right the person exactly. won and so now that all of this is here in public record how does president trump not just hire a bunch of people to do the exact fucking opposite of what all of these people just did Jeez and Lewis. just pay them more money you know he however much money they they have here he can absolutely raise with all these people that are so rock hard for Trump, they will fucking storm the Capitol building. So, like, they'll willingly give all of their fourteen hundred dollars to President Trump just so that he has enough money to run in twenty twenty four. So, yeah. I, 
I am very interested to see what happens, especially now that they can't fucking they couldn't borrow from office. No, like, I mean, what no. are you gonna do now? Yeah, is it just me, or does the thought of Trump running in twenty twenty four kind of just? I I just it, it kind of ruins really my life thinking about it. I'm like, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do this whole thing again. I, mean, I get really it. Bad. I just don't want to go through that. Mm-hmm. The last year specifically, even outside of the coronavirus, has been rough. Yeah. Um, and I would not blame President Trump for all of those things, but he had a heavy hand in a yeah. lot of the things that happened outside of coronavirus. Yeah. And I think the last thing that this country could actually genuinely survive would be a successful Donald Trump presidential <laughs> campaign in 2024. If he fucking won the presidency in 2024, I the storming of the Capitol building would look like a fucking joke of what Antifa and all of the everybody would do and everybody that would mobilize to try and fight against Antifa and all the leftist groups. And they talked in this fucking article about, you know, dozens of different leftist groups they had ready to mobilize at any moment, which sounds you know, like a conspiracy to inside fucking something, if you ask me. Um, yeah. But so, <clears throat> so this article, right? We'll just give a little <laughs> bit of an introduction. Um, I was so jazzed. Yeah, it's called the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Saved um, the 2020 yeah. election. So, like Colin said, it's a little bit sketch. It's just a matter of perspective. From the beginning, I think one of the best. Um, breakdowns I saw of it was Tim Pool's and Tim Pool. Uh-huh. I watched like Tim Cast IRL for a while, and then like just his. Do you watch Tim Pool at all, Larry? Yeah, no, no, I'm familiar. Yeah, so Tim Pool's regular Tim Cast, where it's like just him in the corner of his screen, and he's reading the articles. Yeah. I think that's by far the best Tim Cast. Um, and so he did one breaking down this article, and it was, it was very good. Yeah. Um, so not that you obviously shouldn't stay here and listen to us talk about it, but also <laughs> Tim Cast. Um, <laughs> but also Tim Cast. <laughs> yeah. So I went through and I highlighted just some things. Just uh, some things. things. Yeah, yeah. That I figure, I don't know how you guys took notes or if you took notes or anything on this, but um, you know, we could read some portions of this that maybe stood out to us the most or oh, yeah. disturbed us the most or... I accidentally just deleted it from my. Uh I went to go grab the tab and move it over, and it. Hang on, I gotta pull it back up again. (laughs) This is my Google search. Okay, to to find this. Control undo that shit. Right to to find this article, I always Google "time mag saved 2020." The first one pops up. Control Shift T, and it'll open up the browser you closed. Oh, hot dog! There we go. All right. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe just read the beginning of it. Like the first yeah. couple paragraphs are pretty good on their own. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's all the read. stage. Exactly. Okay. So, and Larry, you have not read this article yet, right? So I'm familiar with the article. I'm very okay. intimately familiar, but uh, I did not read it. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. but I, I, I know. Okay, I see perfect. how committed you are, Larry. Oh, I'm just kidding. My, my no, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> the narrative kidding. alone. Um, <laughs> kind of tells its own story yeah. when you read it. You go, oh, okay, I get it. You guys are really happy about this. Yeah, no. Okay, so, and this is a long article we talked about earlier. This, I think I said was 12, 13 pages, double 
double sided. So yeah. it's a lengthy article. We're not going to read the whole thing because it's so fucking long. Uh, but certainly it's worth the read uh, if you're looking for more details about it. So you might have to do uh, it. In a weird thing it's hard to handle. Right after. Sorry, yeah, it ahead, took Doug. me like three days to read this whole thing. No, no, you're fine. Um, okay, a weird thing happened right after after the November third election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. And this is one of the things that I highlighted first because the nation was braced for chaos. So isn't that because for like six weeks before the election, the media was just like the mainstream media, all of the channels were just talking about, oh, you know, there's all of these things that are planned for the Capitol. These bombings are planned and the FBI is looking at serious cases and, you know, potentially all 50 state capitals. And wasn't that happening for like several weeks leading up to the election? So isn't it so fucking weird that people were braced for chaos when that's what was happening, right? Super strange. Liberal groups had, had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended. As President Trump refused to concede, the response was not mass action, but crickets. When media organizations called the race for Joe Biden on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's ouster. Um, This is is like a sub-headline reactions throughout the U.S. after Biden wins presidential race in unprecedented election. A second, they actually have these little videos cut in between every few articles to kind of give context to the last couple things that they said. That's what this is. Yeah. Um, A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempt to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policy, called on him to concede. To the president, something felt amiss. This is a quote. It was all very, very strange, Trump said on December 2nd. Within days after the election, he witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. And in a way, Trump was right. In a way, Trump was right. (laughs) There was a conspiracy line. unfolding, <laughs> yes. Um, and I wrote something down here. So it was all very, very strange. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were being still being counted. Um, <laughs> got annotations. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that this is how I said this is how this is supposed to go. Why do the CEOs need to be pressured? Oh, and this is because the hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom back President Trump supporters his policies, called them to concede. Uh, I don't know. I'm who fucking knows why I wrote that. Uh, <laughs> there, obviously, I thought there was something else there. Um, there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protest and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between the left wing activists and business titans, even though. Again, for weeks leading up to, I mean, for the last several years, you know, there's no coordination between the left. And, you know, they're not doing anything because they're pressured to do anything. And, you know, we're doing this because, you know, we're, uh, we're firing people and we're changing things in posters and we're doing all this shit because, you know, because we think that it's the right thing to do. Not because we're receiving any pressure from anybody. It's because we think it's the right thing to do. Didn't this just say the exact opposite of that? That there's some type of informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans? Uh It's called called raising the curtain. Right, right. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and an AFL-CIO published on Election Day. 
Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive, racial justice protests, in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Which is <sighs> funny because Antifa literally attacked Portland for over 100 days. And uh, I don't know, the chance was established. And then when Donald Trump called in the feds to, you know, scoop people up and arrest them and try and install stuff. And I, we talked about this, so I'm not going to like take heat on YouTube of like, oh, so now you're fucking in favor of this. No, we disagree with it at the time. But if our question in our, our allegation is that Donald Trump is assaulting democracy. While Antifa and leftist activists are actively outside of federal court buildings in Portland, literally trying to destroy them. There are autonomous zones being established in, in cities around the country. And when Donald Trump tries to step in to curtail this, he's they're, they're called the Gestapo. He's a fascist. He's called a dictator, right? He's a fascist dictator who is now putting out his secret police to try and arrest people who are what? Not assaulting democracy? What the fuck are they doing? Because it's a courthouse that they're trying to destroy. It's literally a courthouse that they're trying to destroy in Portland for over 100 days. That's one of the branches of democracy, is it not? Yes. <laughs> that is about a textbook attack yeah. on democracy that I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Oh. And that was like the disturbing part. It wasn't even that any of these things happened in isolation, but it's that feeling, not feeling now, explicitly stated that everything was correlated and everybody yes. was working together. And like the, 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 so then the question comes like, Who's overseeing this? Who's funding this, right? Because I have this oh. coordination on such a wide scale. There needs to be an official structure or there needs to be money to get people to respond to the way you want them to. And so like, that's the big question for me. Let me and, tell you, Larry, there's yeah, both. It's both. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, I think, where that, that general narrative on like the right came from of George Soros funded. There, George Soros funded this. George right. funded, Because it 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 obviously was a concerted effort that was yeah. thought about and, you know, there were handshake deals and there was meetings. I mean, this thing goes on and on about like weekly meetings with this guy that this ran this whole cabal and all this shit. It wasn't just right. George Soros, but that's where that came from because yep. that, that little itch in the back of their head that was like, this has to be organized. It well, was fucking I would, organized. I would say, and we'll talk about this later as it goes on, but I would say that the, the idea of George Soros and like that name is, is going to start to be replaced with some more of these newer tech uh -huh. people. And because it says in here, the Chan Zuckerberg initiative chipped in $300 million yeah. to this cause. So one of the major funders was fucking Mark Zuckerberg. And, the, yep. you know, it's the, it's the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation, I believe, this. Um, the Chan Zuckerberg initiative. So yeah. that would, I have not done, this is an assumption, right? But that would imply to me that they have some type of tax status that probably favors them a little bit in the way of how this money goes. And now this money is being funneled into some type of fucking, uh, I don't know, shadow campaign to, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking adjust democracy to fortify the election. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And it's not it like a... this is some right-wing outlet, you know, like... Fucking Time Magazine. It's Time Magazine, man. These are your people. They're, they are raising the curtain. Continuing. Nope. Oh, the, continuing. The, handshake, <laughs> the handshake between businesses and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election. An extraordinary shadow effort dictated not to winning dedicated not to winning the vote but ensuring it would be free and fair credible and uncorrupted in your point of view we have a concerted effort we're banding together we're, we're mobilizing people from all quarters to make sure there's yes. no corruption 
to make sure we get Orange Man bad out of office. For more, for more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines with crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. The failure of the central act of democratic self-governance that has been a hallmark of America since its founding. They really, they're working hard to really make you feel like this was like a patriotic effort because yeah. we love America. And exactly. that's why we worked really hard to pass all these laws before anybody could do anything about it. And when it was too close for us to try and adjust anything. And in many cases, whether they were Republicans or not, unconstitutional laws, like in the case of Pennsylvania, and stuff like, we talk, Colin has said, he's like, I, you know, I, I don't feel bad for them because they did this to themselves. Like they tried to rush this through to benefit themselves and end up bucking them in the end, which is fine. But as this is talking about here, it doesn't matter which ideological lines they sit on. You're sitting here admitting that you actively worked against laws that are sitting and constitutional lines that have been laid out because it's going to work in your favor in this coming election, yeah. which is fucking dark. And if that's the case, you certainly can't argue that you did it because of America. Like yep. that, You can't use patriotism as a justification if you're doing something that's unconstitutional at its, at its base. Yeah. But what if the Constitution is bad, Donovan? Right. That's right. the whole point. This is my favorite. This next little like half a paragraph yes. is my favorite, right? Their work have. touched every yeah. aspect of the election. They got <laughs> states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. Jesus. Period. Full stop. They, wait, the what? next you have to include the next part. They oh, yeah, successfully uh, pressured social media companies to take a harder line against dis disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears, like the Hunter Biden story, like uh, the Project <laughs> Veritas stories. Because, and the thing that I think is the Project Veritas story we have time about because we talked about them in like before the election. There was yeah. the one big one with the woman in Texas, right? And mm -hmm. it was like, oh, that's bullshit. She was ballot harvesting. She's talking about like, you know, X amount of dollars per ballot, like all this shit. She's fucking hemmed up now. She's in jail. Like she's in jail for interfering with the fucking election. And yep. then there was the other dude in Minneapolis that was rolling around with handfuls of ballots. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm just scooping all these up. I'm turning them in all this shit. Like all of these things happened and they were called disinformation. The Hunter Biden story that as of like two, three weeks ago, is now we can talk about it. Now it's yeah. being covered with ferocity that we're like, oh my God, you know, we, we thought before that it was Russian disinformation. And now, now that Biden's in office, we know that it was real. And maybe we should be looking into this. And, you know, he apologized, but he's writing a book. So make sure you go and you check out the book so that we can know exactly what happened in this whole Hunter Biden story because we couldn't talk about it before. So go buy the book. Yeah. Hunter Biden's Coke fueled writings. I cannot wait to get into uh, those. You don't want to read it, but I'd love it. It's got to know. And I just. I got to grab this know, book. Man. Hang on. I got to show you this one. This is this is a good one. Oh, oh my God. It's I continue to use the word shocking and I hate it because it's not shocking like this. is, But it's like I don't know. I, I'm. I'm going to make it my life's mission to think of the correct word that I feel when I watch a politician do something that disgusts me, but also doesn't surprise me. 
it's 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 there's got to be it's a form of gaslighting like because like you're you're being told you're crazy when like yeah. you're seeing what's going on and then you like ask a reasonable question like again and like this was the crazy thing right like it was just like you would ask a question like hey like isn't this the way we've never done it before and they're like oh you think the election was stolen and you're like okay like we just we, we completely jumped and you're just getting told you're crazy or conspiracy yeah. theorists for thinking that <laughs> i hear i hear a dog with a squeaky toy yeah somebody's having a great yeah, yeah, time it, it's my dog hold on you know larry you got to make sure to bring it back now that we're actually recording because don did you see larry's adorable dog oh my beforehand? god yes oh my yeah. gosh we're gonna break the internet if we show them yeah you know, what is your dog's name larry atlas it's atlas named oh after, yeah named yeah. after my company look at that <laughs> <laughs> or is your company named after your dog that you love so much Listen, I actually my favorite book of all time is Atlas Shrugged. And oh, so they, okay. And all, it's all named after that was my great awakening in uh, college. I read that book. My teacher like mentioned it in passing, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll read this book." And so I read it in like it's like a thousand pages. I read it in like five, six days. So it's that's your favorite book of all time. Yeah, I read it probably once a year. Now I don't because wow. I don't. I'm not gonna sit down and polish off a thousand pages and that kind of time. <laughs> in yeah. college. Yeah. Off season, and when you're uh, stuck in prison, you don't have a lot of time to go play. So you read. Have you seen the? Uh, I guess it's like a series that they made. I think I've. It's, I can't so, remember okay. if it's on Amazon or anything. Is it any good? It's, it's it? on Amazon. It's, it's so the first. So it's literally insane because the first one is iffy, right? So like you be like, okay, this is six or seven. I'm not mad. I watched it. I get it. And the second and third one, I don't know what they did. So none of the movies have any of the same characters. So it's like awkward continuity. Each one is directed by somebody different or like a different producer or something or written by somebody different. So like, it's like the different themes going on are like completely different. And like, they're done so far apart that the, the like period is disconjointed, right? Like you're like, are you in the modern times or are you in the new times? And so it's actually super, super poorly done and I hate it. But the oh, first one's worth it. That's Maybe unfortunate. Hundred percent, right? Like it's it's the saddest thing. I own all three, obviously, um, and so I watch them because I like the movie, and so I like you know having it interjected. But if anybody ever hears this and you want to watch it, it's gonna be terrible. Read them. Yeah. Stick to the audiobook. The audiobook's oh. good. Oh, I, I yes. say that. It's also it's 64 hours. So. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, it's a long, it's a long audiobook. It's an undertaking. <laughs> yeah, Thank God. Yeah, it's a road trip across the country twice. Um, twice. Yeah, twice each side i've done that i've done that anyway sorry back to, back to this time article where they yeah, break sorry. down how they uh rigged the political environment thus so that biden could not lose because remember yes. joe biden did not run a campaign there was no whoa, campaigning whoa, out there this was the campaign whoa, 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 whoa. this is the secret shadow campaign are you telling me just sitting down taking 28 minutes where the content a day isn't running a campaign from your basement? <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Listen, listen, all right? Those 28 minutes is where I lived. I subsisted on that for months at a time. That's all I need. If I could, if I I could become president for 28 minutes a day, I would definitely do it. <laughs> for God's sake, it's, we put out more content than his campaign did. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. All I'm saying. You count up all the hours. Yeah, that we thank did, God for the shadowy yeah. cabal. Yeah, so, thank God for the cabal. And it was it, again, it was crazy because like, like people would say it, right? And again, I didn't know, right? And pretty much how I have knowledge, except 
even cryptocurrency, I'm like super loud right now. And like the things I'm loud on, I'm never first, right? Like when I was day trading, my whole investment strategy was never be the last one in the room and never be the first or sorry, never be the first one in the room, the stock and never be the last one out of the stock. That's literally my entire strategy. That's how and it works, so, man. And so I was there a lot of it, but like, I would just, you know, you ask questions, but I don't, I don't, I don't like the way this feels. Like, I don't know what this is. And then you'd be like, oh, this is conspiracy theory. And then like, if you don't dig in, you literally like people don't dig in and they're literally fine just because QAnon was so aggressively over the top, right? And so yeah. like every time you Still would say are. something like, yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, right? So I, I just, I just, it's, it's such an aggressive community. <laughs> and just so aggressive. I don't know how any That's other a good way. way to put it though. I think QAnon is an aggressive community. That no, 100%, perfect. right? And then if you say anything that debunks anything they're thinking, they're like, you're, they just start crushing you. And you're just like, okay, well, that's cool. But anyways, if you say anything that like, you know, they have strands of truth in there and then you're like, well, this thing they're saying is right. Like, oh, so you're just a massive QAnon conspiracy theorist. And you're just like, okay, now, now you're trying to trigger me. So I just, I left the whole thing and now they're writing this article. I'm just like, and then it's written and we glossed over it. Like this wasn't frontline news. Like no one stopped. Like it was just like the no. seven small people that you listened to. Yeah. This, this article was not reported at about at all in yeah. any mainstream media that I have seen. The, there's a, I mean, even in like new media or alt media, whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, Crowder, Tim pool, Ben Shapiro. I mean, I don't, I don't they know did an episode else. on it. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Because they moved on with the day, and it's insane right. to think about. Because like we did seventeen days on Donald Trump's taxes, which, as a tax person, let me tell you that I understand you're frustrated, and I understand everyone's upset that he doesn't pay enough in taxes. One, you can't say it's illegal because it's in the tax code. Two, it was already up for dispute. The thing we're arguing about was, oh, he should be taking care. Of. He's literally under audit, which means that they're literally trying yeah. to figure out if they're going to take money away from him. So I was just like. What is the news article? He's like, oh, Donald Trump needs to be audited. Like, oh, all right. Like, could you imagine coming into work today? Like, oh, working shit. at your table. Like, you need to be working at your table. And you're just like, oh, all right. Like, what do you see? There you're is like, no response. Okay. Now imagine doing that for 17 days. Every day you're just at your table. It's like, all yeah. Right, all right. So 17 days. That blew my mind. I didn't even. Wow. I, I, I have to touch on the QAnon thing real quick because oh, it made me dude. think. Like three weeks ago, I was in my truck and I was going to the store and it was right after Donald Trump lost the election, it was right after January 6th. So uh, because they were still talking, I was listening to NPR and they were still talking about like everything that happened at the Capitol and yeah. I mean, which they still are. So I guess they could have been yesterday, but um, they were talking about, you know, how people could get into QAnon and like all these parents and they're like, so it's not surprising, you know. That some people and how Facebook groups are set up that, you know, you can like one thing and then you start getting all these recommendations for all this random stuff and you get into, you know, uh, I almost said a monkey hole, but it's a rabbit hole. Um, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm calling <laughs> monkey hole from now on. I mean, don't that's like a new position. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so the, the guy was saying, he's like, I can, you know, it's like, so it's not hard to see how you could get into a group because you think it's about parenting tips and then you start thinking that like a politicians are eating babies or something and i was like hold on it's like there is a lot of stuff in between it's like not to give credence to QAnon, but there's a lot of stuff in between parenting tips and politicians are politicians are eating babies like we spent a whole episode talking about potentially verifiable information of like pedophilia rings like all this shit i'm like these are things that deserve to be questioned like i don't think we need to be asking are all of our politicians consuming children? 
Probably not. I don't think that's, <laughs> that's not a question that we need to discuss. But is there like do you know what I'm saying? We did an entire episode on like like potentially verifiable evidence. Like this, <laughs> this is not something that should be brushed over. Like it's a like it's fucking ridiculous. And oh well, those are the people doing invading the Capitol. Like <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's what I said. Like and I, the best way I can sum it up is this. So it's just like, hey, should I work? Should I do a thousand arm curls a day? And you're just like, no, that sounds crazy. But then it's like saying, well, you shouldn't do a thousand arm curls a day, so you just shouldn't work out. I was yeah. like, whoa, there's a, there's a medium in there. Don't was, break yeah. my fucking reality, Larry. Okay, <laughs> just because I don't want to do a thousand arm curls a day, I'm using that as justification not to work out. For God's sakes. How dare you? How so dare sad. you? Oh yeah. my God. Quick aside, Babylon B. Do you guys follow the Babylon B? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Have you seen the video, the masterclass? With Greta Thunberg, no. teaches everything. Oh, no. Do yourself a favor and watch that video. All right, That's it's funny. pretty amazing. She's eighteen now, so you know, shots oh God, can be no. fired. Crowder had a whole like there was like a theme of one of their shows of like Greta Thunberg is eighteen now, so we can like even talk about uh, her and not get pulled off of YouTube. And I almost yeah, joined the Mug deal. Club that day just so that I could watch that content, but I didn't. Just to see what I was <laughs> make. Oh my gosh. I know, isn't that terrible? I feel terrible. I feel like it's, by doing that, I'm going to hell. But listen, every listen, time, go ahead, Larry. I I would feel bad. This is my take on influencers and famous people. I feel bad for how they're treated unless they thrust themselves into the situation, <laughs> like so, sail halfway across the globe. And yes, yes like, you know. thank you, thank you. Like, listen, like I'm um, boycotting school on my private yacht, and I was just like, <laughs> what? Okay, well, in yeah. her defense, she basically just hitched the ride. Listen, and, listen. and I will say this. The Swedish people, because I I have some pretty severe connections with Sweden and the Swedish people. Yeah. Um, I've actually been there myself, and I know a lot of these people. Well, I have a lot of people in my, in my family who are Swedish. Like, the Swedish educational system would do that for you. If you wanted to be like, hey, I'm going to take a year off and go protest in America about how terrible they are. They'd be like, okay, word, we'll see you when you get back. Sounds good. And, we'll just press the pause button on your education. Don't worry and it's about it. it's not like a big deal because she will go back and she will keep getting school and all that good stuff. I mean, they're they're a legitimately homogeneously, you know, you know, educated society over there. It's they're very, yeah. very it's very, very acceptable. That's so we might get offended by her like ditching school for a year. How dare but over you? in Sweden, that's not like really a thing. Like you could kind of yeah. just do that if you wanted to. So, just worldly context. Yeah. No. Listen, I'm a I'm a fan of that. Listen, okay, listen their education that, system. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm kind of jealous of it. It's it's clean. I don't love uh, I don't love college being paid for. But like everybody beats me up over this. It's like a side note. We have the most inflation costs in our college. Yeah. Like if you look at the tuition, like you're just like, whoa, I'm spending fifty thousand dollars to to learn about this, like. If our if college didn't cost so much, we could talk about like you know. Yeah, yeah. The it. only reason college costs so much is just we can hit this and we can get back to it. Sorry, yeah, I don't want to go off on a whole aside. I just, I'm very passionate about education and how much it fucking costs. The two of you both are. Oh, bro. Uh, we yeah, Larry. We're gonna have to do a separate episode just me and no, you. No, I'm gonna so jump can, on on your guys' yeah. side fireside chats. I'm telling Ooh. you, I'm ready. Yeah, triple, triple header, header. baby. Yeah. <laughs> can we add one more to that? I don't know how that works. Uh, I, we can try. I don't know. Do yeah, Don, Don's the social today. guy. Yeah, Don's a social guy. Which is so funny because I, 
I'm terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody who's good at things Dude, say. I did, oh, yeah, two, no, I did two personal stories today on Instagram, <laughs> and that's the first time I've done it. And I was so fucking happy about it. Yeah. I was so pleased. Listen, oh my I God, don't know who sounds older. We'll have to talk I about don't know who sounds this. older. Colin talking about social media or Don trying to get his audio to work. Listen, you guys have just had a lot of boomerisms come out today. Don's squinting like, oh, my audio is not on that. It's just... I know. Yeah, maybe I'll release I have 20-20 uh... vision. Like, I have perfect vision. So there's, like, no need for me to be fucking squinting. Like, oh, my God. Just, that's that's the technique. Instead yeah. Of like, maybe this <laughs> next time. Yeah, why is it that everybody that needs to, like, read something, like, I gotta really concentrate. I gotta focus. Versus, like, the more light you let in, you might be able to see more. Right? That's yeah. physics. Man, as a man, know. as a guy who has bad vision and generally wears glasses, I feel like I'm squeezing my eyeball muscles to really get there, like to make them work better. You know, like you squeeze your yeah, biceps. Yeah. I totally that's get I that. Feel, I think that's what I do. I just look. I, I look terrible. I look old. I look old. <laughs> My family makes fun of me about it. I have this crease in my head now. And they're like, why are you always squinting at everything? I'm just like, I'm not squinting at all. And so it's pretty bad. So as a squinter, I f- I'm, I'm squeezing my eye muscles. We were watching, Jordan and I were watching MasterChef yesterday. And there was a guy on there. I don't remember what his name is. He was 26. So he's the same age as I was. But he has a beard. He's like a Mexican dude. And they pulled up his name. You know, and he's talking about like He has like cameo. And he's talking about something. Like, 26. Like, I got the same age as me. Like he looks way older than me. And then I looked at Jordan and I was like, oh, wait, maybe he doesn't. And she was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, oh, that fucking sucks. The guy, I was like, I guess I'm just really at that age where like I still think, and I was like, I don't look old. And I was like, but I still think like, oh, that person looks way older than me. Like, but they definitely uh-huh. don't because like it, it I don't look that slowly. young anymore. It yeah. happens slowly. I trust me, I'm there. Um, I'm an old, I have gray hair now. My wife will randomly be like, hey, you have this massive gray hair. I'm just like, oh, hurt me more, I guess. Stab me in my chest. I Jordan pointed out to me because I pointed out that the dog was getting more gray hairs. And she said, I think that we all have gotten more gray hairs. And <laughs> yeah. the baby came around. And it's definitely the side of my head. There's way more like just scattered gray hairs. And my yeah. eyebrows have way more grays in them now. I have but some you, in my But you see, Dawn, it makes sense because you guys have a kid. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Larry, you don't have a kid, right? No, listen, this is what I'll tell you, though. All right. <laughs> Don't try and compare your dog to a kid, Larry. We're no, I'm not. Nobody... <laughs> no, but you got all them soldiers to take care of, bro. I know how that That's is. That's true. And yeah, I'm just like, you, like, this is the, the scariest thing. And it's not being a parent, right? Because you care on a deep emotional level that I could never compare to. I acknowledge that. But when you have someone look you that, like, hey, everything these soldiers do are your fault. And then you walk up to a four-day weekend. And you tell the guys, okay, be safe this weekend. And you hear them turn around and they're walking away. And all you hear is, we're going to get so hammered this weekend. Like, literally. <laughs> like, huh, I can't breathe. I'm just like, all right, yeah. okay. Like, and you're just waiting yeah. to get a breath on weekends. Like, okay, I'm ready to activate. So, and well, this, you know what? See, this, Larry, this is why I, I, I decided to fall on that sword when I was younger and decided, like, okay, guys, well, if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to go out and get partied, come over to my house, my entire garage, my last duty station. I had built into a bar and hangout area. And so all the sailors would come over to my house and we'd all party and then everybody would crash. So I, I, you know, I had all their keys like in the little, in the little jar, you know, nobody could leave. 
It's the only way I was able to maintain my sanity because I just had everybody over where I could watch over my flock to make sure the little kids didn't get out of hand. Oh, yeah, listen, you're better than me. I, I did not. We had a, yeah, just yeah, open we, a bar in your basement, Larry. It's not a big deal. Yeah, just super rational. But when I was in the military, yeah. I, my, me and my other best friend there, we put a gym in our garage. So yeah, no one, yeah. So that's what we did. Uh, in my old roommate, Momo, Momo Kaim, um, he would get drunk and lift. And it was Shout out. Shout out Momo Kaim. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but when yeah, we were so lifting in the murder garage, we were taking dabs and lifting all the time. That's like, oh, yeah, do it. you guys it's, are on the, it. it's 100% the way to go. Listen, it I, opens the capillaries in your lungs, and you, yeah. I swear to God, that's science, science and shit. Take a dab, <laughs> cough your balls off, and yeah. then <gasps> you can take a real deep breath, <sighs> fucking squat your balls off. After yeah, you I'm gonna, back on from the coffee. I'm gonna put that on for science. Honestly, I'm, I science. I'm, I follow science on Twitter, so I'm gonna send that one in so they can nice. verify that. We're follow there. science on Twitter. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we should introduce okay. it to Dr. Fauci. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Sacrilege. I know. I'm my bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's say he's. He's doing the best he can, all right? He's he doing can. the best he can. You know, he's also paid more than any public employee ever in the existence of time, but that's, you know, whatever. Listen, he's the best epidemiologist I've ever seen. He's saying he doesn't deserve it? I mean, uh, you're trying to sell me that he doesn't deserve I don't, it. He gets, he gets paid more than Obama did. Larry's like, oh my God, is he serious? Like, yeah, I, it's, <laughs> listen, uh-huh. he's doing the best he can. I, I, listen, I don't know. I've been doing my best. <laughs> I've been doing my best, and I will say the South is different, right? Like again, we don't even wear masks. Like the seat, this is going to sound terrible. If anyone ever sees this, I'm going to get a lot of pushback. But like a lot it's of live. people are seeing it right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, like we don't like we don't wear masks all the time. But like, and so I, I only when it makes mask. sense, right? Hundred percent, right? That's yeah. It's it's really weird, right? So I, I'm not wearing it right now in my house because it doesn't fucking make sense. When I heard we had to wear double and triple masks. And this is what I'm gonna say. And like, I, I don't even think that this is this is not an egregious question, right? But this is where my mind went in my first question. So I text my friends. I literally see it on Instagram or Twitter. And they're like, "Yeah, you should wear a double triple mask." And I was just like, "In high school, we talked about condoms. They said if you put two condoms on, it's worse. <laughs> so how is two masks gonna be better than that?" And I listen. And I'm not even trying to make light of a situation. I understand it's a pandemic. But when I heard that, no one answers that question. And I just, I don't get it anymore. I don't understand. I stopped there's, coughing there's no directly into people's mouths. And that's my contribution to America. <laughs> I stopped. I was like, you know what? Terrible habit this is a bad it. idea. I got to stop doing it. 100%. And I was like, you know what? I'm no longer coughing in your mouth, in your mouth, in your mouth. All right. We're taking this seriously. It, For America. I, For America. And I thrived, world, really. Bro. I thrived when we, we quarantined for like what, three weeks or a month and I thrived. Like people were like, oh, I need to get out. I don't need to get out. I don't need any more sunlight. You're like, that's cool, but don't come here. No, no, 100%. Like, <laughs> I was just like, just, we're fine. Just like leave. I played yep. so much video games. It was actually probably like, probably logged anywhere from uh, 12 to 17 hours a day. Okay, okay. Pause button, I'm, pause button. What were you playing? League of Legends. Oh, really? That yeah, hurts oh. my soul. Are you guys not a computer guy? Listen, I I tried for a long time to get into League of Legends and Dota and that whole. I there's one thing I realized about video games one day where I just all of a sudden realized that everyone was playing these like ultra competitive games. Yeah, where like you know you're measuring your success and like how many clicks you get per second on your mouse, and I'm like I don't, I can't 
do that, man. That's when I graduated to like grand strategy shit where I just play by myself in my own yeah. little sandbox because I'm a loner and I can't play with the cool kids anymore. I physically need to, I need to aggress people online. <laughs> I need to aggress people online. Um, and I don't know if this again, right? I mean, so I, in the army, so it does make sense. I am an imperfect man. I cannot say it enough. Um, but there's no worse side of me than me playing video games of any sorts of any kind of competition. And it's been like this since high school. And I'm just, I'm the worst. I, I'm also, hysterical. the key to your success, actually. Yeah, I would listen, probably argue. <laughs> it's hyper-competitive. I just don't ever shut it off. Like, I'll play video games, and my roommates make fun of me all the time, right? Because, like, literally, like, I'm a pretty even-kill guy. Like, I'm usually super relaxed, super, super. That's one of the things. Like, I don't really get upset. That's one of the like, people like the even-killness. And playing video games, like, you'll just hear, like, the clicking in the background, which is me playing the games. And I'm nowhere to be like, that's right. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you're just like, what, what the hell's happening? And I get so, like, so I'm deep in. God, yeah. you're such an asshole. I'm, like, when when America opens up, I'm going to Worlds for League of Legends. And, like, I'm going there for the whole month. And I'm going to watch 18 hours a day of League. And I'm going to oh be God. my best. I'm deep. Like, be my best be, person. No, 100%. Like, I... We, the Super Bowl was on, and I literally had it on the TV, and I had League of Legends on my laptop, or sorry, wow. on my computer, because I couldn't miss the game. And I wasn't talking about Super Bowl. Literally League of Legends. Well, I mean, what kind of Super Bowl was this? I had Don give me play-by-play, and that was how I watched it. Oh, God. Why weren't you watching the Super Bowl? Because it's the GOAT. We all know who's going to win. Yeah, I fucking listen. hate him. But yeah. he's still the best. I don't want to watch him win when it, you, after he you, moves you. to Florida. First of all, Florida <laughs> could sink into the ocean for all I care. The, especially now that Tom Brady lives there. <laughs> listen, Florida, listen, I, listen, I know Florida's catching a lot of heat this year, right? Ron DeSantis isn't helping it. I but, know. I want to root for Ron, though, because, like, is there any – okay, so this is something I cannot verify, but this is like a, a newsy-type current events thing. Yeah. Um, I was trying to decide – I was trying to figure out if it was true or not last night before I went to bed. Um, Ron DeSantis had a phone call with Joe Biden recently, right? Okay. And because there's been some talk from Biden about like trying to trying to quote unquote trying to clamp down on Florida, which he would never do and he can't do because you know states' rights and all that shit. Um, but like there was, and I can't confirm it because the only place I can get the quotes is from some severe websites that. Uh, so I've never heard of them before, but there's yeah. a buttload of them. And they're all talking about how Ron DeSantis basically said Biden can go fuck himself if he thinks he's going to clamp down on Florida. Like quotes in the article about the, new, the conversation he had with Biden. Supposedly on the phone, yeah. And it, it would not surprise me. I mean, even if not. we're not if, – if he didn't actually tell him to go F himself actually, yeah, but just did it you know, colloquially, I would yeah. believe that 100%. I think I don't know if he would say because he seems super respectful. The times I've heard him, yeah. Obviously, I don't know, but like if he were to say that, like because like again, right? We, we agree. Like I, again, people don't like Florida, and that's fine, right? Like I, Florida, Florida is again. So the Florida, okay, we can think about that. But this is what I'll say: he, he, like, like Florida has dumped. Like twenty twenty was a rough year for America. Florida dumped on people. You can say whatever. Oh, you want. dude, yeah. But, but all verifiable statistics and measures. They've gone up, right? They had, they were the most open or on the spectrum of the most open. They were not on the most deaths. 
If you look at their tax revenue, it's skyrocketing because people was up and you'd be like, oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, ask California how tax revenue has really been affecting them, right? Oh, yeah. And so, and the schools were open, the teachers union wasn't combating people. And all my friends, that like after the Super Bowl, there were parties. Like people yes. were, were in bars having a great time. And again. And then all the news articles came out about, oh my God, the Floridians are partying, blah, blah, blah. There's a pandemic on. Did we all forget when Kobe and the Lakers won and California was out in the streets destroying property and shit during the... It's the same thing. And listen, I'm happy. Okay, be safe. Protect your grandmas. Don't cough in people's mouths, right? That's my <laughs> Don't cough people's mouths. America. But like at a certain point, like... Hashtag Larry Dixon. The data... The da- I mean, the data says go have a good time. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. right? Like college football finish. They didn't have any kids. And like, again, in the NFL, the call, the SEC specifically in college football, they really showed us that sports aren't the contributing factor to this. Like, and so like, yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Okay. I have okay, so just a little bit of reality as far as Florida goes. Like it's all it's all fun and games because we like to dunk on Florida because Florida is Florida. It's I mean yeah, it's one step removed away from Connecticut, which isn't even a state. We all understand that. But Florida, like we call it, you know, jokingly, we call it God's waiting room because yeah. it's like twenty five percent of people are above the age of sixty five or something like that, right? Why is it? <laughs> I think Larry died. Uh, why isn't it that Florida, like why, why is Florida not the number one state with the most COVID deaths per million? Because they have the most retired people there. They have the most elderly people there. The, they're the quote unquote oldest state in America. Yeah. But it's, you know, COVID ain't killing all the old people there. Cause otherwise there'd just be no old people. I don't. I think, I think again, this is why I like Ron Sanders, right? He was, I don't, I think there's always like to say someone's courageous, they have to do something hard, right? Oh. And I think the easiest thing to do was California did these things like, hey, let's just lock down, clamp down for seven, nine months. And Ron DeSantis took a very hard line and said, hey, we have to open up and we have to protect our old people. So, like, his vaccine distribution plan, I thought was very smart, where he said, hey, we're just going to get all these old people, right? We're going to, and then his plan for students, he said, hey, the, the science, the CDC, Everybody, Europe, like Sweden and Norway didn't close their schools. Like, we should have closed our schools, right? right? And then he said, you can have your places in here. And he had the most rational approach with, I thought, opening up the stance. He said, okay, let's start at 5% capacity, and we'll just increase. And if there's a problem, we'll slow it down. And I just felt like at every step of the way. I'm just blow my nose. Don't worry. In, oh. <laughs> in every way, like, he just – I felt like he got away from the bipartisanship. Like, obviously mm-hmm. – He's a Republican, but I have have Democrat friends down there. I have Republican friends down there and no one's treated any other kind of way. And they, they've all enjoyed like just their year, which again, a lot of people just can't say. So like, surprise, surprise, COVID is non-fucking-partisan. Yes. It's just a matter of how you handle it and the decisions you make and the policies that you put forward. Unfortunately, Cuomo fucked it up. Newsom fucked it up. Yeah. You know, like how's Inslee doing up there? Uh, you know, we have there's um the only thing I can think of off the top of my head just because I wasn't particularly prepared for this, but I yeah. know in regards to the vaccine, just in the last few weeks, they're like, I don't know, should we open it up to like anybody who's over the age of sixty five? And so it wasn't 
from the beginning, if you were over 65, you could mm. get it. There was like, like it was very specific who could and could not get it. And it yeah. was, you know, frontline workers that they prioritized, obviously. And then like people who were actively working. Um, so yeah, Inflate it was only, sucks, but it was only geez. until a few weeks yeah. in that they decided, well, maybe everyone over 65 should get it. Yeah. And then, and then he also put it off and tried to blame the feds for like not providing enough vaccine and, yeah. Um, it's like, well, he's kind of one of those guys yeah, so. I feel that like walks the partisan line at first and then realize, oh shit, I'm going to get recalled if I continue this. I'm going to just, okay, I'm just going to like fix this real quick and, you know, we'll get people vaccines. When I, when right. I talked to my doctor they, about it, sorry, go ahead. I was going say, when I talked to my doctor about it, um, yeah. you know, she was very concerned with our state's ability to, you know, increase the amount of vaccination sites. Um, their ability to be able to be like, okay, you're a doctor, you're a doctor's office, you can get the vaccine away. Yeah. But like, there's a there's a very rigorous apparently uh, uh, you know list of credentials and stuff that you have to be able to meet before you can qualify as a distribution center. Um, but that's just you know that but that's a problem in every bureaucracy, man. Like, yeah. I we like to give a lot of shit to our governor because we disagree with a lot of things that he does. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as far as like COVID and COVID response is concerned, he's kind of like mediocre middle of the pack. You okay. know, he says a lot of partisan shit, but then eventually just kind of goes with whatever kind of has the least resistance, which is nice. And I think that's well, that's why I loved Washington just in general. But I think that's what I'm really seeing elicited just because obviously I have a good amount of friends there all over the place. It's not like so like you have Arizona and kind of Texas that are kind of purple, right? Like it's a good mesh. I really think Washington has a massive libertarian strand there where like a lot of my friends, like they don't like Republicans and they don't, they don't like Republicans. They don't love Democrats. And they're really like, honestly, like let's take care of people, but mostly leave me alone. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of just like, if I were to sum up libertarians, like leave me alone. And I think that's been the most interesting thing with Inslee's run or just his governorship over there. It's just cause like, it's I, he's not fighting anymore. He's literally just encroaching on people who are just like do whatever you want, but like leave me alone. Like at the end of the day, and that's insane. Yeah. And I think that there's something about now. I'm going to think about this more that you've brought it up. But yeah. there's something about being from here that like opens people up to want to do more shit for the community you know and not that that doesn't obviously that exists in the south you know but like more like a bleeding heart liberal type thing where like we want everybody to like happen you know mm -hmm. and because of the everybody type of lean that just is a more democratic policy where we're going to increase taxes on this so that we can pay for this you know yep. um, and so i think that that's probably where that comes from you know yeah. um, and it's been ingrained for so long yeah. that so many of the politicians blame Republicans for everything, you know, that yeah. if you aren't doing that much research and you're just listening to maybe just your local representative or something, you know, you're going to hear about how the Republicans are obstructing everything. And the Republicans want to do this and they want to restrict, they want to restrict women's rights. And, you know, they want to take away your local this. And, you know, if that's all that you're hearing, then you're going to just vote Democrat every single time, you know? <clears throat> so there are, and there's a large amount of people who 
take part in public services, you know, yeah. food stamps, um, things like that. And that's going to automatically put you on a more democratic political scale. If you know people who are involved in these programs or you take part in these programs or like your family did or when you were a kid, you did like that's that's going to influence that, um, especially in the going along with if you're being told by your representative that Republicans want to take these things away. And they're things that you hold dearly, then that's going to lean you there. You know, that's one thing that for me personally stuck me there for a long time um, is that like I grew up on food stamps. I grew up on state insurance. I grew up on all of these, you know, things like the welfare state that when you're hearing forever that Republicans want to take this away, they don't want you to have this. They want to restrict access to this, take this away from these people. Well, fuck them then. You know, that I'm going to vote for the other people that are going to let me keep this. And I think there are so many people around here that are involved in that. I think it's a big issue in this area. And I think it's 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 been very interesting because, again, like I lived in Washington, went to New York. Right. And then I went to Texas. I, I've, just, I've been a lot of places. And I think like that vein that you're talking about where people, it's not like people loving the social programs. I just feel like Washington is a more community state. And I think it's because like, there's not right. as many big cities and it's not, right. it wasn't a metropolis, right? Seattle's growing, but like even our big cities feel smaller and more, and more kinder. And so like, we all like, there was a natural vein of like taking together. And I think right. Right, the bipartisanship has really drastically increased it. Cause like, even when I came from Washington, that's why I, I loved it so much. It was, it was a, it wasn't even like middle of the road. It wasn't just left or right or anything. It was just like, hey, like we're fine. And like, we're kind of right. obscure just up here in the north, here in the Northwest, right? Like it used to be like the upper left. And now I feel like people see us as California light. And yeah. that's where I, cause like I don't love where California is going in the direction, but I always appreciated that. Hey, like leave me alone, but like we care about our communities. Right. And I just use, and I just use the welfare as an example, because like you said, it's the community thing that I think really reigns true that because the small town scale bigger, whatever you're saying, that everybody is concerned about taking care of everybody and the welfare programs are just an extension of that. You know, it's an easy thing because of the bipartisanship or because of the partisanship and the way that everything is spun. Yeah. Like that's an easy thing to get wrapped up and taking care of everybody means, oh, well, this program is for everybody when they need it, you know? So if you want to restrict your access to it, then you don't want everybody to be taken care of. You know what I'm saying? If that's just an easy issue to be politicized into putting people in a particular corner, you know what I'm saying? Or a particular but, side of the spectrum. You know? 100%, 100%. Yeah. Easily agree. It, 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 but again, it's, it's tough. Like, I don't know how I'll super yeah. return back to Washington. Probably too high. We are... <laughs> say it. Come on. Actively Coming discussing... No, not Florida. Um, do you want Colin? Colin, huh? perk your ears up at this one because I am fairly certain that, you know, Alaska has opened, has become part of the discussion. So... Look at Larry's face. Southern Alaska is basically no different than Northwest Washington. This is what I'm going to tell you. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Me, Don, call, going to just get hammered because they're going to be close. I'm like, oh, Tennessee, come to Alaska. Come to Alaska? Yeah. Don, what? That was the silliest thing you've ever (laughs) said. What's wrong with Alaska, bro? It's going to be sick. It's cold up there. Yeah, I know it's cold up there. I don't like to build that. a keep the riffraff out, you know? People that can't handle their cold, get them the fuck Listen, out. <laughs> that C word, people keep throwing that C word around. Compound, Compound. a lot of people, are, it's making me nervous that it's going to turn into the Hunger Games. Everybody's Hell talking yeah. about I don't know. You saw some of that footage. Oh, but now 
I will say this, Larry, though. You know that we're stepping up our game a little bit. The compound is going to be pretty legit. Yep. I will say this, though. I mean, if Larry moved up here, it wouldn't give us an excuse to have, like, a, a first mission after, you know, the shit hit the fan. We got to go. We got to get go down get to Larry. Larry. We got to <laughs> scoop him up. We got to bring him back to safety. <laughs> Listen, listen. I think I think the happy medium between. By the way, Don, your your mom is very enjoying this. She says she's she's cracking up listening to us talk. Oh, this is Kathy Pitts. That's not. Oh, it's Kathy Pitts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I know Kathy Pitts. Oh snap! We went to. I think yeah. I think she went to. She went to Oli, didn't she? No, no. Kathy Pitts is Jordan's mom's best friend. Oh, she's in a different generation, I believe. I'm I'm just kidding, Miss Miss Pitts. That's super. I Um, I went to high school with Kathy Pitts. I don't think that's so egregious. Kathy Pitts has a daughter named Christina Pitts that went to school with us. That That might might be it. That's probably her. I feel terrible. That's what time and distance does. Don't feel that bad. Listen, and I was terrible. I didn't talk to anybody. That's all right. But like, but I didn't talk to anybody in high school. I was a real loser. This is what I'll say though. We could That's meet. Hard to believe. It did, listen, okay, we can. We won't get off topic. <laughs> but if you want to talk about a topic, I was like antisocial, and no one wanted to play college football more than I did. And that's the only thing I ever thought about. Mm. Like I was just like, I will be a Division One athlete, whether it's basketball or football. Turns out, when you're five foot three and a half, not many basketball teams are coming out for you, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's never going to happen. But that's tough. I really want to go. So I was, I was just antisocial. I really didn't do anything. But I think our, our happy medium, and we can think about it, and honestly, you know, I'll talk to the missus for both of you. I have a nice little PowerPoint that we can put together, that I have put together, <laughs> and we'll just all You still are in the military. That's how you know. L- listen, I, I'm a, I love a good PowerPoint. Everything moves on. <laughs> I the love game. a good PowerPoint, he says. I, I, I'll be job. clicking. It's, it's great. Listen, I, I love it. I, I like to entertain. It's and we so can informative. a good PowerPoint. We could go to Tennessee. It'll be great. It's, that, it's the best world. No state tax. Okay, I'll fuck it's with Tennessee. Is, is there talks, a large yeah. body of water somewhere? I need to pretend like I know the oceans there. Yeah, so you're there. So if you go to East East Tennessee, it's there. It's close enough that I think I can make a convincing argument. What about think, a river that connects to the sea? That's the thing, right? In okay, Tennessee, rivers are good. River? Colin, you just exposed me. Geographically speaking, I'm I'm. You absolute. just exposed me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can operate on a when I have a map in front of me, I can really move, right? I could, but like, oh. like geographically speaking, like I didn't know, like, and this is insane. I got wrong less than a month ago the fact that Georgia is below South Carolina. Or Come is on, the buddy. Other, no, no, Come yeah, on, I Fort thought Bragg. Georgia. No, hundred percent. Listen, listen, it's insane because I think like Fort Bragg. And like I, I'm not even point with my hands, but I don't <laughs> geographically. Under, I don't understand it, right? Because like in my head, I've already mixed it up. Mm-hmm. And like every like, because I remember talking to friends, I was like, "Yeah, we'll just go Georgia," and that, or sorry, North Carolina. We'll fall right into Georgia. And then my friends out there like, "You mean South Carolina?" I was like, "No, nah, we'll go Georgia, and then right into Florida." No, and everyone's just like, "Yo, you just skip like seven states." And I was like, <laughs> geographically in that. So like when it's you're New like, York, <laughs> Jersey, Georgia. <laughs> Florida, <laughs> Larry. I would. I just make fun of you because, like, most Americans, I feel probably have that same problem. Listen, I will say this: I pulled up good. Tennessee on the Google yeah. Maps, right? Yeah, good. good. And uh, the western, more or less, the western border of Tennessee is the Great Another. Uh, is it the Missouri River? Or Mississippi? Oh, probably the Missouri River, but it connects down to the ocean, so I think we're good. See, as long as we just, as long as I get over there. Somewhere. And we might have to hit insane. up 
Western Tennessee. Yeah, we could do it. Listen, listen, guys. I, I think we can do it. Um, I'm looking at a map now, and I now see my mistake. So I was closer than I thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, see, so North Carolina technically goes into Georgia. So that's yeah. what I'm going to stick with. So North Carolina geographically, goes into Georgia with that little I, tail. I love it. You, listen, you let your wives know, but like, hey, Larry has a great presentation that he can give you. Apparently, <laughs> we're meeting in Tennessee. I'm just trying to a good PowerPoint. 100%. Listen, and property values are super normal in there. We can hang out. I feel like that's there. We can um, hang out. <laughs> I think you'd have access to a tax guy, which is super, super important, I guess. But it's 2021, it's Larry. Like, we have access to you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, 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 we're not going to focus on the power of technology in the power the power of technology PowerPoint that I'll be doing. Because well, in the end times, there will be no technology. So that's, it totally makes sense. You're ahead okay. Of the game. Okay. So I have to use that as a segue because it's the most perfect one. Thank you. We okay. have to talk about Bitcoin. Yes, we the first topic. We're having way too much fun okay. on this one. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck the first. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. But I also want this information, so we have right. to talk about it. And I, <laughs> okay. and I know that it and I know that it won't inhibit your fun. <laughs> like whether we get to it on the, the podcast part. or not, you're sticking yeah. around on the Zoom chat so that I can get informed about my crypto. Yes. <laughs> Listen, so, go ahead. So we have to talk about Bitcoin. Okay, so it. that's one of the reasons Larry's here today because we're still yep. doing a live stream. I was forgetting for a minute. I was being really quiet because it was almost like listening to a podcast. Like I was just <laughs> listening to you guys talk, and I was like, "Yeah, this is rad. Like I'm really enjoying this." And I was like, "Oh yeah. fuck!" Like Christina. I am, Yep, Cassie Pitt says Christina, by the way. There it is. That's what I'm I knew, I knew what so, um, okay. So Bitcoin, Larry. Like mm-hmm. two weeks ago, I was talking to Colin. I was really upset yeah. because there was like several people in my life that I'm telling I'm like, I'm, I'm being serious. I was, I was like, ready to come over to your house and like was, make sure everything was like all right, let me inform you. Be upset because there was all these people in my like I'm buying fucking crypto and I'm fucking you know my, my buddy's like I got you know X amount of thousand dollars already sunk into like Ethereum and I'm doing this blah 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 and I'm just like I was getting stressed out because like I felt like I'm am I late to the game like I don't know that this is the right thing yeah. because it doesn't it's not it wasn't something and I still don't particularly understand it right yeah. um, and the end of the world thing it was a good segue because I was when I was talking to Colin about it, I was talking about like golden shit you know yeah. like I don't understand like what benefit this provides to me yeah. if the world ends like if technology if if electron if electricity is not running why don't I give a fuck about Bitcoin or any of this other shit like is my money not Go better on. spent on ammunition or maybe even gold or something if the yeah. argument like should i not then buy gold 100%. and my my backup thing has always been like why am i not buying more bullets like if yeah. the concern <laughs> is at the end of everything should i not just be buying more bullets like that yeah. seems like more ammo what when it's more you know a dollar a bullet like maybe i should just maybe i should just buy this instead so Bitcoin cryptocurrency is electronic money decentralized from the U.S. dollar because it's. Why don't we just ask Larry? Larry, what up, is right? cryptocurrency? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, what is cryptocurrency? Okay, let's start with this. So, this is my thing when people say, "Shouldn't I just buy bullets for the end of the world?" Are you going to be in an offensive or defensive posture? Ooh, when the world ends. Mm. Bullets, most I feel like, are defensive. defensive well, most are going to have to be offensive because they're going to be hunting and gathering. Because, like, do you okay. have enough food supply? So okay. then my question okay. is, are sense. you going to, if you're going to, de- like, defend yourself, who's with you? Do you have enough people? And generally, once we parse that we out, do. people turn to an offensive posture, and you're like, well, are you going to carry all your bullets with you? Like, are you really going to carry all your bullets with you? 
No, but that's not the idea. A hundred percent, right? Exactly. Like everybody thinks, like, oh, it's a blaze of glory. I'm just gonna be like Rambo, like attacking like one. But then like 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 after the month's over, you're like fudge your cakes. Like what did? And I say all that to say this. I don't. If the world ends, I'm not gonna be a part of it. Like it's fine. Like and I'm super like because so I I always bet on us winning, right? So America mm-hmm. staying around. So that's why I don't go super right. Bulls. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's the whole. That point makes about. sense. And so cryptocurrency as a thing. I don't understand the theory of cryptocurrency, right? So like, where does it come from? What is it actually? I don't super understand that. That's a little bit above my level. What I can say is it's an- I'll pontificate on that later. It's an electronic commodity that is decentralized from any central government, right? And the important thing about this commodity is that one day we will be operating and spending Bitcoins, cryptocurrencies in the same way that we spend our dollars. And so let me interrupt you real quick, right? Because uh, you've you've spoken now to two of my concerns, right? Is if I'm also, I am of the mind that I have a hard time imagining the world. And maybe this is, you know, short-sighted. There are going to be many people, especially when we're rich and famous, that look back on this and they're like, look at what a fucking idiot this is. But I have a hard time imagining the modern world without America in like in some, some type of way of how it looks now, you know? Normalcy bias. And so my... I have a hard time thinking of or imagining the world existing without the U.S. dollar, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. in in that same line of thinking, like, shouldn't I then just be betting on the U.S. dollar and not be trying to put my U.S. dollars into something else if yes. I'm thinking that America's always going to be around and that the world is, like, we, we're so involved in so many other countries that it doesn't everybody need the dollar? You know, like, that was one of my things. Like, then I'm like, I don't understand why... I should not just want more dollars. I should want more of something else. So touch on that, please. Yes. Are you right? Because you literally, literally. Because I'm sure many people have that same concern. You alley-ooped and you you, you helped me out, right? So that's the second thing. So the reason is why do I need Bitcoin if I'm never going to spend a Bitcoin? And that's perfect. So what has happened since March? A lot our, of stuff. Our currency <laughs> has, in, we, have in, we have injected 60% of our currency in circulation since March, right? Yep. 60% yes. of the currency that we have in circulation in the United States has been printed since March. 100%. Scary. And so I have seen a lot of new crispy dollars. Uh-huh. I will tell you what, that is very interesting. 100%. And I guess I just you know, again, short-sighted American, I was like, oh, they're just, you know, replacing the dollars. Like, they're just, well, you have to, you know, X amount of time goes by, you got to recycle them, you got to whatever. I'm like, oh, they're just printing new shit. They're just printing new shit. (laughs) We're just printing. And so, think of Bitcoin, right? On its base form, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I just want the judge, listen, listen, I I have to, okay, I have to, so think of Bitcoin, Right. And just whenever I say Bitcoin, just for the podcast sense, like, because Bitcoin's the easiest, it's the main one, but just insert yeah. crypto, right? So, synonym for cryptocurrency, whatever 100%. you want, be it 100%. Ethereum or a, a Litecoin, there's 100%. any number of what are these apps? EOS, Cardano, Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah. Dog. Nickels on the dollar, Dogecoin. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Okay. And then, so Sorry, think of Bitcoin as a store value, right? So instead right. of thinking as Bitcoin as your main driver, cause you're like, I'm always gonna use the US dollar. Right. Think of Bitcoin being worth one eighth of the money supply. So if I tell you to go from dollars into Bitcoin, right? Or cryptocurrency, and we inject 
60% more money without doing anything. The person who just has dollars. So if I have a thousand dollars, nothing happens. You just get thousand dollars. And then on top of that, your dollar's worth less because instead of being a thousand out of 10,000 total dollars, you now have a thousand out of a hundred thousand dollars, right? And so by keeping it in Bitcoin, that's one eighth of the total money supply. Whenever they inject money into the, into the economy, you get that store value of having one eighth of everything that's printed. Especially because, and let me add this because something I actually know, right? Yeah. As far as like the sourcing of Bitcoin, there's only so much Bitcoin. Whereas, whereas as you just established, the government can literally print more money at any time the Fed is like, do it up, run the printer. Whereas and we have Bitcoin, proven that over the last year. Time and time again. And, and yeah, especially over the last year. But Bitcoin, it was made by an Asian dude. I do not remember his yeah. name, right? Never or that it's theorized because I think yeah. that the it's actual, an Asian like, it's an Asian name. But yes. no one knows. But no one knows who it really is. Yes. No. Who made Bitcoin and people for a long time. I think you, people still are, but like we're mining and they're, mm -hmm. you know, because you had to find it in the internet. I don't know exactly how that happened or how that fucking worked, but people had like server farms and shit of just computers just running mining for Bitcoin because yeah. it was hidden or. And they still do. And, okay, so it is still happening. Yeah, but there's a finite mine. amount. And it, there's like there's just not that much left, right? It takes longer and longer to mine a Bitcoin as like the supply of it. Yes. The undiscovered supply lessons. Yeah. And so the, and, and that led to the big so the big thing with Bitcoin is it's dirty to get to, right? So it creates a lot of pollution. So yes, you're right in theory. Okay, the theory is outside, but I know it's harder now to get to than it was, right? Yes. And that's the big distinction from Dogecoin, right? Dogecoin is inflating its uh, supply Dope. more, right? As opposed to Bitcoin, that's kind of nominal, right? And I have right. to say this technically, legally, right? So I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not your financial advisor. And I in no way, shape, or form is this any kind of financial advice. But I don't keep any of my savings in, in the dollar. I don't have any of my savings in the U.S. dollar. Because, yeah. right, whenever, for example, this $1.9 million package gets passed, your dollar is going to instantaneously lose value. 1.9 trillion. Huh? 1.9 trillion is what's yeah. on the board and it may get yes. cut down. But right now, since they're going to go through budget reconciliation, it's probably going to get passed and they're bringing everything, right? And so our dollar is going to be worth less innately because of the expansion of the supply. Right. And so that's why I, I told that anyone who will listen to me, move. you don't have to move all your savings. Some people aren't like me. Like I literally have a credit card and I pay it off every month. And then I buy, like, I try to buy real estate, right? And right. then I keep all my savings portfolio in a different assortment of coins. And I think that's the best way, even if you're like, hey, this is going to fail. If you get into the normal coins, right? The Bitcoins, the uh, uh, Ethereum and Litecoin, you're just going to have that natural store value over time. And so that's right. my big right. push. And you, I saw you talking about that on like your Facebook um, last week, right? That yeah. when you were talking about savings account, especially because this came in the wake of Elon Musk and Tesla purchasing uh, some billion and a half dollars or whatever. 1.5 billion. 1.5 billion dollars into the Bitcoin market, right? Yeah. And so that also, that move and then seeing other, you know, just famous people, people with a lot of money that were like coming out saying they had, they were invested in the market yeah. provided me personally with more security that it wasn't because for so long, the, the thing against Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has been that the market for it is volatile as fuck. 
right? Yeah. That uh-huh. it's, you know, all these small investors that people are continually taking money in and out and they're doing all this stuff. And so, you know, you could be down a thousand dollars one day and then up two thousand yeah. dollars the next day, whatever. And when I saw yeah. verify, like, that's how it used to be, right? That's and so, but when I saw verifiably more people with like that I know have a shitload of money, yeah. more stable source of income. Uh, investing in something like that, it gave me personally more peace of mind to know that it's there is a substantial base to this that isn't just a bunch of individual people with small amounts of Bitcoin that are just trying to make a quick buck. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. The good old fashioned pumping them. Yeah, and so so that like that kind of cut a little bit of my question away. Um, but you so, so this is this is what brought me to this is you made a post after Tesla purchased all this Bitcoin, talking about how the return in cryptocurrency now was going to be a higher percentage than whatever you could find in any savings account, in any bank, essentially any That if you could potentially, I think the way you said it's like, if you could get 3%, you would be interest on a savings account. You would be absolutely jazzed on it. You would be telling all your friends, check this out. Like this is fucking crazy. Whereas if you put that same money into the crypto market and you wait a year, you're almost definitely going to make more than 3% on that money in one year. 100%. And that's the thing where people, like there's two things that you need from your savings, liquidity and store value, right? The whole point of a saving for a rainy day is that when the rainy day comes, that you'll, the money, that the $10,000, like what if you put the $10,000 away and now it costs $20,000 because it's been artificially inflated. Right. And so with technology, the quickness, the store value will be there. And then the liquidity, yeah, sorry, with, uh, with, with the inflation, the store value is going to be there, right? Because commodity people want, and again, we're not producing in the same way they're producing money. And the liquidity fashion, like how fast can I get my money? The question I always pose to people is how fast, when it's shot to bank, do you need the money, right? Because if you know the money's there, right? Because right now, if I do a transfer of my Bitcoin from my wallet or my Bitcoin, I have tons of coins. But if I did transfer my money into um, my wallet, it gets there in one day. Yeah. Well, on one day I can use my credit card and then somebody will be like, oh, I'm never gonna use a credit card. That's cool. So then why not, why do you have to keep such a, a large amount? Like, cause most things you can A, put on a payment plan, right? Just with the store. And then B, like you could be like, hey, I'll just, we can take care of this later. Like how people are, are so caught up when a bad thing happens. Like when, what bad thing happening denotes you needing the money instantaneously on the spot? Like, just think about it. Like, what bad thing yeah. happening that you're going to replace? Like, that day, in that moment, I need to pay. Because if you go to the hospital, that bill's coming down the road. If you get your car taken in, that you, you could be like, hey, I'll pay you a portion of it up front. Or you'd be like, hey, I'm leaving the shop. I'll pay for it tomorrow, the next day, right? And the third thing that it's going to do is it's the world is shrinking and it's getting smaller, right? Yeah. So if you have someone that lives all over the world and you need to give them money, what needs to happen? You need to wire it to them because it's an international bank, right? And so that's going to take seven, 10 days. They then need to change currencies, which is going to be a nominal fee. It's going to be more. Well, if you have, for example, uh, XRP, if you had EOS, Cardano, and that's the way that that you could transport money, the money's there instantaneously. Uh Yeah. And as the world gets closer, that's going to become a bigger issue, right? If you're paying an employee out, right, that's an international worker, it's going to become faster and more convenient to pay them out of a cryptocurrency because it's more bang for the buck on their side, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's going to end up being cheaper for you. 
And so again, I'm bullish on currency. I'm the furthest end in the spectrum. I will never have a savings account in America that holds money. Period. Yeah. Fucking money where your mouth is, Larry. Hundred percent. When did you sink all your savings into crypto? L- literally three months ago. Okay. Ooh, and so let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. Because one of my other big concerns, especially when I was like talking to Colin a couple weeks ago and I was upset, right? Yeah. Is that I, I am a uh, I am married. I got a kid, and we have yeah. one income. Right, my mom, my wife is a stay-at-home mother, and so we don't we're not flush with cash, you know. And yeah. we have we have debt from old medical stuff. Neither yet it's it's whatever, right? We have debt yeah. that we're we're actively working on paying off, and that's yeah. 2020 was was shitty for us because that was like our year of hustle and grind and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You're an now active, you're like a, a a standard American individual. You know, you right, guys, right. you tied up. <clears throat> Right. And I don't, I certainly, and just to add to that, I don't say any of this to be like, we're in a fucking bad position, but just to relate that there are many, many, many people in America that are in extremely similar circumstances, you know, that um, like, I don't, you know, we don't have like a big savings account or anything like that. Like, that's just, that is not the life that we, you know, we have a bunch of friends that are like single and like work in the shipyard and stuff like that. So they got cash flow you know yeah, so like my, my best friend in particular you know he's worked in the shipyard for six or seven years like a long time he's the same age as I am. so he's single he's got a house he's got a car he's got a he's got good revenue you know so yeah. he's just taking his extra money he's putting it in there you know yeah. so seeing things like that gave me pause you know because i'm like all that i can do is like put in 20 dollars a week like that's all that i can afford i don't, I don't have you know and that's it and so that was my huge concern you know like like i'm too late to the game there are people who are already investing all this money already yeah. doing this already it's, and so is is that true am i too late to the game are people no. like me too late to the game no no so this is and this is what i'll say right so like there's there's two kinds of people in this category like i i can't put a ton of money in there fine cool like, like i know what you want for me like i think in the in the hierarchy of things that you need to do like when i when we were paying down debt too right we didn't put any money in savings either like 100 percent. if you're on that that, that debt grind that's fine if you're putting any money in any capacity in a savings account, you are better putting 5%. And this is why I tell people like, oh, I don't want to put everything in there. Then don't put five to 10% of your portfolio. Because again, in this moment, we're not making money, right? So like when you're like, oh man, people have already made their money. Like that's fine, but that's a different conversation. Like, are we investing for growth? And you're not, Right. we're talking savings. So if you're putting anything in savings, I'm trying to help you fend off inflation that is coming. And the easiest way to show that we are we have an inflationary period is we saw stocks were supposed to dip by 30%, right? That's that was like the, the, the close one. So either all the experts are simultaneously wrong, or the injection of money into our market is artificially driving up the prices of our stocks and commodities, which is by definition inflation. So it exists whether we like it or not, right? We either had the most craziest growth of all time or the systematic quantitative easing. The buying back of stocks took effect. I think it's the buying back of stocks and quantitative easing measures that we took. So it exists. It's the only thing that makes sense when you think about it, Larry. From what we went through over this past year, where the economy all but came to a grinding halt uh, in a vast majority of the market, the the only thing that saved us is the stock market. And the fact that people could speculate their money and move things around and short sale and blah, 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 and do all these different things that you can. Right. Without the stock market, things like inflation would have killed us. Because there, there were no guarantees. Let's all remember this, right? And if, if I'm wrong, somebody fucking tell me now. 
but I feel 95, 99% sure in the first big ass coronavirus package, there were no guarantees that people could not use the money to buy back their own stocks to bolster their companies when they got, you know, you, you couldn't, you couldn't use the PPP program to do that because you had to use that to pay your employees. But if you had any other type of government assistance as a corporation, you could use that to buy back your stock. And I think there, I think the only thing was that you couldn't pay out, like you couldn't take a bonus check based off of the mm-hmm. the repurchasing of your stuff like you could do it but you couldn't you couldn't then write yourself a bonus check because of that i think that was the only stipulation to that see in that but like that's just for the ppeid alone like you yeah. need to go online and be like hey did our federal reserve buy stocks from our stock market so like outside right. of that scope yeah. people participated in a whole different activity which yeah. is fine i don't like to sit here and bitch but like that's why i tell people all the time and i'm gonna keep telling people till i die and I'm going to do it until I'm blue in the face. And everyone's like, which coin should I invest in? And I try not to tell them because I don't. I, I would feel terrible if the coin didn't work. Because I don't know which coin's going to work and which coin's going to be around. But right. if you're saving in any capacity, in any capacity, in any form, in any measure, in any anything, you need to look at putting part of it in cryptocurrency. And everyone's like, oh, I'll just put it in gold. Gold's not going to – when's the last time you saw anybody do anything with gold in a commerce fashion? Like, hey, I like – Dog, right. I got that hat. Let me give you a couple gold shillings because right. we don't do it, yeah. right? We think it's a sort of value, but we see all over the place that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is being traded. Yes. There was a period yes. in which gold almost became a spendable commodity. There was a couple companies, I forget what it was. I heard, I heard them advertise on podcasts and stuff where like, yeah. you buy gold with us and we will give you a card. A credit card, debit card, whatever right, it is, linked right. to your account that you can go spend anywhere you want. Like, but it disappeared. It never really took off, and that's. Yeah. I think and that's that was, one of those attempts. Anytime gold has been, that's why. Like when this, the first or the conversation about cryptocurrency were restored. That was yeah. my first thing. I was like, this is fucking gold. Like, this is yeah. the same fucking thing. Why the fuck do I need this? It doesn't except make any sense. <laughs> it, except it's not tangible, real. Except tangible, I can't, I can't even touch not, it. Not, I not can't real, even. But. They it's won't even send yeah. it to my house in like a in a little plastic sheet or anything. They're just like, yeah, it's there, you know. But and so, and, but but I see now, like in the conversations we've had and stuff like that, it's it's this seems more viable to me than gold. And again, I'm not I'm not even close to a financial advisor. I'm less than a financial advisor than you are. I'm and, a financial spender. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Do not listen to me because you will get in trouble if you do whatever I have done. Um, just did my glasses. The IRS should be here in 20 minutes. Yeah, no yeah, exactly. Knock, knock, knock. Um, oh, hello. Is that you? And, and see, and, and that's that was my thing. Is like, what are you going to do with with gold? Like, why am I buying that? Because if if the world goes to shit, what am I going to do with it? You're you going to carry like, it around when you go. We're yeah. using it for electronics right now. That's the biggest thing people are like actually using gold for is yeah. for in electronics, little thin sheets or whatever. I'm not going to thin out gold and make electronics if the world ends. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to have the ability or the skill or the technology to recreate technology using fucking gold sheets, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. we have a question here. I think this is a perfect oh. time to interject this question from the from the chat here. Um, from Sid Rain, I would like to get into cryptocurrency, right? This person would love to get into cryptocurrency. Larry, I did it two days ha- ago. And perfect. Yeah. So I want to hear – Larry's version of it, and I want to hear Don's version. Of it. How does somebody that is not in the crypto market get into crypto? 
No, no, Don, 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 tell him how you did it. Because I, I okay. think it's great so, that you just I bet started, you, like, Don learned easy. from Larry. <laughs> well, so this is what happened. When I was freaking out a couple weeks ago, I was like, I can't afford crypto. I don't know what to do, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, Dogecoin. Like, I have to get Dogecoin because that's the only thing that I can fucking afford, right? All right, it's called listen, Dogecoin. Listen, right. listen, Larry. <laughs> and so I was like, Kraken. Like, I have to go Kraken and all this stuff. And so I downloaded Kraken, and I Kraken, was really yeah. just using that just to like look at the market because you have to like verify yourself and other stuff. So it wasn't until I spoke to you, Larry, that I actually bought crypto. And yeah. so I downloaded Uphold, the app that you recommended. Yeah. Um, and it took fucking five minutes, right? So sit Uphold, right? I went there and you fill out a little bit of information and then you can connect your debit card to it and you uh -huh. just purchased whatever you want in whatever denomination, however much money you want. I, so again, because of the financial situation that me and my wife were in, I don't have a bunch of money to put in crypto, right? And if you do, then that's awesome. But I don't. I have a little bit of money. I put cash aside a week for the things that I want to save for because I don't want to put it in savings or anything like that because it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But this, I was like, if I have $20 a week, I'm just going to pick whichever cryptocurrency is down that day and I'm going to buy that. And that's... <laughs> Maybe that's the only thing is just buying a dip, right? That's what everybody says. Buying a dip, buying a dip. So I looked at that's the old that's a stock standard right stop, there. Stop, stop, please stop. But yeah, exactly. It's uh, <laughs> so I don't know anything about money. And so I know about bullets. I know bullets. about bullets. That's all I know. And so there's like there's like a couple of big ones, you know, Bitcoin, like I said, Ethereum, Dogecoin, mm -hmm. shit like that. Dogecoin just followed because now it's really popular and shit. But yeah. Ethereum was down more than Bitcoin that day. So I just bought $20 worth of Ethereum. Good. That's and good that call. was it. And I moved out. Good call. Listen, the good news is you, you did it right. So this the only tweet, that, the only one that I would really buy the dip, right? <laughs> so listen, I love that you bought the dip. All right, listen, you did the right thing. If you would have told me and said, this is where I don't love buy the dip. Because someone just heard that, right? Because, you know, it's going to go up. Yeah. People are listening to it. And someone's like, okay, I'm going to wait for a dip. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't wait. I just There you go. That's the only thing I, I don't want. See, so then uh, Uphold's perfect. Yeah. Coinbase Pro. So I use Coinbase and Uphold, right? So I use Coinbase Pro and I use Uphold. I like to have two separate exchanges. Because, because you said, right, because you said you, you never have just one. No, because Robinhood, right? So, like, whenever we're buying something from somewhere, we're operating on their on their stuff, right? So, mm. if I'm on someone's highway, they can instantaneously change the rules. 99.99997% of the time, I don't care that they change the rules. But there's going to be one time at some point where I'm like, I don't like that rule you just did, right? Like Robinhood. Robinhood. 100%. That's so it was, segue. Uh, Literally, literally. <laughs> not yet, not yet. We're not, not done yet. We need to keep the straight going. And so, I, I recommend two different ones, right? And the the coin portfolio. I think Colin, did I send you my my coin portfolio? No, you didn't. But apparently, oh. we're basically the same. No, no, we're we're very, we're very, we're very similar. Like like the big one right now for like you, Don. Like you'd be like Larry, what what crypto am I getting in right now? Understanding that in no way, shape, or form is this any kind of financial advice. But you're like, Can't yo, Larry, you're me. What are you doing? I got like twenty eight bucks. You go into Algo. Yep. A-L-G-O. A-L-G-O. And this is why. There's there's multiple reasons why. And again, this I cannot press enough for the love of God. I'm down like 12 cents in that right now. Well, listen, I I, I got, oh God. But I'm making 6%, so it's fine. I'm looking at <laughs> Algo right now. 100%. And you go into Algo. And the reason why Algo, and I'm like literally just in, right? So Because I don't know which one's going to win. So instead of going all in on one, I'm- That was like, not on, sorry, go ahead. 
No, well, it's going to be on Coinbase Pro. That's another reason why I'm going to do on on two. So download Coinbase Pro. Do Pro, not Coinbase, please. You you keep saying it, and I don't like Coinbase Coinbase Pro. Yes, the fees are just cheaper in general, so you get more bank. Oh, that makes sense. 100%. 100%. Like the, the fees are like just statistically cheaper. So I like is the there are different, I'm um, sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but just for clarity, is there a different app from Coinbase to Coinbase yes. Pro? Yes. Okay. One's a blue C and one's a black C. You what? want the black C. <laughs> do you, damn it. Do you pay for one and not no, the other? Is no, there's literally, I have no idea why it's different. It then just, what's the... one is pro. You can't pay, but to get the lower fee, you don't have to pay. It's so in other words, there's I've been an paying ad. extra money per transaction for yes. no fucking reason. Yes, with okay. all the same coins okay. on thing. But okay, so delete Coinbase right now. I just downloaded Coinbase Pro. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm gonna yes. delete Coinbase. So now I need sick. to figure out how to move all of my crypto. Over they let to you Coinbase do instantaneous Pro. transfers from Coinbase to Coinbase Pro for free. That was another question that I had. Okay, because you have two different, what are these called, exchanges that you're purchasing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have two different exchanges. Do you yes. also have a crypto wallet that you have connected to these things that you have connected to? Yes. Because that's the what This okay. is 100%. Listen, okay. Don, you're going to download Coinbase Pro. For you okay. specifically, $28, you're going to put $28 a month, or sorry, $28 at, or however much money, 20 a week. That's that's what I decided. Is I'm going to put 20 a week in whatever crypto is down at that moment. I get paid every Friday. So every Friday I pay my bills in the morning before I go to work. And then I come home from work and I, you know, do whatever after work. Well, that's just the easiest way for like, if I, um, I'm on, I'm on board because you know, then then I know exactly how much money I have. Exactly. I know exactly how much money I have and I can, I can see what things are going to come out on Monday and whatever. And then I know exactly how much money I have, how much money we have. Um, And so when I get home, I'm just going to take 20 bucks and buy whichever crypto is down the most at that moment. Yeah. And then move on to next week. Like I said, I, I did it on Friday. And then, or I did on Thursday, and then last night I went to go to bed, and I was like, I fucking made a dollar and a half today. Like, 100%. that's awesome. And so, the, so you don't have to go all into Algo, right? Because again, I, I would be, I would be wrong. I bought Ethereum. I bought Ethereum it, yesterday. You can't lose with the ones you named. So you named Bitcoin, right. Ethereum, and Litecoin. You're just not going to lose on those, right? So yeah. I like, I again, I have 12 coins that I, I invest in, right? And I literally say, I'm going oh, to- Oh, I thought you meant you have 12 Bitcoins and I was like, holy balls, Larry. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I'm well, Bitcoin is like 40 Larry, grand a piece, yeah. I would, I would be making flights home. I would be making flights home for this podcast. That's so I'm like, why are you in the person. military still if you're fucking, if you're sitting on 14 Contracts points, were signed, like, bro. 100% contract <laughs> decisions were made. So the good news is I just went on here and uh, everything I have is in up, so that's cool. But anyway, so choose your call and literally take your $20- and I swear to God, so for no, so you have to divide it. You have to do at least five dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the cabinet. So you can pick four yeah. coins. So for you, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and look at me, Don. If I if I walk near you and you're like, hey, I'm still not investing in Algo, I'm gonna punch you as hard as I can in the nuts. Okay, I'll do that one next week. Yeah. So well, you should do five dollars a week in each coin, and it doesn't matter if you're saying you're buying oh, one okay. billion five dollars a week in every coin. Yes. Okay. And then with your Algo, I want you to download the Algorand app, A L G O R A D R A N D, right? And then I want download you to put right all your 100% put all your Algo in that wallet, and then that wallet's going to pay you a seven percent APY, which is a seven percent interest rate. So your bank account pays you one percent, and Algorand's going to pay you seven percent of something that's worth more than a dollar. 
So hear me out. If you have a hundred dollars of power, wait, what? Yes, literally. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why people are like, don't do this. You're an idiot. I'm just like, listen, this is what I'm saying, right? So you're gonna make seven percent on every so for every hundred algorithm you have, right? You're gonna make seven algorithm. Mm-hmm. Well, algorithm right now is worth a dollar and fifty. So for every one algorithm you make, you make a dollar and fifty cents. Yep. So why, if you're getting a better interest rate in something that's worth more than a dollar, would you ever save in the dollar? Because not only are you not matching the interest rate, we're not even matching right. the interest rate yet, but yeah. $1 is not equal to one algorithm. So just sit there <laughs> and just think about it conceptually. Like, again, right? I'm getting fired up because like I literally, it's just like, holy Toledo. Like I'm getting cheated because you tell me what is the reason to be in cash except yeah. – to spend and everyone's like, well, when I liquidate, I have to pay taxes. Well, listen, if I gave you a million dollars and said, hey, you have, it, you, I'm giving you it, and said, you have to pay 100, 50% of that in taxes, you'd be like, well, I don't care because I got it for free. That's yeah. what algo is. That's what crypto is. They're giving you money and you don't get all of it. But if I said you only made a, a 62% rate of return, you're going to be like, well, I, I still make more than that 1% that I would get mm-hmm. on your daily average balance. Yeah. Like if you go so let me go ahead. Um, I was gonna say just because you mentioned taxes, Larry, and I know that you've also talked about this um previously on social media. If you own cryptocurrency, right? Let's say I I bought cryptocurrency in 2020 and now I have to pay my taxes in 2021. How do I go about paying taxes on whatever I purchased in cryptocurrency last year? So crypto is different. Crypto is different than stocks. If you once you buy the crypto. If you exchange it for another crypto, if you give it to somebody, if you sell it, obviously, or you buy something with it, then you're going to be taxed on it, right? Because I, I said it my during mind. the transaction. Yeah, so the transaction. Okay. And here's how you're taxed, right? So it's treated like stocks in the sense that you have ordinary tax and long-term capital gains tax. Yes. So for my stuff, I, I haven't held anything for a year. So I was going to hold XRP. It doesn't matter. If you hold it less than a year, you're going to be taxed at your marginal tax rate, right? And the marginal tax rate is just the normal tax brackets, 10, 12, 22, 24, 35, 37, right? So whatever bracket you're in, the average American's in either 12 or 22. That's what you're going to get taxed in. And how it's calculated is if you bought in for 100, and when you took out, it's worth 110, you're only taxed on that $110. Okay. Or sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you put it in for 100 and you took it out for 110, you're only taxed on the $10, the difference in what you made. Okay. And if you hold it longer than a year, it goes into the capital gains bracket, which is 0, 15, 20. So 0% for you because you're married is 0 to $80,000. And then 15% is $80,000 to $446,000. And then 20% is anything over that number. And just to be clear for me and for other people, capital gains is like money. It's not like worked income. It's money that you made outside of your work. No, it's an investment. It's investments held for longer than a year. Okay. Okay. So when you invest, and again, the only thing you're taxed on. So when you put it in your bank account and you won't use it because it's not your daily driver savings, but like next year we're going to be hanging out and you're like, holy shit, Larry's fucking made me. $2,000 $2,000 in this MF, right? And you're like, oh, no, I sprained a toenail. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I need to go in for massive invasive surgery for a sprained toenail, <laughs> right? 
they're going to dig I it like out. this so, scenario. This is hundred percent. Listen, the toenail. I, I think this is the one thing on the human body. If someone lost, I wouldn't feel super bad about it. So they're going to pull your toenail, and you're like, "Oh, that's one hundred and twelve dollars, and I don't have it." And you took it out. That money that you took out because you held it for a year, that gain is tax free. Mm. So again, everyone's coming. Like everyone's like, "Oh no!" When most of the gains you're going to get from it are going to eventually be tax free. Because again, people underestimate how often we use our savings. We just like looking at the number. Right. And I'm trying to separate people from the need to, to use, to see the number. Because again, it, it doesn't, it's superfluous, right? Net worth is dumb. Like Jeff Bezos, it, he never talks about being a billionaire. He talks about it in measures of he, where he wants his business. And then when he goes to acquire something. Like Elon Musk right. didn't care about being a billionaire once he made it to a billion because it was a measure of achievement. Right. So when, I want, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, when I think about, like, for me personally, when I think about, like, being wealthy, I don't have, like, an idea of how much money I want. I want to be able to buy the things that I want and not have to worry about it. 100%. Like, if that's, I told- that's my idea of wealth. It's not, like you mm-hmm. said, not, like, a billion dollars. It's, like, I want to be able to come across something and either be, like, oh, I'm going to wait a month, you know, and then, like, I got it. Or be, like, I don't need to worry about it because I just have X amount of dollars. 100%. Like, if I told – and Colin's a little different because he has a business – but for, if I told you guys, like, it's kind of same. If I told you that Jordan and Colin would always be able to pay their employees whatever they wanted to pay them, and then they would never worry about buying anything they want to do from the security of their home to the trips they want to take with your guys' beautiful wives and for Jordan and her beautiful husband, you got and, like, that's your life. You guys are like, that's fine. I don't care what the number is. Right. And so, like, why do we obsess with the number? Because, again, we've been tricked, again, and I don't like to do some white conspiracy, but right now, it's not prudent. It's not fun to say like, oh, like Larry, like, what are you doing with your money? Like, I'm always broke because I never have any money because all my money, so, as soon as it touches my, my, my account, I'm either going to spend it, try to get into a real estate deal, or it's going into crypto, period. And so, but people get obsessed with the number and like having it tangible, like transferring it. I'm just like, who cares? It doesn't matter. So it's kind of almost like that, that like... The kind of like nagging desire to to constantly see the number and watch the number and watch it, yeah. you know, do whatever it is, might be more of like a, a legacy action, 100%. something that like we're we're used to doing from back in the old days when like, yeah. probably shouldn't do that nowadays. No, right. and I think in every way, shape, or form, like like we, we there's so much growth. Like think about your podcast is the best thing. If I said, hey, I want you to operate the same way you guys did in your first episode, you'd look at me like I had a dick coming out of my head. Yeah. But we're trying to a bad op- idea generally. <laughs> 100%, right? But if I, and then if I tell you that, hey, we're going to operate differently financially since when we started this MF, you'd be like, no, we got to do it the way we've always done it, right? But then you layer on all yeah. these socioeconomic issues coming up, again, massive inflections of dollars. Everybody think like, and, and again, very small number of people have ever said this. Everyone's like, oh, you're trying to pump and dump. And I was just like, listen, I love you for thinking I have the influence to drive up a stock that has like $25 million worth. And so I love you for this, right? You're my ultimate hype, man. But I'm the putting same a day, grand into this baby, bro. And it's worth 135,000 times more than that. 100%. And, and that's why I'm telling people, because like I literally have people in my life who put $70,000 into Algorand and it's literally instantaneously quadrupled. And everyone's just like, well, not everything's going to quadruple. And I'm like, you're right, but your money in your bank account is less. It's it's going down. And like everybody, but again, you see the number, so you don't feel it. 
Okay. And that's why stocks yeah. are weird because again, me and Colin know because like you know we, we're, we're degenerates and we talk to each other about it. We're like, feels good today, and then we're literally like, it feels terrible today. Like so yeah. you're gonna look at your cryptocurrency and you're gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna beat the shit out of Larry. What I'm the trying fuck not happened? to look today, bro. It's been a rough day. Hundred percent. <laughs> Listen, I was last night going to bed. I was like, I am to lost the my dollar. Yep. <laughs> you see, you I'm, lost your I dollar. Lost my fuck dollar. you, Donovan. It's a goddamn dollar. <laughs> I know, hundred percent. Like, listen, there's literally days where I'll come in. I'm just like, God, if my wife paid attention to this, like, she'll leave me. She'll literally leave me. Yeah, if and, she saw this number, I would 100%. be divorced tomorrow. Hundred <laughs> percent. And you're just like, oh my god. And then, but like, once you separate yourself, where like, again, you don't lose any money if you haven't sold it. Exactly. Yeah. So you and just because tomorrow it'll be worth, it'll be back up there. 100%. I said that to Jordan today, and maybe it's just because it was just a dollar. But like I saw it, I was like, well, like it's gone down X amount of percent. I was like, and it's nice because I don't like give a shit. It's like because I'm not doing anything with that. Like I'm not, I don't want that $20 right now. Like, like you said, it's not, yeah. I don't need it. I'm not going to take it out. I'm not trying to sell. I'm not like, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose all of my whole dollars. Like, I'm going to wait in like three days. I'll probably have gained $2, you know? Well, let's, let's put it like, in. I don't need to wait. That... It's like so passive, you know? Yeah, yeah, let me put it in a perspective that a lot of people understand, right? A lot of people have some kind of arrangement with with their workplace to say, I'm going to give you 3% of my paycheck to invest in, say, Edward Jones, to give to an Edward Jones advisor, and they're going to just they're just going to invest it for me, right? Yeah, and then yeah. you don't get think your about brain, it. Get your brain out of my pay stubs, Colin. It, yeah. Well, I mean, I, the same brain, bro. I talk yeah. to my Ed Jones dude all the time. He's a good dude. He's a smart guy because he's young and he pays attention to shit. And I really like him for that. Yeah. Um, but like y- you give that, that 3% or whatever you Edward is, Jones you just, person. <laughs> you, you let it go. And then you talk to your guy every six months to a year and then you're either up or down and that's what it is. It, it's, it's kind of a set it and forget it type of thing. Right. And then the, the idea is there, by the time you're 65 or whatever it is, whenever you want to retire, however much you've put in, you generally have more at the back end than you did putting into it. That's the general concept. Same kind of thing with crypto. I mean, and, and stocks in general too. I mean, not everybody is a day trader where you go in there and you're buying a stock for a dollar and then a week later it's worth you know, by the end of the day, I should say it's worth like a buck oh five, and then you try yeah. to sell and you make money off of that whatever that five percent increase is. Yeah, being a degenerate, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a degenerate, so I can say it. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> right? I love day trading. Um, I know. I I used to be all over that actually when I was younger in a previous life, which is funny. Yeah. But but now it's like you know you get pluses and minuses. But if you give it six months, at the end of the day, you're probably going to make six to ten percent. if you just let it sit there and so like you can bother your mind with that whole you check it every day and like as of friday i was up 50 bucks in my overall portfolio as of today i'm down about five like you know but by the end of next week i'll probably be up 15 so So you can't kill yourself over the everyday stuff let me ask you this larry it's not exactly an equal comparison because they don't do the same thing but there are apps like like honey you know yeah. that will like mm-hmm. take the remainder of for anybody who doesn't know like you make a purchase takes it's like That's whatever acorn, the, i think right uh honey is the what honey the fuck am i thinking of honey is you're the thinking of thing. yeah you're thinking of that's mr beast you're thinking of freaking uh what's it called it's not chirp what is it called acorn acorn yeah what's, acorn. what's the honey app honey, honey app is the one where you like click the it automatic it coupon codes 
Oh, like, I got that shit on my browser. It's okay, fun. yeah, okay. So <laughs> that's why I wrote that. Yeah, so he's that's why. Pizza. That's why I did. That's <laughs> why I wrote that. Too. You just talked about that the other day. Okay, so yes, so it is. It's the Acorns app that I'm talking. About. So the Acorns app, right, where you purchase something and if it's like a dollar fifty, it takes the other fifty, rounds it up to two dollars, takes the fifty cents, puts it in a stock portfolio, yeah. and then diversifies, diversifies it with, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not exactly the same thing, but if that's, a, it's going to that will eventually accumulate into a large profile. That, portfolio yeah. that okay. people are going to use that you know in the stock market whatever and it's as colin said the same idea as a retirement that it's the idea is that you'll make money on it. so okay. do you think that it's a better idea to invest that money the leftovers if you well, the 20 dollars a week you know into crypto instead of the stock market if that's all you have if all you can do is an acorns app and just do your leftovers or all you can do is 20 dollars a week is it better that i try and find a stock to invest in for $20 a week or that I put my 20 and put it in the crypto market? So this is what I'll say. So the first thing is uh, I hate Acorn. So you brought it up. Okay, right? so don't so, use oh, Acorns. Oh, oh. So, so hear me. Why, no, do you, hear me. why do you hate Acorns? Okay, you here, perfect example. You love like to them. shoot, right? You love to shoot, Don, don't you? Yes. Walk me through your process of shooting. Just quickly, just like when you, you pick up a rifle, what's the first thing you do with the rifle when you pick it up and then walk onto the range? Just walk us through it real quick. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to check to make sure that it's loaded or not, right? Yep. And it's not. I'm going to take the magazine. I'm going to insert it. I'm going to yep. walk up. I'm going to take uh, take the safety off. I'm going to put it to my shoulder. Yeah. Side alignment, side picture. Yeah. Make sure I'm good. Yeah. Fire. Finger on the trigger. Fire. Good. That whole process, you were actively involved. You were actively doing it. So why would I have an app be passive for me when you would agree the best results coming from being active and intentional? I see where you're going with this. So that's why I don't like Acorn. Like, it's cool in a thought, but that's right. literally when people are like, oh, I only invest in Acorn. I'm just like, why would you passively let that happen? That's the Ed yeah. Jones argument. 100%. Why would you give some random firm 3% of your income to do with to invest whatever way they think is better? 100%. When you don't know, like, it's yeah. different. If you're, you could, I would rather someone know that portfolio and be like, I actively want to be into it. But when mm-hmm. I talk to Acorn people, I'm like, how much are you doing uh, monthly? When I'm just, they're just like, oh, well, I'm, I don't know, but I, it's good to say, but well, I actively just force myself to invest more and it hurts. Who's doing it better? Like, <laughs> so, who's doing so, it better? It's not me. I'm just being intentional yeah. with it. So I know yeah. where my money is. And so I want that. Go ahead. So let's pull back a little bit, right? When it comes to something like Acorn, right? Acorn, I don't know if Acorn does crypto or if it's just stocks, right? Just stocks. I believe it's act, just stocks. Yeah. But the act of passive investment where you're yeah. kind of a, you know, the Ed Jones style The you know, yeah. I give 3%, boom, you do with what you want. 100%. Would you rather have the vast majority of Americans in a passive investment frame of mind versus not at all? Or, yeah, so, and so, because I mean, a lot of people won't do anything if it's yeah. not for something like Acorn. Right. right. Like I don't have the time or the patience to like you guys are trying to like actively day trade to be paying attention to what's going on to be tracking stocks. Like I just I got other shit going on, you know, mm-hmm. that I can't be tapped into the market, making sure that I'm getting the best deals and selling at the right time and shit. And no, no. So I'm comfortable with that. So like again, this is this is where I just want a slight distinction, right? I'm okay with you putting it in a S and P five hundred fund. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or, or a bonds fund, right? And you're like, hey, I'm Something just like super in. safe. Hundred percent super safe, super comfortable, and like you're like, I don't follow it, so I'm just gonna put it into the fund. But what I yeah. want people doing every single month, week, double, whenever you invest, 
is I want you to make that verbal, mental, and emotional handshake with yourself is this is how much money I'm putting in. And so you have to be an adult. You have to be like, hey, this is my budget. This is how much I'm putting in. And this is intentional. I don't like Acorn because it's happening to you. I don't mm-hmm. care that you invest in their funds. Like I don't like, I don't love their funds, but like I would hundred percent rather people be in the market in some capacity, but I'm not telling you to be like a day trader with seven screens up or be a day right, trader like right. me and be like, Hey, and it's right. only three, Larry. Don't, don't hate on me. Come on. And I'm even worse than Colin. Cause I literally just be like, this looks good. And I just throw money in there. Cause I'm, I'm actually actively a freaking degenerate. All right. Yeah. And That's it's the just nice like, thing about Coinbase. It tells you what's the biggest gainer today. Buy that. Fuck it. I, I five bucks at, into that. What's the biggest loser? And listen, I would be lying to you if I said, what's the bigger loser stock on the market today? And I just go to that. I'm just like, stocks only go up. Like, listen, yep. I'm a jitter too. I just want people actively make it like your situation is perfect. Like you said, hey, Larry, I want 20. I have $20 a week to invest. I'm going to put this in the market. Cool. Yeah. I don't look down on you. I don't think you're worse than me. You're like, hey, Larry, I got $20. I'd rather be in stocks. Great. Good in the market. Hey, Larry, I'd rather be in, like, Larry, you're an idiot for investing in XRP. It fucking got audited by the SEC. It went down to 16 cents. You're a fucking loser. I'm going to respond with, it's at 63 cents today, and I'm fucking up massive, but fuck it. Whoop. <laughs> but I just want you to actively make the decision, and then you go find the professional if you want to. Like, I don't love, I I, I have a self-directed IRA. I'm I have like uh, an issue. Of course I need you to do. Be in control, right? Yeah, I need to be in control. I need it. I'm obsessed with it, and it's fine. So if there's like, one hey, thing I think we've established this episode, it's like Larry likes to be in control. Because like, <laughs> and he will fight you for it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Listen, I don't want it because I don't want to blame anybody for losing, right? Because like again, if your stock yeah. goes down at the end of the day, you're like okay, it's kind of small. I like it to be like in my mirror, like hey, I fucking hate you today, dude. Or hey, I love you. We did it. All right. Most of the time I hate myself, but it's, it's the active it's the active thing we do to each other every day in the mirror. Except right? this time I check my Coinbase wallet before I look at myself in the mirror. I go, You're a fucking idiot today. Hey, guess what? You're up 50 bucks, buddy. You're gonna have a great day. 100 percent And like that's it. So like that that's my ultimate thing. Like if anybody like I'm not a financial professional because I, I would be sick to the stomach if I ever lost anyone's money. It it's okay it that your Twitter handle is Larry the Tax Guy, but that's okay. Oh, I'm a tax person. I'm not going to tax person. Yeah, yeah, tax person. That's right. Not a finance. It's like finance PC. guys like Wall Street, Edward and Jones, you know, J.P. Morgan. So that is funny. Real quick, just a, like a quick aside. Yeah. Like I've noticed, especially with this GameStop thing, which I think we kind of need to press on soon. Yeah. Um, I have heard everyone I've heard talk about GameStop and the situation with it and its stock going up and down and all the whole thing. Before they talk about anything, they come out front and center and say, I am not a financial advisor. Yeah. Why is it? I mean, you're just more in the financial game than than both of us. So why is it, Larry, in your perspective, that like people feel the need? Because you can get sued. You're liable, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like, you're, I'm liable. Like, even though you're a, a consenting adult in the conversation, if I, I have a platform or I sway you, mm-hmm. you can literally be like, hey, this guy's giving financial advice and he's not a professional. Like, I want to sue him for money. And you can win. See, I don't understand that. Well, I don't understand that at all. This is America. This is America. You could sue people for sue telling for you to make bad decisions. It's the same per- woman who drops coffee in cafe. And she, cafe. she burns herself and she's like, well, McDonald's didn't tell me it was hot. And then she wins the lawsuit. I sometimes hate America. And that's one of the aspects that I fucking hate. 100%, and I hate it. But like, I have to say, because like, again, like people will tell you, like, 
I have to draw a firm demarcation. Like, listen, like this isn't that. And like, this is why, mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day, like I don't, and, and that's why, and this is why like morally or ethically, I'm like, Hey, I'm in multiple cryptos. B, yeah. this is why I'm telling people after I've already done it for multiple months, right? So like, if you come to my bank account, you're like, what's that money? And then you're going to see it in a week. You're like, you have 18 cents in your bank account. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm just like, like, don't worry about it. Right. I just haven't cashed in yet, man. What's up? I got mad coins though, Doug. Yeah, great coinage. And, <laughs> yeah. And, but like, if I see something and if I see a trend and not that I'm smarter mm-hmm. than everyone, because I definitely wasn't the first one to do it. And because Elon did it before, like, yeah. Elon didn't even do it that day. He announced that he did it. Right? It's a new yeah. shirt. Elon did it first. Yeah, Elon did it first, bro. I it, want it, that. It, but listen, okay. We, listen, I'm, I'm about right. I'm about the shirts. And those <laughs> right. Um, Let's say, before yeah. we, before we no. get into much, much else, right, I just yeah. want to make sure, like, we still have room before we get into – because we, we do need to address what happened with GameStop. Yep. The, the whole GME yes. thing. And we've been on this crypto thing for a while, so I just want to – I don't want to cut anybody off, but I have I have one question to make sure we get to before we get to the GameStop stuff. Okay, um, so so that being said, we talked earlier about kind of like the run on the market situation, right? Yeah. And we're talking about inflation and how crypto can help kind of prevent that. You know, depending on let's say you know you you put hundred bucks or 10 bucks or whatever into crypto. And then all of a sudden tomorrow, Joe Biden comes out and orders $2 trillion worth of, of, of you know, us dollars to be printed. Yep. Currency value comes down. Your currency value stays the same because it, yep. it's, you know, it might fluctuate, but it's more solid. Yep. Yeah. Can what would happen? You just, let's just pretend we're, we're putting on our, our crazy caps here, or our tinfoil hats, right? If all of a sudden the, the bottom of the U.S. dollar drops out tomorrow because yeah. this $1.9 trillion we're adding to the deficit here pretty soon, just that was it. That was the bottom of the barrel. We punched the bottom of it out, and we're the U.S. dollar ain't worth shit anymore. But all of our money is crept in, kept, kept in crypto. Yeah. In the past, when the dollar falls out, inflation kicks in, everybody instantly overnight – is poor because the money they have ain't worth shit anymore. Yep. How can the crypto market help protect you against that? Does it help protect you against that? I think so. From, so now we're getting into theory, right? The theory of crypto. Because this, this is, is theory. What, okay. So this is yeah. theory. I guess that was my first question I, at the end of the day. Well, it's, it's the end state that's been built in that's been said, but we don't know. So it's theory, right? And this is why I gravitate to crypto as the store value versus gold. Mm-hmm. because we trade in the things that we find worth worth right so like at the end of the day bartering right and when we right. start this off as bartering uh, don this is how money started right we'll do it quick don has an apple pie you have a cherry pie i have a peach pie cherry pie is better oh peach pie Ooh, yeah that's what i'm saying Fuck. so i want apple don wants uh peach right so we're like oh nobody one wants one trade. no one wants cherry so it's one for one trade but then i want apple don wants cherry and you want peach so it's easy because we're in a community. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, okay, Don, you take mine, you take Don's, and I take yours. Everyone's happy. Now, what happens when I want apple, Don wants your cherry, but you want bananas? Ooh, because bananas exactly. are legit. 100%. But now we've hit a roadblock to commerce. Commerce stops and it can't expand. So the, the difference dollar, in currency. 100%. Dollar gives us a unified fiat that we say has this much worth. And increases the malleability or the flexibility of our trading. 
So the question is, and why I think crypto is going to work is, I think crypto will be the thing that provides that same malleability of trading. The question is, is will the currency drop off before we get there? Or will it drop off after? Because we're already seeing Bitcoin being a form of trading. Uh-huh. And it will, I think the goal is right. that it, when the dollar drops out, we'll all be operating enough in Bitcoin. It's just immature and we're not there yet, right? And I think that's what America is going to really hold on tight to. Because well, not just, only America, but the world. Because how many other nations right, right. buy our debt, invest in our debt, rely on 100%. our debt being the fiat to their own currency? 100%. That's why crypto is... Go ahead. Let me ask a question off of your question, Colin, that if, if, cause this has always been my big thing, gold and, you know, America falling apart versus the world falling apart and all that stuff. Right. So if just the American dollar falls out and like Colin said, we have our money invested in Bitcoin, yeah. but a whole rest of the world is, is pretty much still fine. The rest of the world is also investing in Bitcoin at the same time. So yes. you could, you could theoretically feasibly, right. Move to France. And then yeah. take that Bitcoin and pull it out in this. Is it just euros that they use in France? Is that yeah, euros? Yeah, yeah. Euros. Euros. Franks, Franks? Is that like that's? Used to I was going to say that. That seems like an ancient. Yeah, you could okay, still so in some. That's like that doesn't feel yeah. right to me. But yeah, you yeah. could. So you could. You could move to France or Germany or wherever the fuck, and then take yeah. your cryptocurrency out in that local currency and still yes. be able to live your life there, even though your American dollar fell apart where we were from. Hundred yeah. percent. And, and that's so, an added value then to cryptocurrency. And it becomes the, theoretical. 100%. It becomes the mole. Like we remember in chemistry, the moles is the thing that allows you to go to every chemical, right? So they always be like, hey, turn the chemical into moles, and then you'll figure out what this chemical is, right? Are you, won't get I deeper. definitely didn't take chemistry, I guess. Oh, <laughs> no. They force, oh, no. they force you to. Larry, you for- went to West Point. You went to college. You're still out of us. They force everybody to take chemistry. But regardless, moles. It becomes the great communicator of currency. So just like Don said, like if shit goes here, you can find value, a store value that's tied to multiple different markets. Cause right now, well, yeah, right now your Ethereum can literally go into the Euro and it can literally go into the yen in Japan. It could go into anything, really. Anything, right? Yeah. Well, those are the two that I saw this morning. So those are the two yeah. that I know for <laughs> a fact. Someone calls my bullshit that I'm good. Um, yeah. It's okay, you're not a financial advisor. It's just so whatever it's their conversion rate is. Different. And it's just whatever their conversion rate is at that time. Hundred percent. And so like whatever it's worth in their currency. And again, I don't, I don't, I actively seek to avoid thinking about the international meltdown. But yeah. when I say a store value, it's going to be more expansive than just the store value in the U.S. currency. And that's why I think this is such a powerful thing. Like, like again, I don't want to call it manipulation because that M word has such terrible connotations. But that drastic fluctuation of cash. I, like you're gonna see your your crypto go up, and you're like, "Wow, right? Is this worth more, or are you pegging it to something that's expanded?" And right. that's why you need to think of crypto. Like I'm getting a corner of a market that's worth one eighth of the currency. And mm-hmm. once you think about it like that, it doesn't matter how much they pump in because when you take out the coin, as long as America doesn't ha- collapse, you're like, "Hey, I have this coin." They're like, "Oh, it was worth a hundred yesterday, but now it's worth five hundred, right?" So yeah. the store value's already gone with you, right? And, and so operating off of that essentially assumption i guess at this point which yeah. an educated assumption because that's the way history has proven the cryptos work at this point um, i think it's it's probably relatively inevitable at this point that we realize as far as economics go um 
you know, whether or not we continue to draw borders or not in the future is one thing or another. But as far as commerce goes, mm-hmm. I think globalism is inevitable. You yeah. know, the fact that we're trading, we, we've already been trading in currencies, international currencies for decades at this point. I don't know why. Right. You know, crypto is essentially the step beyond. It's, it's kind of the great equalizer at that point. Yeah. Um, the minute the U.S. economy drops out of the bottom or just pick another country that has a large financial stake in anybody's debt. You know, the minute that that falls out the bottom, the minute the EU collapses and the euro isn't worth shit, there will always be a crypto market to come back to due to the fact that no particular government is, you know, it's not centralized around any particular government. It just exists in, you know, the ether, if it will. And we might be trading thousandths of a coin. But we'll yeah. still have some feasible something well, to be trading is, around. Yeah, what's Bitcoin at right now? It's it's up oh, to forty thousand dollars or something. I don't Forty-seven know. plus thousand dollars for Bitcoin. Forty-seven thousand one hundred and twenty-nine dollars yeah. and three cents. Do I own a Bitcoin? Fuck no, I don't. No. Even I own even decimal I, points of Bitcoin. Yeah, even when know. I bought twenty dollars worth of Ethereum, it was like point zero 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 one yeah. eight two whatever. You know, exactly which, a which fraction this- of an Ethereum, which is I don't give a fuck. Which is fine because essentially right. we're, we're, we're all agreeing when you buy into this particular cryptocurrency, you're agreeing to a, to a set of rules, yeah. right? to amount of how many people are buying into this system and how much of this commodity is there. There is a set amount, which you say that to any U.S. dollar. There is no such thing as a set amount. We raised the goddamn debt ceiling to infinitum you know, within the last decade. There's nothing to stop us from ruining our own national currency, but there's nothing that can, there's nothing that could stop a cryptocurrency from becoming, from surpassing that, not becoming that, but surpassing that on every level. It's the great unifier as far as currency goes. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the mole. As long as there's electricity. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're really stuck on that, aren't you? The mole. Listen, I love chemistry. Like, mole. Want I gotta I... Google this now. Like, I'm you gonna Google chemistry I, mole. I told you guys, like, I had no life. M O L E is that M O L E? Yeah, M O L E. You guys don't celebrate Mole Day. Listen, type in, <laughs> oh, it's March 14th. Type in, yeah, M O L E chemistry, and it'll give you. This is a big thing in chemistry. Listen, I thought the Pi Day was March 14th. A mole oh, is the quantity I'm sorry. of anything that oh, has oh, the same sh- number of particles found in 12.000 oh, no. grams of carbon 12. The number of particles the fuck? is Avogardo's, Avogardo's number, which is roughly 6.02 times. 10 to 10 the 23rd, to the 23rd power. power. Yeah, I was wrong. It's 602 on, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's 602 on October 23rd. I'm sorry, everyone who heard that. I let everyone down. Am I, oh, my wow. so it's October 23rd? October 23rd at 602. Okay. 10 yeah. to the 23rd. Yep, 100%. At it's 602 a, o'clock. What is going yeah. on here? This is listen, my new favorite day. Let's celebrate the holiday. Listen, guys, this, I'm telling you. Okay, listen. We'll I, I read this, this out loud. Guys, I have no guys. idea what it means. <laughs> we'll, we'll include this in the PowerPoint to you and your wives on why you should move to Tennessee. All right? You can get this constantly. This would be just normal hanging out for coffee. <laughs> I like this. I'm a huge fan. It makes me feel way smarter than I really am. Well, I'm, I just, I get it. Like, Don, listen, just, yes. listen. You, you should every week because you love me. And I don't ask you for anything. Just 
Listen, Bitcoin, <laughs> sure. I don't love Bitcoin as a coin, right? So, but if you like Bitcoin, because it is the big B right now. Because it's the first in best dressed. 100%, right? So that's fine. But Ethereum, 100%, right? Mm-hmm. Litecoin, love it. And you, you can do Bitcoin because it's fine. You know, I love everyone. But take that last $5 and put it in Algorand. Yes. Yeah. Let me put and it this then, way, Don. I if- downloaded Coinbase Pro. Good. And I downloaded, um, let's see, let's find the apps for anybody who's who's watching still or anybody's watching this. I downloaded Coinbase Pro and the Algorand wallet so that okay. I can purchase Algo Good. and then put it in the Algorand wallet. Yeah, now I just also, I did the same thing. I just got to figure out how to transfer them. Right. So do you use Algorand wallet for all of your cryptos or is that just for Algo? So Algorand app I use for Algorand. Okay, then what do you use as your wallet for the rest of your crypto? So I'm looking for this. Again, I'm new to this, okay. right? I well, Until like like two weeks ago, I wasn't even using the algorithm. I was just holding cryptos as the original sort of oh, value. Okay. And now when someone just dumped on me, it was just like, hey, you're going to get a better return on your investment in Algorand, which is one Algorand is worth more than $1. So now you're yeah. getting a better return on a better valued thing. Like now it's... Now we're getting silly because you're going to get passive income from your investment. So now you're going to be making every nine minutes you're going to get a dividend of Algorand. Yeah. So for the for the wallets, right? Uh, yeah. Because there are, there are digital wallets yeah. um, that you can like have on your phone, but there are also physical ones, right? That are like little USBs yeah. that you can, I don't know, plug into shit or like they show a code on there. I don't really know how. Listen, that we're, he- we're here where you just went is... Uh, okay, so fuck a physical wallet, but you have another wallet outside of your Algorand wallet for the rest of your cryptos. So I hold most of my cryptos in the exchange. Oh, they just sit in there. Yeah, right? so most of them sit there. Again, the wallet thing, I'm I'm new to this. Okay, and the wallet, so have you... Sorry, go ahead. No, so I've just been buying on the exchange and it sits there. And I don't know if I've been making an interest rate. Okay, so you haven't pulled any money out of the crypto market to spend it on me. No, no. Well, it, okay. no, I haven't. But, well... Okay, so I lied. So I did as a test. That's how I know I'm going to get it in two okay. days. As soon as I have so, enough for a Tesla truck, I'm going to pull it out and buy a Tesla truck. And you had to, you have to like confirm your identity somehow through whatever app to pull out the money, right? Yeah. How? What did you have to do for that? Because that's so, where I got stuck with Kraken. That I confirmed my identity and then I never heard back. That so they're you, like for uphold for Coinbase, you're going to be fine. You can yeah. go in and out as you want to. Uphold, do it on your computer. It's going to, I promise you, like all the okay. prompting. I don't know if it's immature app. I don't know if I'm lost. I don't know if I'm losing it. Uphold, I'm getting the best results just cranking it out on the computer. Okay. And then it'll let you continue on your phone. It'll take a picture of your license. It'll be confirmed, but do it there, unfortunately. Because again, right? Like going to an app is hard. Uh-huh. So yeah. a lot, of, and I'm just learning this too, because I, I work with an app, a web developer who's just kind of explaining this, like these high level things that I don't get. But going to an app is hard, so it's not uncommon to lose connect or functionality. Word. So we could be dumb, we could be missing it, or it's just not there, right? Word. But okay. do it on your computer. And listen, okay. if you're not invested in Algorand, at least $5, I swear I'm going to running jump kick. I'm going to running headbutt into your nuts. Just so text me, text me one week from today and <laughs> yeah. ask me whether or not I bought Algorand. Okay. Because because that's I like say I get paid on Friday. So the next time that I'm gonna buy crypto is gonna be on Friday. 100%. So I'm gonna Friday text you every single day until I, Friday. Yeah. And I'm gonna <laughs> text you every day this Algo. week to show you my gains from Algorand. Yeah, be like, hey bro, be. guess where I'm at? Guess where I'm at? Although when you text me next week, because... we're gonna be 
we're going on vacation next week, me and the family. We're going Where for a we weekend going? getaway. We're going to Wyoming. Show Jackson Snow. We we got an Airbnb. Um, at, yeah, it's like two and a half hours southwest from here. Um, okay, I can spot. be there. That's fine. We can be there. Can yeah, confirm. yeah. So it's it's gonna be fun. It's on a huge, just a huge plot of land, like a bunch of trails and shit. So we're gonna take the dog and the baby, and we're just gonna go and just spend a weekend together. Bro, he's not he's not a baby anymore. We gotta we gotta graduate. Yeah, from that say, like, I know. We stay yeah. calling him a baby. Jesus. he's two ah. years old. We stay yeah. calling him. That's how that's how you end up fifteen, and your mom is like, "You'll always be my baby." Because <laughs> he's two years old, and I'm still calling him the fucking baby. Like we'll have him. Like, but do you have a baby with you? Or like, do you want me to take him? Or, yeah, no, all the time. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till he pushes back on that. I can't wait. It's it's the inevitability that's coming. Tell him to go fuck himself. Tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, you're my baby. Oh shit! Hey, Don G. While while Larry's laughing real quick. Hey, uh, are you in? The, do you feel like buying a shotgun or a rifle at some point in the next like three months? Oh god. Mm, I don't know about that. Why? Because uh, applications for spring bear and spring turkey are in. So oh. they're due at the end of the month. <laughs> I got to figure out where I'm going to go hunt spring bear. So, yeah. That's right. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to bring you with me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, absolutely. Thank you, my love. Oh, this is Uphold, the website. It's a, it's like a wallet for crypto. Is she getting in on Coinbase too? She's my, she's um, my Facebook friend. You know, she's going to have to watch the podcast afterwards to yeah. make sure she understands everything. I was telling on. Jordan about um, about <laughs> this, and when we were going to go to Collins, she was going to listen in so that she could hear everything because when say she hi. was talking Say about, hi to Larry real quick. Um, hi, Larry. Hi, Don. Hi. Um, when Jordan was talking about, you know, she's starting her, her banking business and stuff. And so she started to put money aside to like start practicing saving for taxes and shit, you know? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. she yeah. is like, oh, well, where do I want to put it? And blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, maybe I'll go and talk to like BEs, use our bank. She's like about like another savings account. And then just last night, I was like, wait, it's like, you should just take that money and just put it in like a crypto market. I was like, because you're, I said, I said I've been hearing Larry talk about it. I said, I was like, you're going to get, and if your idea is even just to pay taxes on it, I said, in a year when you have to pay taxes on this money, you're going to have way more than you need, you know, just in percentage returns. It's like, so if all you're really doing is storing it. And so it sounds like from everything you've said here today, that might not be a bad idea. If all she's doing is putting money aside to save to pay taxes, yeah, then should she not just put it in crypto instead of a savings account and then at least make more money on it while it's sitting there? From the theory, in my personal opinion. Mm. So again, this is, what, this is what I do. This this is what I'm doing. I have no U.S. cash saved. So when I save for my taxes to pay my quarterlies, mine's in cash, or mine's in crypto. So you're going to pull it out of crypto to pay your quarterly taxes. Uh, 100%. What she needs Word. to be prepared for and what I'm prepared for in this inevitability is one, the market could be down when she pays, right? So it, she, it could, yes. But yes. the idea, I mean, the it's going to go up. Listen, okay, yeah. I just have to say that I, you, she has to be cognizant. But in my, right, I, right. I'm not invested in anything I'm, I think is going to go down, right? That'd be silly to me. Number two is when she takes it out, she's going to create a taxable event. So because so she's going to have to pay more on taxes because she made money. Okay. So be prepared. Even even if she's trying only to convince pulling me that out, taxes and theft. Right. Yeah, even exactly. if she's. Even if she's only pulling out the money that she's going to use to pay her taxes, right? Because what, what I'm saying is, like, from whatever sales she's doing, she's taking out X percentage and putting that aside to pay her taxes, right? And so the, 
I, this is in a perfect world. The money that she's pulling out will be exactly, or that she's putting in there will be exactly what she needs to pull out to pay her taxes. So what? What is so? Whatever she's made in profits will stay in there, right? So is she still going to pay the taxes on that if she's only pulling out what ideally. she put in? Because that's I, what you were talking about earlier, right? Ideally, but what they say is right. So you're going to pull out coins, right? So yes. this is what. So she'll put ten coins in, right? And then the coin value is going to go up. So if she, so she may put ten coins in, right? Right. Because okay. Okay, but okay, the coin, so you put hundred percent. Okay. So she puts she puts in ten coins worth one dollar, right? And then she's like, okay, I need to take out eight coins now because that's what it's worth. But they're gonna say, okay, well that coin was worth a dollar, but now that coin's worth a dollar fifty. So you're gonna pay taxes on that fifty percent, okay. fifty cents. Okay. So that's what I she needs to be cognizant enough because like, see, you're you're so tied to the dollar, which is it's okay. Yes. You're American. But like you, like you're not gonna pull out the same amount. Like my algorand that I put in when it was like fifty cents, now I'm pulling those out of two dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Or okay, that's that's outlandish. Like a dollar's fifty, but I hope it's gonna be forty dollars. Right. But yeah, but that's what it's gonna be. But the thing that she had, she could look at is again, since that will be a, a store value, what she's gonna look at is okay. I put it in, and now I have ten coins, but I only needed eight coins to pay my taxes. So those two coins that are still in there those aren't going to be taxed and those continue to make money because mm-hmm. again you're making seven percent as opposed to one percent right money. right and that's so yeah. would it another right another way of so even if about you got to pull out a little bit extra you still got leftovers that's still making more money yes yeah and like another way to think about it could be say like instead of you know dollar dollar value based off of coin value it could be like depending on what coin whatever you're invested in for the dollar amount to equal the coin you'll have a specific conversion ratio like a conversion factor you know like today i bought a bitcoin and one u.s dollar equals x percent of a bitcoin or point zero 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 whatever the fuck of a bitcoin Versus, you know, so that conversion rate is going to be 0. 0.0004 or whatever it is. And tomorrow, that conversion rate might be 0.003, okay. you know. Nope, and it's the same. It's no different yeah. than investing in any other international currency anyways. I mean, if I was to invest right. a bunch of U.S. dollars into the yen, you know, and then I want to sit on it for a year thinking that the yen is big. Can become worth more in U.S. dollars in ten years or a year from now, and then I can pull it out, convert it back to U.S. dollars, pay whatever fees it is, and then I'll I'll actually have made more money. Yeah, 100%, and and that's the best way to do it. So that it's again, people get nervous, and I get it because it's taxes, and I got it. But what I'm gonna, I can only tell you what I'm doing. If she wants to do that, but again, tell her just like, hey, no pressure. You can get your savings account at one percent and like be great, and then like you'll get two percent, and they'll pretend like they fucking change the world for you. Yeah. Or, or you could all go and get seven, seven fucking percent, and that's not even including the <laughs> increase of value. Yeah. Three fucking percent, especially Listen. during a period like this where we're essentially like the U.S. dollar is so volatile. It's so 100%. it's so close to dropping off of an edge yeah. that. You know, the Fed has lowered instance rates to like near nothing, right? 100%. So that way, when you do put money into a savings account, why would you do that? It's just basically just to sit there and hold its current value, right? Versus put it into something. It used to be like you put it in a savings account, you're going to make one to three percent, which yes. was, you know, 
that's free money. That's one to three percent free money versus put it in six percent, seven percent. That's twice as much free money. (laughs) Free money. And and I can't, I just can't express it enough. And if you don't use it, like I can't, it's just, it's you're just, and that's like, that's just the interest. We haven't even counted the natural cruise up it's going to take from the general influx of cash. Right. And I can tell you, it'll matter. Listen, we don't have to take up the whole time tax time. Listen, I love taxes, but you tell Jordan. Listen, you ask her, she, you like, what did Larry tell you about uh, a tax person? And she'll be like, what's good having a tax person if you never call? What, what's good having a tax person on call if you never call your tax person? It's my favorite phrase in the entire world. So, yeah, we can talk about doing his job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm here for. But if you guys. Well, don't know, no, and I just feel like those questions are, especially for somebody who, like, Sid was in here earlier, Kathy's obviously talking about crypto. So, people are going to be getting into crypto. You know, and these are things that they're going to need to know. And if they don't have a regular tax person, if they do their taxes on TurboTax or if they go to H&R Block once a year and have them do it, then they don't even have anybody they can ask these questions to. No, so that- I feel like I feel like this is totally valuable, all this information for not only me, because I don't actually know, but for yeah. anybody else who's here, who's trying to get yeah. this information, because that's why you're here, you know? No, 100%. And that's why, listen, that's why I'm going to start a podcast under your guys' label, pay you guys royalty rights. Because again, we, we, we have the same vein where we just want to deliver information in a digestible way. Can I be a guest, I- Larry? Look, yes, hundred percent easily. This is I, I again. I can do. We can. We can talk for hours, which is dangerous because like no one likes a twelve-hour podcast. But I, again, I, re, I just again, I like talking to you guys. I leave the same mission statement, and that's why like I love coming on here. It's awesome. Like you're always like, can you do it? And I always have to pretend like I'm doing something instead. Like, I want to clear my entire schedule. But, uh, like, bro, I know you're active duty army. I know what your schedule is. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, no, I got a ton to do at work today, and. If I'm working that hard, I mean, yeah. wait till you get in the private sector, asshole. Then you realize <laughs> I like miss I those days. Force someone else to do it for me. It's not, uh, uh, I'm uh, telling you. So yeah, uh, no, it's a good time. So yes, like that's for her. Like just be like, hey, like this is what Larry's doing with his life, and she wants my purse. I can send her my purse. Um, that's wallet. Yeah. That's like the cool thing mm-hmm. you said. The purse now because purse. Word. Well, we're you know we're all in pretty consistent communication so yeah i feel that we should start the three of us need a little group chat you the three I, of us right. yeah. signal group chat yeah Ooh, is larry on the signal what is going on yeah 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 larry's, yeah. On, larry's on signal all right we, we, we have yeah, to communicate signal. via facebook which fuck facebook but oh yeah, yeah, yeah listen, no y'all I, look crazy i like mark zuckerberg sitting in on a conversation i like, <laughs> exactly. I like the bird on my shoulder we want to know we're in his ear just to let him know like it, it may help him like lose like an hour of sleep at night like yeah zuck we're like, talking what about sh- you we're gonna what bring should you we down. name our group uh what do you want the freedom fighters the crypto crusaders Ooh. um oh crypto crusaders it. bro yeah I mean, that's <laughs> you said it i can't not <laughs> listen uh, oh for listen, fuck's sakes this get this i'm telling you like it's and that's what like Again, that's why again we initially. That's why I'm so excited about this. Done and done. <laughs> done and done. Oh, oh yeah, I just I literally just got the notification. I'm in, I'm in. And uh, but yeah, because I think I again I think this is gonna happen to people. Like in the same way you guys talk about current events, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. why would you spend this much time? Why do you research it? Because you guys feel like gun rights. Like there, it, the conversation is coming, right? Rick, I think we'd agree they're happening underground. But you're like, this is going to. I need to arm myself with the knowledge to defend my right to own a gun because like, you know, the reasons to own a gun, like you're not, you guys aren't trying to go murder anyone. You guys are literally trying to protect arm your home. 
what you guys know as matters. So you guys literally philosophically need to develop your arguments to protect that right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like on the other, same thing, on the other side, like this is what people are doing with their money when they're not talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk, again, because he's so loud and I love him for it, like he showed you that he's that. But like, again, Elon Musk wasn't the first one to do it. I, and, no. and, he, and he may have been, but like he's not the only one. I 100% right. know that their balance sheets and ARK Investments, which is a massive ETF, which is just a massive electronic index fund, they just started their uh, crypto fund, which means that like now it's mainstream and on Wall Street. And so I'm just like, like why? Why aren't we taking hours and years to tell people this? Like I, I'm gonna say it I'm blue in the face because like again, like if Elon Musk is moving into it, like I think we're fair. I think. Like, well, and there was that story a couple few weeks ago about J.P. Morgan moving a X amount of dollars into the crypto market. You know, right? Unspecifically, yep. obviously, but <laughs> I mean, let's let's take this to its logical end here. I mean, at the end of the day the nationally tied currencies will disappear. I mean, it may not be in our lifetime. It might be, given, especially given the rate of exponential change. But, like, it, it's going to happen, period, full stop. Right, eventually. The U.S. dollar compared to the Chinese yen? No, uh, Chinese, I forgot, I forgot whatever the fuck it is. Yuan. You, is it Yuan? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh my God! Yo, okay, okay. No, no, I, to Wuhan. no, no. I mean, yen is Japanese, right? So I yeah. think that. Yeah. So I think that in oh, China, oh, I'm it's excited. Yuan. You knew that. AKA. No, no. Oh yeah, it's the yuan. Y o a. Wait, where is it? Y u a n. The yuan. Wow! Oh, wow! Shit. Okay, yuan. I'm fucking on. Jesus. Yeah. yeah oh my God! Well. You're gonna be part of the. Yeah, one U.S. dollars currently. 6.39 Chinese Fuck yeah. Wuyan, Wuyan, and fine, equivalent to 0. 0.00002086 Bitcoin. <sighs> Thank you. Um, in other words, the, the point I'm trying oh, to drive yes. at here is that national currencies will eventually go away, period. Yep. Why would you not get in the market now? That's what I don't understand. I don't understand. Especially this, if, if it's this not is the inevitable late. end, right. what are we doing here? You know, if we're going to become a global society at some point, whether or not, like again, we choose to to, to remove the lines between nations, that's never going to go away. But as far as commerce is concerned, yeah. and finances, we're already so integral. The only reason the U.S. isn't defaulting on every single loan that we have now is again. Because the entire world economy is tied to the U.S. dollar in some way or another. And that's, we yeah. are the new gold. The U.S. dollar is the new gold, right? So it can't just disappear overnight, but one day it will. Right. And we'll need something else. And as more and more people migrate from a fiat currency like the Japanese yen or the British pound sterling or the U.S. dollar and move into a crypto market of some kind – there will be no need for these fiat currencies. Yeah. 100%. And, and that's why, and everyone's just like, well, that's so far away. And I'm just like, well, in the meantime, it's a store of value. Like in the short term, yeah, in it the makes meantime. sense. Yep. In and the in short the term. Long, I think short the term is the key there. Yeah. And I, I think, again, I, I, this is what I help people, right? Because I think people think short term is like, oh, what am I doing tomorrow? And I'm always just like, 
Uh, short term is really like 30 years, right? Like on, yeah. on the, <laughs> yeah. Like in the way I see things, like I, you can have some life. I By the time Thompson. I pay off my fucking house. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it, I push back on all, right? I told my wife since I was 26 that my life starts when I'm 40. Like I'm literally like preparing to be 40. And that's the only thing I think about. And that's why I'm just like, this makes Part sense. The rest of us. It, it just, it just, I, 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 I literally am flabbergasted. Like, for like, oh gosh, dude, I just, I just <laughs> sorry. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm, I get so excited for this stuff. But like, I know I, I kind of nerded out on this. I, I, I just, I hope I wasn't too aggressive, but like, hard no. It's gonna, I'm just, it's gonna matter. It's gonna matter in such a big Not way. As it's Don's hair for fuck. I know. Let, let me line you up. Let me get you right. Mm-hmm. That's what he has the beanie on. He can't I see mean, he's squinting at the screen. Like I said, if it wasn't for our conversations, let's just say I'd be about $50 poorer than I am today, even though I'm down in the market already. Yeah. Which is not a bad situation to be. My my portfolio is less than $1,000 when it comes to the crypto market. A $50 gain one day with an $1,000 investment is a pretty good goddamn percentage. It's a, it's a great day. And it's, it's like even when you're day. down, you, you're, it's not eating at your, 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 no. your principal. No. I'm up 59 cents. Yo, and see, this is the thing for yeah, you, Don, that I think is going to unlock you. You like that? Tie, you need to tie everything into a percentage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Learn like, percentage wow. conversions now because it's going to make you feel amazing about life. You won't even stress. like Because like in the when I was day trading, it was like 2% gain. Uh-huh. And then on my first one, it was like $102. I was like, fuck, that sucks. And I thought about it. If on There's 240 trading days in a year. This is, I think, whatever, right? If you get a 2% gain, on 80 of those days. So I need to be one third of getting a 2% gain, right? One third gets you to the Hall of Fame in baseball. So I was like, that's good enough for me. If you get a 2% <laughs> gain on one third of the days, you will you will quadruple your money. That's funny. And so, hey, listen, I'm I feel telling it. Because you, you go from 100 to 400 to 1600 to 6400 to $25,600. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm here for it. I like math, and I like the way the British people say math, which is just plural. Math. Math. Or cats up. I like cats up. Personally. Cats up. Bro. Cats okay, up. Don, did you buy fucking Sir Kensington ketchup yet? Or fuck no, God you weirdo. We talked about this for fuck's sakes. You know, Larry, what kind Larry of ketchup do you buy? Sir Kensington. Do you buy Heinz? Do you support yeah. John Kerry? Is that his wife? That's oh, his wife. Oh, the ketchup connoisseur. But that, that's not why I bought Sir Kensington's, by the way. At oh yeah, I'm my sure. current Albertson Safeway. Uh, this was back during like my keto days and shit, uh, when I was looking for anything that wasn't high fructose corn syrup and all that good yeah. shit. And Sir Kensington's ketchup was one of those that had like a little bit of sugar in it, but on the label it said fucking sugar, not high fructose, whatever the hell. And so I bought it, and now I haven't been able to get back to anything else. I can't even have Heinz ketchup anymore. So get on That's that so Sir Kensington weird. train. I had a hot dog with it the other day. It's fantastic. Y'all need to be buying that Sir Kensington's. Sir <laughs> Kensington's. Yep. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Larry's going <laughs> to order some on Amazon. It'll be here in two days. I'm yeah, starting to think that it might actually be some kind of a Safeway brand, to be honest. I'm not totally sure. I honestly don't know. This but it's got you... like a little Monopoly man as like the logo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty smart. He's got a monocle. Sir Kensington? Yeah. Why is this $50? Oh. Whoa, that's a big bottle. It's got to be a box of Sir Kensington's. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. It's great. I'm going to be like Larry and Sir 
Kenzine tins. Oh, hey. Oh, and they make mayo. That's right. Stone yeah. ground mustard. Five forty nine. So what I'm seeing for the circuit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because mine was twelve for fifty, so that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're doing the math oh, on that one. We're yeah. good. All right. So before we get any further off track, um, because I mean, we, we said our topic is the beginning, but then again, yeah. it's the Salt Street podcast, so you know what you're getting. Um, let's talk about GameStop before right, we run out of too much time here. Yeah, I'm ready. I thought there was a dog running down the road and there was a kid <laughs> face first on a sled. <laughs> and because I was like doing this, I thought it was a dog and it was really a kid. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Probably like 10. Yeah, just face first down the road. Oh, buddy. That's classic. We don't this want to get too far off track. Yeah. We, we don't want to oh, get too right. far off track. Uh, there's a dog. <laughs> there's a dog. <laughs> that was great. That was pretty funny. There's good. a dog. Actually, no, that's a child. I'm so sorry, Colin. <laughs> so this is actually why you need to start watching Congo right now. Oh I've decided, I Donovan, I didn't Terrible co-host. <laughs> I did not inform anybody of this, right? Yeah. But due to the... So I took a I took a book or a page out of Donovan's book here, and I've decided that it's okay for me to watch a film not in one sitting, right? So I've, you know, when I get 30 minutes plus, I'll sit down and watch part of a movie. And I'm sorry. I couldn't. Go ahead. You're good. No, 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 no. Are you you mortally offended by this proposition? I just, I can't imagine not watching an entire movie. That's what I used to think. Okay, go right. ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. Go ahead. How many movies do you watch on a regular uh, basis? Less than normal? Less than you less than you used to. That okay, okay that's fair because I watch I watch The Office. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. I, I watch The Office on repeat religiously. At one point in my life, I realized that the realistic pop probability of me having an an uninterrupted two to three hour window to partake of a good film. Yeah, was unrealistic, and so I decided that I was going to get on board Donovan's train and just watch a movie when I could. Otherwise, all I w- all I would be left with was shows. Yeah. So I decided to start watching these movies, and I decided to pick a theme. And I've been watching Michael Crichton books that were made into films. Michael Crichton wrote Jurassic <laughs> Park. He wrote Sphere. He wrote oh, Okay. Yep, yep, yes, yep. like he's I mean, a big big i think 80s author but mostly 90s films and so the other day i watched congo i think it was last weekend i can't remember i was probably texting you, you ever I was seen pretty drunk and it was amazing congo no yeah, yeah congo bruce either. campbell do you know who bruce campbell is no army of darkness to... yeah yeah evil dead he's this in that movie for about stick. the first 15 minutes before he gets killed. oh no it's pretty oh. great yeah i know bruce campbell Go but the uh nip tuck you remember nip tuck yep 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 so yep. The how was it? The less douchey of the two doctors in Nip Tuck, uh, the family man. Okay. He's yeah. he's in Congo. <laughs> so I watched Congo. And it's a terrible movie, but it's Nip Tuck is phenomenal. like one of my favorite shows ever. <laughs> Nip Tuck was I was yeah. obsessed with that. Really? Show for really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm the wrong one here. Okay. I'm wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's my judge. Just it's because we agree doesn't mean you're wrong. Like. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, listen, I'm the wrong one here. I, I can eat it. I can I can stand up and take face music. Oh. So I started watching these movies from that were based off of Michael Crichton's books. And yeah. I watched Congo twice last week. It's pretty great. And I watched The Thirteenth Warrior. Starring oh, Antonio Banderas, yeah. which is fuck based yeah. off of another 
another Michael Crichton book called The Eaters That's of the Dead. That's a good one. Which I had Ooh. no idea was a Michael Crichton book until now. But I'm going to keep watching these movies like Sphere. Did you ever watch Sphere? No, I, I, uh, I haven't seen any of these. Except, oh, for uh, fuck's sake, Jurassic Larry. Park. Where were you in the 90s? Oh, playing football and protecting our country. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I was just a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's like four years idiot. older than me. I He's like right in between you and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sphere has got, oh, I, I got to pull it up here. I, I still I stand by this thing where if there's a day that goes by where I don't go to imdb.com something's wrong with my life um, but it's got like uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it who else is in it another like just a massive star-studded cast uh, including Sharon Stone Dustin Hoffman Peter um, Coyote Kyoti, whatever, however you pronounce his name, Liv Schreiber, who happens to be the brother-in-law of one of the doctors my wife, my, my wife works with. He's a great dude. Queen Latifah really? in that as well, by the way. This is called really? Sphere? Okay, what Sphere. is this about? Oh my god! Alright, alright, alright. Larry, have you never heard of this movie called Sphere? No, it, it's like, how have I never... You're saying all these people that like, oh my God. I had no idea. Okay, 1998, a magical year in film. I was okay. four years old. A spaceship is discovered under 300 years worth of coral growth at the bottom of the ocean. And this scientific team made up of a group of individuals that, a, that Dustin Hoffman's character decides to put down in some government report if aliens were to have been discovered on earth, like you need to contact this scientist, this mathematician, this person, this person, <laughs> this person, they just put their names in there because they gave them like 50 grand to write up a report about what would you do if aliens showed up. And so all these people, so aliens finally showed up. And so the government calls and all these people get thrown together on a ship and they get dived down to the bottom of the Pacific ocean to go check out this alien sphere? sphere. And then, Fuckery. Oh, happens. alien sphere. Okay. Yeah. And then fuckery. Fuckery ensues. Indeed. And it is a great film. It's a great book. All this stuff. But I've started this train. And I'm trying to remember like where I was going with this whole Michael Crichton film situation. But like I've been watching all these movies. You're breaking up in parts. Yeah. You were yes, saying that I need to But I started to yeah, to <laughs> to reach this goal of being able to watch all these Michael Crichton book movies i started to split them up into like half hour to an hour chunks so that i could yeah. actually watch them so hurry up and go watch those fucking movies boys listen there's no way I'm it's so that. worth it i'm gonna watch sphere sphere was the one that that you talked about i was like who are all these good people i know in this uh -huh. movie but oh dude, jurassic park legit. michael crichton book right. lost world michael crichton book Timeline. Don't watch that movie, but it's a great book. I was about to say, I, was like, uh, I do love time movies because those, yep. those mess with me a little bit. Those mess there, with me. Let's just say there's probably about a 60-40 split to like good movies versus bad movies on the Michael Crichton train, but yeah. I didn't realize there was that many of his his movies that were or books that were made into movies. Half of them just happened to be some of my favorites of all time. But don't be afraid of that half hour to an hour chunk, bro. Just don't just if you don't have the time, because otherwise you won't watch another movie your whole life. Well, I, no. I yeah, that's fair. I like to go to the movie theater though. 
Oh, yeah, well, that's yeah. never going to happen again. We all yeah, know that. Oh, Come on now. You're going to have to wear super... three, four fucking masks if you want to. Not here, actually. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah can you go to movies right now? <laughs> yeah, I could. I've been, we've been to movies. Like, you go there and you just, you like, you have to wear your mask in, and then it's like eating at a restaurant. You just take it off and you're just watching a movie. No shit. Yeah, go to the movie theater right now. No, I understand. Like, I was the. Fuck. No, no bullshit because, like, I work on Monday through Saturday. So, Sundays are like my day off. So, I was like, should I go see a movie? I literally, in my head, was like, should I just go see a movie? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, you definitely should now. If you can go see a movie, you're one of the few Americans that can. Listen, I think, again, I know you guys hate Florida. Hear me out. So, I know a way to to bring this all together, by the way. Go ahead. You're going to go to an AMC movie theater <laughs> because <laughs> amc was one of those stocks that were like wrapped into the whole game stuff so to the moon done. yes i win <laughs> that's hilarious expert 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 expert, expert yes. uh transitioner transitioner yeah i mean i mean yeah some might call that a true i'm not gonna finish that sentence <laughs> Stop it. Well, I'm not touching that. Yeah. Anyway, it's GameStop, bro. You will convince me. So, Donovan, do you feel comfortable describing what happened with GameStop? Do you want me yes. to do it? You so want, we... Or do you want to get a, a third-party Larry Dixon perspective on what happened with GameStop? Yeah, do you want to break it down there or do you want us to? Uh, no pressure. Yeah, uh, I can try. I'm not super great at it. So, essentially, there was like a, a, a massive shorting of the GameStop stock, right? AMC, BlackBerry, for some reason. Yeah. There's, a, there's like six of them, right? And what a short is, is when you think the market's going to go down. So you borrow somebody's stock and then you sell it. And then when the stock goes down, you rebuy it and then you return what you sold to the other person. That is the pocket easiest way. You pocket the difference, right? So Don has one share of Colin Incorporated stock. I think stock. Colin... 100%. I think Colin's going to come out and he's going to say that he watches Sphere and everybody's like, I'm selling that stock. So I'm going to borrow that stock from Don for $10. Goddamn great movie. 100%. And then it goes down. I borrowed it for $10. And the stock goes down to $6. Or I sold the stock. The stock goes down to $6. I buy it again at $6 and I give what I took from Don back to him. But I have $4 and the difference. And so, so you gave happened, back the stock, which was worth six dollars. Yeah, I gave back the stock. And Don is scared because like I sell my stock because I think it long term win. And so <laughs> what happened was there's a ton of shorts, billions of dollars of shorts. And what made it worse is it was bought. The stock was bought, or I guess uh, what's it called collateral against using margin margin. What margin is means that once you have X amount of dollars in your trading bank right? Your, your brokerage, they'll let you borrow more money to leverage a bigger gain, right? So they borrowed money and then they use that borrowed money to borrow the stock. And then instead of it going down, these people on Wall Street bets got wind of it and said, hey, let's, let, let's, let's fuck them, right? And so they did what's called a short squeeze. And so if you get, uh, uh, if you ever see uh, Wall Street, the money never sleeps, right? There's a short squeeze at it. Or there, well, he got yes. short. But the short squeeze is when you see someone short and then you force the stock up. And so they're like, everyone just buy it. And then the stock took off. It went up. And what happens if you don't cover the stock, the short, so I borrowed it from Dom and I thought it would go down. 
but it went up to $15. Well, I don't have the stock for Dom. So now not only do I have to lose my $10, I have to use the extra $5 to buy the stock to give to Dom. And so that got amplified to billions and billions of dollars. And they, they almost collapsed. They got bailed out because, you know, cronyism. But they collapsed an actual hedge fund company to the tune of $50 billion. And thankfully, because the most stock of those had hedge been, funds. You said it had been overshorted, but it had been shorted to 140%. GameStock yes. had been shorted 140%. Jesus. So not only its value, but almost another half of it, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is I mean, shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to happen that shouldn't there's no way in the feasible world that that should be able to happen yeah, that you're you just making up money to, at that point yes yes you're literally i don't remember who i was listening to but it might have been the hill or someone but they were saying like not only were they trying to kill gamestop they were trying to hold its head in the dirt while they did it you know mm-hmm. like just really fucking it's crazy which is the <clears> way <throat> most of those hedge funds that short sell companies work right they find a dying company and then yes. try to put it out of its misery and make a profit off of it they slaughter it right and, but the problem here especially because gamestop is gamestop right and that be kind of became the poster child of this short squeeze yeah the problem with gamestop is that like just like it was probably legitimately overvalued right And the the purpose of these short sellers in these hedge funds is to essentially correct market to, to correct over corrections in the market, right. To, to find stocks that are worth more than the company actually is. And with a, with a company like GameStop, if you are not a millennial or, or generation after, like you don't understand what GameStop truly is. Really, GameStop is just a place that you go to buy and it used to be you buy and sell games and then it became me. GameStop has a lot of problems. We'll just say that as a a company has a lot of problems. Well, the problem is if you thought getting into the used video game market was a good decision, you deserve to lose all your money because no, (laughs) once you play a game, it's not worth playing anymore. Half over half the time. But GameStop other ha- has other value to it. And the problem is here, a bunch of these hedge funds decided to short sell this thing by 140, 140%, not realizing that, for one, the CEO of GameStop had just turned over and has been looking at how to completely rearrange the entire business model so that it becomes something that can make a profit again. It could become a place where, that's not about buying and selling video games, but like has that in the background, but sells merch, sells accessories, blah, 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 blah. They become a profitable business again. And, and the, the big catalyst to the game was the CEO of Chewy, uh-huh. or somebody on the board of members or CEO, yes. he came over there yep. and he was like, we can make this a more profitable company so that I'm going to rearrange it. And that's why it went up. And then with its financials, and I guess it's arising, the, the Wall Street Wall Street, not Wall Street bets. Wall Street is like, hey, this is not that good. It's overinflated. Let's mm-hmm. short it. So yes. by hedge yeah. fund measures, it did the right thing. It just, again, right? Like the, the short was a good short, but again, they chose the wrong stock. It was the short thing. was a good short if this was 1995. That yeah. was that's the deal. The short was a good short if the current calculus of modern day gaming and what people 
encompass you know what millennials and generation z think of gamestop as the problem is these hedge funds these hedge funds guys that shorted gamestop had no idea what it could be gamestop has always been like from its inception has been just a dinosaur egg it's been waiting to hatch and but and, and turn into this you know something new it, it was a i don't know it's like a, a level one pokemon it hasn't evolved yet, bro. You know, GameStop could be so much more than it currently is. <laughs> but the people, but realist, I know Pokemon. it sounds hilarious, right? <laughs> it is what it is. I'm trying to find a good analogy here. But the problem is the people at the hedge funds don't understand. They don't comprehend what GameStop truly is and what it was. And it's ties to people that are on Reddit and places like Wall Street Bets. 100%. Right? And they got basically just got caught out in... Yep. I, I, in a way, you, you never feel bad for billionaires. I, I'll never do it. But they made never. it stop. But, like, again, they, they chose something with, I think, uh, Stranger Things on Netflix was so big because of the nostalgia that people felt, especially from yep. the 80s. And I feel like that was, like, the millennials' nostalgia. Like, we all hated, you know, we all hated GameStop. We had to go there. But it was our thing to hate, not your thing to kill. So Yeah. yeah. And let's put it this way. If it was our thing to hate, it would be, like, Blockbuster. It yeah, wouldn't be around sure. anymore if we didn't fucking want it. The problem was that the consumer base had changed what its what its desire the, means was towards GameStop, like no, what 100%. GameStop was to the consumer. Nowadays, I go there to pick up like merch and cool. Where do you think you got your Christmas presents from, Donovan? From GameStop, because they sell that kind of like cool shit. Like, yeah. I don't go there to pick up a video game. I go online. I go on Steam. Whatever it is. Yeah, a hedge fund investor does not understand what GameStop is. And so they short the shit by 140, 140%. And the populace that happens to live on Reddit decides, we're going to call your bet, asshole. And we're going to make you lose back, a bunch yeah. of money. Yeah, a lot of my friends made a lot of money on that. Uh, and yeah. so, right. So because we were stopping a little bit short of the issue, right? Is The, the bigger issue arose after... After um, yeah, after the short squeeze happened, which the people that the hedge funds that that shorted GameStop started to have to, like Larry said, are losing money, right? Billions and billions of dollars. You have the the head so I, of the Nasdaq that goes on MSNBC to start talking about, oh well, we you know we need regulation because there's you know shit that's going on here and people are going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get left holding the bag. Robinhood and other apps stop people from trading their stocks. They can only sell their stocks. They can't buy anymore. They can't do you know anything like that. You can only sell it. In some cases, people's stocks were sold for them, yep. and they were just given. Yeah chunks of money at whatever the stock was was valued at at that current time. Whereas if you were in a hedge fund, you could still buy the stock. If you were there on the market, you could still buy the stock. But these yeah. apps that are, what are they called? Retail traders, right? People who are just regular people like maybe Colin or I or Larry that are just, you know, have regular jobs. But with the rest of our money, you know, some of the rest of our money were buying stock. We're not yeah. on the floor of Wall Street. 100%. Those yeah. those people were stopped from purchasing any more stock. But if you were there on the exchange, or if you were part of a hedge fund, then you could purchase more stock and try and get in a better position. Okay. I feel like we might have jumped ahead here, so I just want to backtrack real quick, and then we'll circle back to where we are. Okay. Um, part of the reason why, like all these hedge funds were losing money, right, is because once those people realized that there was a group of hedge funds or a hedge fund that was short selling this GameStop stock as much as they were. A group of private individuals 
noticed that and decided to start buying into the company, which artificially inflated the stock price. So the stock price was probably slightly overrated because it was at like 18, 20 bucks per share or something like that. You know, and over the past few years, it was rolling around 10, 12, 13, 15, something like that. So they wanted to short sale it, make, make 25%, maybe, you know, make 15%. Who knows what it was? But then as soon as you had all of this massive amount of individual buy-ins, that indicates to the stock market the stock is worth a shit ton more than it actually is, which yep. sends the price skyrocketing. Or which to the then, moon. in turn, like to Larry explained, and this, that, and then Don, you talked about all these hedge funds guys, all of those those stocks that they had borrowed at eighteen dollars a share, were now they had to go back and buy at three hundred and fifty dollars per share. It got, it got up to over four hundred dollars at one point. Yes, that these shares were the, the highest and number. That's I how they lost was, money. The highest number I personally saw was four twenty, and it's because it was at four hundred twenty. So there's all these people that are you know bro. screenshotting it and like and posting it and shit. It, it wasn't went, there it went above five hundred. So there you go. It went above so five. Over above five. For so yeah, fuck's that sakes. was just the. Like I said, I'm not tapped into the game, so I was just seeing, you know, just regular people that are tapped into politics. So they're kind of tapped into the financial yeah. game. So just as it gets higher, yeah. So the highest as the like, reporting so goes, man, was four twenty yeah. exactly. Yeah. But over five, yeah. So if you shorted at eighteen and now it's worth over five hundred dollars, you have to you owe that difference now. You have to yeah four hundred and if you some dollars. And if you bought thousands of dollars worth of that stock at the time or tens of thousands of dollars worth of that stock or at the time. millions. Yes. So you can see where people start to get upset mm-hmm. who fuck them because they're fucking hedge fund managers. Yeah. And so, like I said, then we have people that are the head of the NASDAQ that are stepping in calling for regulation. We saw Zeke send me a video that I meant to fucking send to Larry that oh, I shoot. sent to Colin. Um, that was of Jordan Belfort. Yeah. The, the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. who was on, I think, He's a fucking it was CNN that he was on this time. But Zeke said that he went on essentially every other mainstream media and was defending why the regulators had come in and did what they did. And they're saying, oh, well, they did it because Robin Hood is, you know, potentially liable if somebody loses their house or something and they can come back and sue Robin Hood and blah, 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 which is all well and good. That's fine. You know, that I have, like that that's your justification, but that doesn't mean that it is right or in any way just or American at its core to tell people when they can or cannot spend their money or use the market when your whole thing has been freeing the market and regulating it and democratizing, you know, investing so that people can do whatever they want yep. for you to then usurp that power and become an authoritarian and something that you have said you are democratizing is not only counter to what you, your core values and what you started as a company, but like I said, the, the founding ideals of America that you're then going to hinder yep. free trade because you have, uh, backdoor deals to sell data to the hedge funds that are pissed off that you're letting people sell shit or buy shit, you know? Yeah. And, and, and they built it on it. Like they, they built right. their business from the ground up being like, hey, like we are getting to the everyday consumer to give them a chance, yeah. right? Yes. The and, reason they called it Robin Hood. Yeah. Right. We want, right. we want to be able to quote unquote rob from the rich and give to the poor. 100%. Allowing the everyday person to get into the market without some kind of $50 per trade fee from mm-hmm. whatever investment firm that you have a brokerage in or something right. like that. It allowed people to tr- buy and sell stocks for $0 and 
and that Robinhood was making money on the back end because they were selling your trading data to the hedge funds, which were then short sell whatever it is that was going out of style or vice versa. I mean, yeah, Robinhood, like thank they you. couldn't have picked a more perfect title for their company than Robinhood. Because as soon as the curtain came up and we realized who the fuck they were, they became the sheriff of Nottingham. Like it yeah. is so the analogy was so crystal clear and so perfect. Yep. And, and it's, and it's just, it was frustrating when like everything came out, like it felt like they were lying to us. And I don't like when people try to make you feel dumb uh-huh. in a situation. Cause like, again, right. Things that like people, for example, when my friend Tyrone, he's a nuclear medicines officer in the military, whenever he talks about something that I don't get, I don't feel bad about it. Right. right. And he doesn't make me feel dumb to show me that I don't quote unquote understand something. Right. And I don't feel wrong in the interaction, but every time someone would say, Hey, like you don't understand, right? Like they had to make me feel worse and like elevate the situation. And every time they elevated talked about it, it didn't feel right. So I'm like, at the end of the day, like, like this doesn't like it doesn't feel good that you get to go. It's a completely different thing. It's like, hey, like this is getting out of control. Let's stop for everybody, right? But when Robin Hood is controlling the airway, and then now the person has ties to the bank that bailed out Melvin Capital, and I'm just like, hold on here. Like this doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Right. And then when your only explanation is like, no, people are too dumb to understand what's going on. Like, so you get, you get more power and, and total control because we're too dumb to understand. Like that makes no sense. Right. But it's your money that you're worried about. Right. They're like, oh, well, we couldn't afford it. We don't want to put the money up. So, so, so say that you couldn't afford the trade. Like, say it's your app. Say we should all leave. Not that we're too dumb to understand what's going on. And that was where right. it was frustrating. Yeah. Cause in, in the real, like the the real nitty gritty type stuff. Like if if there was an you know you got an app like Robinhood that allows people to trade freely, right? Mm-hmm. That they need to hold X amount of liquid capital to be able to make sure that the trades that people perform on their platform can be backed right. up. Otherwise, what are they doing? You're, you're telling somebody they can make some money that you can't back up. It's right? like if you're a bookie and you don't have enough cash on hand. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. what That's it is. Exactly. What it yeah. Is. That's why so mm-hmm. many people make the tie between like participating and being White active in the trading market yeah. to casinos. Yep. Right. Like it's that, that same kind of like gambling thing, except it's actual. And that was the biggest thing you heard on mainstream media over the, you know, several days they're talking about, this is a casino. Someone's going to be left holding the bag. That's what you kept hearing. Someone's going to be left holding the bag, yes. holding the bag, holding the bag, all these people. And you know, no one there making the more than obvious point that nobody was forced to buy stocks. Yep. Anybody who went on and bought a stock knew how much they paid for it. Whether or not they knew how much GameStop was really worth at the time, if you are an American or a person who's lived in this country for the last 10 years, you know what fucking GameStop is. No, you know what it is. Even if you've never bought a video game, you've you seen know it. what a GameStop is. You've seen four of them in your town close in the last four years. You know that it's probably not a very good investment, but if you then decide to buy it at four hundred dollars, when you know that you don't have any more in your town, I don't. Again, I don't have that much money, but you might deserve to lose your four hundred dollars, or maybe you just didn't spend it very wisely. If you knew that the fucking stores were closing and you bought it at four hundred dollars anyway, the people who are doing it who are buying it at four hundred are either stupid. Or they're doing it for Reddit to make yeah. a fucking point and to rob money from the hedge funds and yes. to willingly lose money that they paid in. 
you know what there's I'm a lot of people that I think bought into that exact mentality you just said oh, there, yeah. Donovan. Like, I just got my fucking, I just got my crumbs from the U.S. government. How do I? I how am bucks. I going to use this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it around. I'm gonna put it into fucking GameStop and tell yeah. the goddamn Wall Street hedge fund managers they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. I don't care if I lose it because that's what that easy comb, baby. Lost, I won't say a lot of money. Lost enough money to hurt, but I did it for the same reason. I was like, "Yo, run the motherfucker up, right?" Like, because that, that's what it came down to for me. But like, a hundred percent. Like, I don't like, and we do it all the time. And it's kind of, again, it comes back to the coronavirus. I don't like how it doesn't feel like I'm getting the full conversation. And then when I try to talk uh-huh. about it, I'm dumb, right? And then I, like, you don't understand the scope. And I'm just like, okay, right. well, the data doesn't support. And like, no, you don't, you don't specifically get it. And that's what frustrates me. And I'm like, I'm not anti-corona guy. I'm not, it's a hoax guy, but I'm like, hey, we're not having an entire full conversation guy. And like, that's what frustrates me is that like we, anytime yeah. we get there, it's like an automatic roadblock. And it drives me. Well, and I think I think one of the most offensive things about that, right, about all of these people on mainstream media, on the investing market, anybody telling you that you don't know better, is that they would then say they would, when they're trying to break down shorting, you know, in 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 sixty seconds, so they can sell it and then move on. They're saying, you know, what we're talking about if you've seen the big short. So you're telling me I really to to understand the essence of what's going on. I really only have to have watched one movie that's made a fuckload of money. But yeah. then in the same breath, you're telling me, but also you don't really understand what's happening. So we can't let you freely trade in what's going on. Uh-huh. But you just told me I understand because I watched a fucking movie with Mike Scott in it. That's what you're saying to me, yes, right? Yes. But I don't understand. Yeah. It's it is yeah. It is more offensive than normal. It's du- you know, it's duplicitous, yeah. and that's what it feels. Yeah. Like. And that's what I said. It doesn't feel good, right? Because again, exactly. it's just like like the rules always change, and you always get to win, right? And then like that's what that's the whole situation. That's what I didn't like. And that's why again, I didn't want an economic collapse, which is what some people thought. But at the same time, I'm just like, right. I'm glad you lost fifty billion dollars, and I hate uh-huh. that you got bailed out, and I hate that I feel like I don't like where that money came from, right? But that's not even there. I just, I was, I was happy. I was, I was pumped. It was cool. Also, right. let's since, God, I can't remember when. I felt like the world came together. Like I felt like everybody from every ideology, oh, yeah. was yeah. just like, no, no, tap me in on this, yeah, dude. I was like, so, I got it. You jazz, got it, man. Yeah. I like, I could not wipe the smile off my face every time I thought about one of these hedge fund cocksuckers that have been taking advantage of people for decades. You love to see it. Finally getting what they deserved, man. You love to see and, it. And more than that, holy shit, fuck. Sorry. Wifey just walked in wearing something. Um, <laughs> Colin's about to end the show. He's about to call it right now. Yeah, she's got a great outfit, which you can see on her stream very, very soon because she's going to be streaming. Uh, she's cosplaying because today is Saturday. She will be playing Skyrim. So she's playing she a, a wood elf. Boom. She's not going to give Salt of the Streets a preview? Uh, baby, she doesn't put have your to. ears on and come give salt. To <laughs> Gotta put her ears on because otherwise she won't thought, be Well, at first I thought it was like a thing like for you later. At which point I'm like, keep it to yourself. But it, but if you're like, ears you can on. check it out on her Twitch later. Then yeah, fucking, I, come on the game. Yeah, come on over here. Yeah, if I this know. is where we're at. If anyone can leave, shy. She's putting on her ears her. right now. Cool. So let me make this quick point before she puts on her ears and comes and show everybody. Right, part of one of the things that I absolutely loved about what happened to GameStop, right? Is the fact that there is a completely separate economy that is only accessible if you have X amount of millions of dollars or yep. more yeah. that suddenly became 
clear to the to the average U.S. American investor right. that all of a sudden we realize that there is, a, you know, those one percenters that we're always bitching about and shit like that. That's those people. And right. what they're doing with our money is controlling our entire national economy. And they're not doing it with our say. They're doing it with whatever way makes them more money. And the fact that that a, a big enough group of people can stand up and say, no, I'm going to put my thousand dollars here and I'm going to lose that thousand dollars because I do not agree with the fucking corrupt shadow system that you you have put in place over the last so many decades to screw every single working blue collar American that I am done. I'm going to throw it away and I'm going to call you out for your shit. I'm going to make you lose billions of dollars because you are a terrible piece of shit human being who has done nothing but profit off the backs of everyday working Americans. That is what GameStop was truly about to somebody like me. Yeah, let's go to fucking more. Yeah, okay, okay let's fucking do it. Let's, let's fucking do it. Yeah, fucking I will, fuck I'm, I'm I will put up my hand, $150, $1,000. I don't give a fuck to bring down every one of these corrupt motherfuckers that have put us in the same situation that we have now. The reason that we have half a million dollar homes selling all across America that nobody can afford is because of those sleazy motherfuckers that have been sitting on this cash for decades and decades and decades, creating a system, a separate shadow economy that only they can participate in. This is why we had, oh shit, what's that? Uh, Occupy Wall Street. When I thought those were just a bunch of granola, crunchy hippies. No, 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 no. no. It was about these people. It was about these people. And the only reason we could do it is because the internet has evolved to where it is now that we could do this thing. Amen. Listen, I can't. can't, can't. (laughs) No, no, listen, listen, listen. That's a fucking, sorry, I had to tell you. That's a fucking hill to die on. Listen, I fucking mm. I love everything. Oh, hills about. to die on. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, is, was that not yours? Because I feel like I thought we were all dying. I, mean, I literally was building all, my fortune. <laughs> fucking drawing my fucking bow back. I was just like, let's fucking go. Let's fuck. This is where we defend. It's fine. It's fine. It. It's a hill. It's a knoll we found. All right. For yep. picket, picket's charge. We're gonna Pick a knoll. Dig a hole. Oh my god. You know what I'm talking about, right? Pick a knoll. Dig a hole. That's where we're at. Oh, we're gonna defend yeah. it. We're just yes. Sorry, my dog is. Show your dog. Yeah, pick up the dog. Come here. Come here. Oh, you were outside. So Larry's gonna pick up his dog. I'm gonna pick up. Oh, oh, oh your dog is so much cuter God. than mine. No, he's just, oh, he does not like me. Baby, oh, come over here. And see Larry Dixon's dog. Oh, is is that a corgi, Larry? It's a corgi. It's, my it's a corgi. With a look at that loaf, dude. Oh, buddy. <laughs> We're the same kind of dog or animal. Oh. Look at. It's no. so cute. So adorable. He's like, I, I, I don't know about being up here. He doesn't like it. <laughs> He's like, I don't know about being up here. We're the same kind of animal. We're big bodies, little arms. <laughs> I guess that was our elf preview. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I didn't know she had a Twitch. I wish you would have told me. She can have my monthly free subscription. Oh, Okay. I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, let her know. Just, yeah, send, up, send over the thing. I'll give her my monthly free subscription. Yes. There you go. Okay, do you guys have any last notes on GameStop? No, that was, that was uh, honestly, I, there's nothing I could say that could have possibly tied it off better than Colin did, so. Word. I was okay. very, very, very invested. <laughs> I know, that was great. Yeah, that like, was great. <laughs> I, nothing further, sir. <laughs> yeah. Carry you guys on, want to do Carry on. We can get the fuck out of here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, Larry, I don't. Larry, Larry, do you want to go? For, no. What do you got, Larry? Listen, do you want to go first? No, I can go first. You want to go first? Yeah. Do it. 
Yeah, okay, so my second hill to die on, because Colin, I've already built my uh, fort on his hill. Um, listen, esports is the game of the is the is the sport of the future. Esports, esports, unequivocally, like I think that it, it, such it, as League of Legends. League of Legends is mine, but I think it's, <laughs> I think esports is going to allow us for a greater genre of play, so yep. more people are going to be included. It's going to be easier to consume because we never have to leave, and I think we don't want to admit it's just a comfort of homes. And I think it's becoming much more realistic that that competitive in nature and you don't have to be so genetically different so that's my hill to die i think i get made fun of all the time and i'm just like i can't wait for this esport events and i think in the next five to ten years i think it's going to be drastically more popular than basketball baseball and fucking any other sport except because for it's football, so much better 100 it's better than all so this much it's more exciting and i think again i think we can all participate on the <laughs> Fuck <level>. you guys <laughs> what Listen, I love video games, but I love football so much. <laughs> I think football's the only one it won't be in yeah. soccer on a national level, but I think football's kind of like a blood sport. Yeah, I think you guys are crazy. <laughs> Listen, esports, yeah. I'm telling you, get in early. I can't wait to own a team, but I think it's going to be the big sport in America. I get You're going to own a team? Is that what you just said? Yeah, Larry I want to own it. I would love to own a League of Legends. Team. Oh, that's like, that's like my ultimate sick goal. All right. Yeah. So, Don, we got to start the streets. League of Legends team real Salt quick. Salt of the Streets will totally sponsor a fucking League of Legends team. I'll I'm not playing League it. of Legends, though, man. I'll sponsor the shit out of it. I ain't going to yeah. play that shit. No. I'll get really angry and um, rage quit. I remember when I first started at Benick, like talking about esports with Tyler. And Tyler, if you're listening, I'm not throwing any shade, but um, like, you know, talking about like he didn't understand esports. Like I don't, you know, that's not a sport. Blah blah blah. And, and then you oh, know, two years Tyler ago, guys are winning esports. Guys are winning world championships of League it's of Legends fun. for multiple millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Giving them candies. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, so there's a little <laughs> bit of legitimacy to this market now. I a lot think, of legitimacy. You know? yeah, yeah, like I, yeah. Listen, first, so first money first is legitimacy. By Nike T ones T, uh, SKT T one SKT from Korea sponsored by Nike. Well, I don't, Korea. I don't remember what school it was, uh, but I just saw a video earlier this week. Uh, West Point has one. There's yeah. there were it was this was like a really sick fucking lab, uh, but it was an esports lab for just, probably I from mean, um, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, the Big Ten. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that it was. Um, and it was yeah, absolutely incredible facility with not only consoles or not only computers but consoles also. Um, yep. I mean, it just absolutely Race, beautiful. Bro. Consoles can suck it, dude. Absolutely. Well, there are Hello. people still Hello. play esports on consoles. That's still yeah, a big thing. Losers. I know it's you. The losers. Oh, fuck you yeah. guys. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> there will always be a console market in esports. This is how you can tell me and Larry on the same team on this one. Wavelengths, yeah. Second place we're in, will always we're be on consoles. We're, we're following one conference, which is the PC conference, which is the only conference to follow. 100%. But it's, it's the only thing that matters. It's all good. There are but, those no. console conferences, which, you know, they're out there. Yeah, losers. But yeah, go ahead. You're, you're held down. <laughs> Fuck you guys. In okay. every league, there's got to be winners <laughs> and losers, baby. We're just winners. I love it. Well, this fits perfectly with my hill to die on. My hill to die on this week is do what makes you comfortable. <laughs> 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 yes, okay, go ahead. Oh, and what else, Grandpa? Go ahead, Boomer. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Boomer. Let's do it. And what I mean when I say do what makes you comfortable. I and he's don't the mean... youngest, Larry, which is funny. <laughs> I'm also the only one with the kids, so exactly that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> that adds at least ten years. <clears throat> so when I that's say do what makes you comfortable, I don't mean stay in your comfort zone, but don't rush yourself. Right? Um, trust the process. Don't get complacent in things. 
but wait for the right opportunity and strike when it's there. There have been, this is like not a very good example, but the first one I could think of is in the pandemic, there's a, a worldwide ammo shortage, right? That's like been a big thing is the ammo is super hard to find and when you can find it, it's really expensive and all this stuff. I can and attest. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, Larry, I don't know how involved you are with firearms or anything, but he's got the uh, Fed on his back, bro. He can get ammo whenever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it's obviously it's difficult to find, you know, and there's been at least, at least five times in the last year that I've seen a particular deal on ammunition and been like, oh, no, I'll just wait three days, you know, yeah. until Friday. And then when I, obviously, when it gets to Friday, it's not fucking there. And then the next time I see that same deal, it's, 10% more expensive than it was last time because in between the two purchase dates, prices have gone up in the industry and that's where it's at, right? Yep. And there are people who lose out on jobs, lose out on relationships, lose out on everything because they don't take the opportunity when it's there. And they think about it for days or weeks or years afterwards that, oh man, what if this happened or this was a good opportunity? And <clears throat> I think that it is critically important for people to do what makes them comfortable but also not lose on opportunities. And the other good example, I think, is Bitcoin, right? Three weeks ago, two weeks ago, when I was talking to you guys about it, I was like almost in tears because I was so upset because I didn't understand. And there are people around me that I felt like were moving on past me and I was missing out on something. And by the time that I understood it, I was going to be too late, you know? And we are two weeks later, I'm buying a Bitcoin. It's not too late. I've had these conversations too that make me feel more comfortable in that, that it's not too late. I didn't miss this opportunity, but I had to do it in my own time. I had to do what made me feel comfortable, you know? So I think that it's important. Take opportunities. Shoot your shot, as they fucking say, you know what I'm saying? Um, But do what makes you comfortable. That was was very well put, sir. Thank you. That's right. That was very much good. better Old than that. I didn't know we were getting so philosophical. Not right. Yeah, we're going to end it on a super depressing note. Just wait for it. <laughs> if there's one guy Great. who we could count on to bring down a room, that would be my hill to die on, which is accountability. We had talked about this beforehand, more or less, with the hypocrisy and this, that, and the other thing. But it's time. It's officially time for all of you people that voted for the greatness that is the Biden administration to start calling out their malfeasance, their 50 plus executive orders, executive actions since the day he took office, which is more than any president has ever done in in the entire history of the United States. We are closer today than we have ever been to dictatorial rule in the United States of America. And it's because the Democrats elected none other than the great and powerful Joe Biden, who has done nothing but sign executive order after executive order after executive action. It is time to hold them accountable. Governor Cuomo, it is time for you to go to jail because of the the people whose policy, the people who died because of the policy that you put in place, that you decided to lie about and cover up until it was found out because your idiot fucking savant of an assistant decided to Speak it out loud to the reporters, and no one's going to notice it. It is time to hold your elected officials accountable. You wanted to do it for four years while Trump was in office. It is now your time because your guy's in office. Call him out. Call the members of an administration out. Miss Vanetta Gupta, who I guess we, we didn't quite get to, who was covered oh, yes. greatly in the Times article, who is now 
your nominee for assistant attorney general of the United States, who is the one that pushed the entirety of the social media platforms to deplatform and and push away and suppress all of the stories right before the presidential election. My hill to die on today. Accountability. You need to hold the people that you elected to office accountable and you are not doing it and you are not going to do it unless you get shaken by what it is that they do with their policy. And right now you are losing freedoms every single day until you call them out. That's my hill to die on. Thank you and good night. (laughs) Yeah, no, listen, that was fucking, okay, I'm charged up again. I got to move my hill. Let me add to your let me add to your closing line because I have something else here or to your hill to die on, right? It's it's a quote from this woman from uh, Vanita Gupta, right? Uh, It and this is in reference to this is the article that we were talking about earlier, the shadow conspiracy cabal that happened, that all these different arms that had to work to make sure that Joe Biden the proper outcome, as it is quoted in here, the proper Proper. outcome of the election was reached, right? Okay, this is a quote. This is because there in November 2019, Mark Zuckerberg invited nine civil rights leaders. Mark Zuckerberg, obviously, the founder of Facebook, right? Just yeah. for anybody who doesn't fucking know somehow, the Zuck, if you wait, will. Wait, wait, wait. Let me drink water like he drinks water. <laughs> yes, ma'am. In November 2019, Mark Zuckerberg invited nine civil rights leaders to dinner at his home where they warned him about the danger of the election-related falsehoods they were already spreading unchecked. Quote, it took pushing, urging, conversations, brainstorming, all of that to get to a place where we ended up with more rigorous rules and enforcement, says Vanita Gupta, president and CEO of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, who attended dinner and also met with Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey and others. Gupta has been nominated for Associate Attorney General by President Biden. So after that, after this previous employment, after these conversations, after all of this work that she did, we are now expected to believe that she is going to enforce a completely unbiased and law uninterfered by any type of personal anything, right? After she just worked and was paid, uh, you know, uh, presumably- A lot of money. A lot of money to make sure that Joe Biden won the election. We now are supposed to trust her to be completely unbiased. Yeah, but it's okay because it was the proper outcome. It was the proper outcome. How do you feel about that, Larry? Listen, listen, it's scary. I don't love, I don't, because I never want something to be, I don't like planned malfeasance. I don't like planned all this. But when Colin says it's accountability time, and then you really start to think like, hey, no one's there. And then you read that motherfucker like, hey, like, not only do we think this is planned, they're fucking telling it to our face. Like that, again, it, it goes back to like, I feel like they're like, hey, you're stupid and you wouldn't under, you don't understand the agenda I have for you, right? Yeah, fucking you don't time to worry about it. Just go back to work. 100%, right? And it's just like, it's disgusting because like I hear the, again, the article came and it went. And when I heard about it, I Gone. was just like, I was like, what? Like, wait, excuse me. What did you say? They did you just say that the entirety, the entire election was rigged from the it, get-go? Not I don't even rigged it's just like like everybody came together to leverage the proper outcome it wouldn't yeah. even be better if they're like we did all this because we wanted an outcome but now they literally have suggested that their path for me and again i'm obsessed with control in my life i am who i am but like now you're telling me that like mm-hmm. this is you don't know what's good you don't need to decide because we're so, going to create it for you and that's frustrating yeah and i think i should probably rephrase this right because you know these things like rigged you know these terms like rigged yeah, and like forethought and blah 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 
let's put it in a completely different context, right? The fact of the matter is this is the 51% versus the 49%. Yeah. And when the fifty not when the fifty one percent includes every single institution that has any kind of political power, the forty nine percent doesn't have a voice, and that's exactly why we saw the riots at the Capitol. It's because that 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 tiny 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 decimal fraction of that forty nine percent showed up and threw a goddamn tantrum at the Capitol is because they were not listened to their voices were not heard. Their votes did not count It's because the 51% had complete and utter control of the media, of the distribution of information, all of it. And that's why president Biden. I mean, I'm not going to say that like, if you had a complete and utter free untouched election, that Biden would be president. I would, I would put my money that, Biden would still be president because he's not orange man because orange man says a lot of bad shit. Got it. Yeah. But if this does not illustrate the power of our institutions and how ensconced they are into our political landscape, I don't know what does because you cannot change the institutions once they decide to take a stand on something. Orange man. I didn't say it better myself. I don't even know if I could have said that well. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm putting my hill wherever. Call him Patissa Hill. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's not that bad of a hill. It's it's nice. You know, we got a palm tree out back. It's pretty decent. You know, it gets sun we have nothing. half We've day. wind. We've wind. All we have is wind. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, John, any... please tell me you have a line that's going to like really I make do. us laugh on the way out of here oh, oh it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one um but before we do that i have to remind everybody because i didn't throughout this whole time obviously if you've been watching this whole time thank you very much for joining us on our flagship uh it's been i mean tens of episodes since we the last time we did a full-on live stream was the it was like right at the break of the pandemic when we were at the wine bar yes yeah but i mean we used to live stream our whole episodes when we first started uh, yeah we haven't done the, that the dizzy in, day yeah, we haven't done that in probably two years. But yeah, the last time we did a full episode live stream was, yeah, the, at the very beginning of the pandemic, like several days after everything closed down, it was super weird. Um, so obviously, if you're watching this, thank you. And so our YouTube is Salt of the Streets. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Streets on Twitter and then Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Bear Bird Off. You on all those things. Larry is at some combination of Larry the Tax Man, Larry the Tax Guy. We're going to tag him in all these things so you can hit him up afterwards. He will obviously take your questions. If you have any tax questions and stuff like that all the time, hit him up. Uh, what is your work? website for your company it's that's a great question this is what i'm going to tell you this was a side hustle (laughs) and a passion problem this is this was so i'm not built in honestly to be everywhere like every i just Mm -hmm. i was helping people and this blew up in my face so um just tag them i don't have it i don't have a website um tag them and bag them all yeah, right. I'm Larry the tax guy on almost everything. So we're, you'll we'll fun. do that. Obviously, saltofthestreets.com for everything. Salt of the Streets YouTube, Salt of the Streets Instagram, all that shit. Okay, with that, Colin, I don't want to speak. It's horrible. I can't phrase this at you because it's not at you. <laughs> it's oh, really bad if I say it to good, you. Good, good. I'm ready. Let's do this. Oh, please. Let's do it. I don't want to speak ill of your mother on Christmas, but she's nothing but a common street whore. My mother is a saint. How dare you? <laughs> it's going to be at least a giggle. 